Welcome everyone to the Lost Lowdown podcast number 12 with your hosts Claude and Justin. Hello everybody. What's up out there in TV land? Okay, does that apply for podcast audiences? I think not, but let's go with it anyway. It's about a TV show, why not? Yeah, there you go. So this is, um, what is this, part three of our season two retrospective? Oh, who's keeping count anymore? Who yeah. knows? Part three, uh, hour 85. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, we will be discussing episodes, I'm, a, I'm a guessing, right? Are we going to talk about episodes this time? Yes. Oh, that's good. We're, this is a new format for us. We're actually going to talk about episodes as opposed to... Uh, uh, episodes. Non-episodes. Yeah, which... Um, so, we're going to try to do episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to address here. Let's move on. We're going to try to uh, to breeze our way through episode, uh, episodes 13 through 19. Yes, yes, folks. It's a big one. It's a big one. But um, we're going to do a new thing on The Lost Slowdown. We're going to um, instill some restraint, um, <laughs> which we never really utilized before. We're going to try to um, spend uh, X amount of time per episode. That way we won't... Um, <laughs> that way we can decide what X is later. And we yeah, won't, I was going to say. And we won't be wrong. For who knows how large. Uh, we're going to try to spend about, about 20 minutes at the most per episode... With a little leeway for bigger topics, um, you know, as in Henry Gale and uh, and what happened to Claire during maternity leave, which will obviously be big, be big things, and maybe a couple of things about lockdown. But we're gonna try to make this uh, not. I mean, this is what eight, seven episodes, so we don't yeah. want, we want we don't want to do like seven hours for this podcast, which we, <laughs> we could easily do. Oh, no problem. We'll try to make it four hours, so that means we got to do... What is that? You're the math man. What does that mean? Oh, don't... Uh, four... <laughs> four divided by seven? I don't know. Yeah. What's that? That's a nasty... Uh, it's almost there. six, right? Well, seven times six is 42. Well, we need to do approximately .57 hours per episode, so... So, uh, <laughs> probably... Uh, it's like thirty-seven minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, more like more like thirty-five minutes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Those two minutes will kill you. Well, because you know decimals are divided into tenths and hours into. Thanks anyway. for thanks for explaining it. Uh, this is yeah. Well, hundredth in this case. So, uh, are you done? Yes. Cool. So anyway, guys, the point is. <laughs> We're going to try to breeze through these, at least in terms for us. <laughs> um, so, let's start um, with episode 13, The Long Con. <laughs> Got to pronounce that G, G, folks. Pronounce the G. Please. Locke and Jack agree to secure the weapons and medicines <clears throat> in their armory. Jack and Sawyer face off over ownership of the meds. Okay. Hurley tries to cheer up Saeed with the radio from the Tailies. So, this is very direct, like, synopsis. <laughs> very really, nice declarative sentences. Yeah. Sun is grabbed and dragged into the jungle, where she is found by Sawyer and Kate. Jack and Locke discover the weapons missing from the armory, and that the entire group has been betrayed from within. Hmm. So let's move on to the next episode. Yeah, you know, 
That was, I mean, I can't find fault with that description. They um, said everything, so... Uh, they said what happened, you know? What else is there? They always try about? to, like, preserve a little bit of secrecy. They do, which is weird, because we're gonna watch it. And, I mean, I guess, I mean, most people who buy season two have seen it, right? I mean, I would assume. Yeah, you know, I think there's definitely an audience who saw it for the first time on DVD. I'll believe that. You know? Because you have to, like, if you didn't see it and you want to, you want to get into the show, you you better watch the first, yeah. you know, yeah. couple seasons. Well, that's how I saw season one. So on DVD, well, yeah, me too. Quote DVD, me, me too. <laughs> we won't explain it. Wink, wink. <laughs> if you know what we mean. Let's just say I have the DVD now. Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. <laughs> we eventually did buy the DVDs. <laughs> oh God. All right, so anyway, uh, we're wasting our valuable 35 minutes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the long con. Uh, oh, boy, look what I have in my nose. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a lot about this episode either, um, which is good. Okay, wait, we need to set our clocks, okay? Okay, I set the clock. All right, we got 20 minutes to talk about the long con. I thought we had 35. Oh. Let's just do... <laughs> Let's just do 20 anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. 20's fine. Uh, 20's easier to do the math. Um, okay. What do you got? What do I got what? On this episode. Oh. <laughs> well, can we talk about... Oh, I think we already talked about Locke changing the combination and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is a little ridiculous, but uh, seven thirty-three eighteen was the new combo. And uh, he's never... He doesn't change them to the numbers... Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes sense for him. Why, you know, I guess if anyone wants to guess what it is. Right. Uh, anyway, that's not important. Let's talk about something else that is um, a little more important. Although there's the right, left, right thing. So, you know, you you could do a lot of combinations with the numbers and right, left, right moving around. Yeah, so. yeah. It, I mean, it wouldn't be that easy to guess. A, but. Yeah, it wouldn't be that easy. I mean, if you did, like, yeah, right 4, left 8, right 16, or 15, or never mind. Yeah, let's move on. Locke says he's superstitious. Yeah, right. Which I thought was a very interesting thing to say, um, because there's a big difference between superstitious and, like, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, although it's funny, because here they sort of cross paths with, you know, uh, him being afraid to... Uh, you know, break the Virgin Marys, which is yeah. a, which is a spiritual thing, a religious thing, but he, the superstition with it, which I've never heard of a superstition about breaking Virgin Marys. No. Uh, but I guess he's just, in general, I guess that's just sort of a bad thing to do, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not sure why, though. But okay. Uh, I mean, she's got drugs in her. Well, I mean, I guess destroying any religious icon that you give any weight to would be bad luck okay um anyway i thought it was interesting that he said that especially at this point in his journey when he's pretty much off the path completely and oh, yeah. uh and is about to become very lost if i can use that term uh and really sort of like you know he loses his direction he gets well you know he's on the path with whatever the island wants him to do and then he finds a hatch and he gets on that path which is you know sort of seemingly counter what the island wants, and then he just sort of comes to a crossroads when, like, he um, sort of realizes in the next couple episodes that, you know, the hatch isn't what it seems, or the button isn't doesn't do anything, per what Henry says, and he's just like, 
doesn't know what to do with himself, really, you know. Which we'll get into that later. But I just thought it was interesting that he specifically said that he's superstitious. Uh, which lends himself to being the kind of person, I think, that could that could pick up on mystical signs and, and things like that and, and be taken by him. Right. Yeah, I mean, because his, like... You know, be, his, you know, he's known as the, the man of faith, mm-hmm. and uh, but his faith is not is not religious, really. No. It's just sort of a, it's it's almost a a weird like just sort of a faith in like I guess the island. Or it's almost something. like a. It's almost it should be like man of science, man of irrationality. You know, yeah. because like that's really his faith is in things that he can't really explain, and he. I mean, seemingly, I mean, obviously, we sort of believe that the island is communicating with him, if you, you know, at least if you take his word for it and some other things. But if you, if you take a step back, he's just basically, you know, things that are coincidental or things that are, are strange, he's just putting his faith in those things, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, this means this and this means that. And I love, you know, when, when Echo says, you know, like we said before, you know, don't mistake coincidence for fate, which is, I think, what Locke does a lot, you know. Right. Um, he does it practically all the time. All the time. Um, everything's fate. Everything's fate. And I love like when they first get into the hatch, and Jack Jack calls him. And he's like, "Is this this your fate, Locke? I mean, is this what it was all leading up to? You and us about to get killed, you know?" Uh, and Locke had nothing to say. Um, right. And it's interesting coming from Echo because you know he's extremely religious, but he's also extremely skeptical as. Uh, as illustrated by, you know, that line and his flashback yeah. and question mark. I where... think it, I think he's, he, there's a line he says uh, later, which I think is, um, he says, I'm, I'm on a righteous path again or something like that. And I think there's a big difference between the echo and the flashback when he's investigating the, um, the, the drowning slash death, seemingly death thing. Um, and Echo now, and I think that's what his whole thing was about in the beginning when we see him in the in season two, uh, when he's you know, when he kills the others and he's really sad about it and and you know and then he goes and he doesn't talk for forty days and all that stuff. I think that was really about him getting back on the right path and this whole thing about building this church and I think he's he's I think he's marking a difference between who he used to be and not just like used to be in Africa when he was obviously a bad guy, but but when he right. when he when he was first being a priest in Australia or however long ago that was, uh, I think there's a big difference between that guy and this guy now. Um, okay. He's more. I think he's less skeptical now. And so I don't know if we're going to get an echo flashback to where maybe, uh, maybe we find out that the girl really did die and came back, and so that sort of renewed his faith, or I don't, or if or if his faith was sort of renewed, you know, just in, on his experiences on the island. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, there seems to be a, b- a pretty big difference. He's less skeptical now than he was in the flashback. Um, right. But uh, but that skepticism made for a really interesting flashback. Indeed it did. Uh, I'd love to see a spinoff if Echo wants to go do solve murder <laughs> mysteries. Uh, like we said in our, our... I think we talked... Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we said that way back when. Way back in our first couple podcasts when that episode came out, we talked about it. It would be really interesting to see... Not a spinoff, because that would be really cheesy, but but just to show yeah. about um, about this, you know, this this priest who solves these uh, religious-related religious, <laughs> uh, crimes and, and mysteries and 
and he's skeptical, but he's you know it's it's he's got that duality by being you know a skeptic, yeah. but by being a, a believer in something that he has no hard evidence in, you know. Right. So it's very interesting, and if if they don't make a show about it, I will. So, uh, <laughs> but I didn't say that because they might sue me later. Yeah, I know, right. I'll call him Mister. Uh, I'll call him instead of Mister Echo. He'll be Mister. Oki. Mr. Oki. I was going to say Mr. I don't know. Keo? No, none of that. Stop it. (laughs) Can I ask real quick, um, permission please, um, to, I'm going to try to stop saying that. Why? How did, how did they? (laughs) You really do always ask permission. Always ask permission. I don't know why. Um, I guess it's because you beat me if I don't. Um, (laughs) Well, wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that on the air. Don't hit me! Don't hit me! Well, if you just listen, I wouldn't have to. I know. <laughs> it's all my fault. Uh, okay, let's go back now to Where's the... my turkey pot pie? Let's go back to the show. <laughs> Sorry. Put the whiskey down. Um, my point is, my question is, how did they <laughs> get the heroin inside the Virgin Marys? Because apparently the only way to get them out is to break them. Now, see, that's a good question. Because I always sort of, uh, even though, you know, we've never really seen how they got them in there and people always break them to get the stuff out, I just sort of assumed there was, sort of halfway assumed there was a little, like, thing at the bottom that looks like a pop out. But that would be, that would make it too easy for any sort of drug inspectors to see what's in them. So that wouldn't really make it easy. I mean, I, I can't explain how they got the drugs in there. Unless, yeah. Unless, like, when they. Unless like they're they're not made as a whole, maybe maybe when they're made, I mean they're obviously ceramic, so yeah. maybe they're made in halves, and then you put the drugs in there, and then somehow you you know you glue them together, or you yeah I don't know what you could like do. maybe they had a bottom piece that they could sort of remove and then and then stick back on yeah yeah maybe something like that so that so that you couldn't remove it again, but I don't know I have no idea I never even thought of that yeah it was just weird because he was like you know you're going to leave the heroin in there and he's like well do you want to break them and I'm like you can't just take them out without breaking them yeah but um, I guess not everybody breaks them everybody breaks them want to get to them I guess yeah that's uh, that's something Hmm. so the next thing why would Jack need to lock the medicine in the armory just so Sawyer could steal it later Pretty much. <laughs> because he never really locked it up any, you know, I mean, before when they were in the caves, he just had it sort of open in the caves, you know, and I don't know where he had it since they moved from the caves, but uh, now all of a sudden he wants to lock it in the armory, which I guess is a good idea, just, you know, for safety reasons. Sure. It's um, valuable stuff. You know, it occurred to me, I mean, that stuff's going to run out eventually. Unless the unless the supply drop had medical supplies, it, you know, know it it did. should have medical supplies, but they have we haven't seen any. Um, yeah, maybe the vaccine is all you need, though. Maybe it's all encompassing. Oh uh, wow, that's quite a vaccine. Well, you got to take it all the time, so yeah. Okay. Uh, why hasn't Sawyer's vision gotten better? If if Rose has been cured of cancer and Locke got his legs back. How come Sawyer hasn't? How come his vision hasn't gotten better in the in the many days he's been on the island? Well, I think it's obvious. Okay, let's move on then. Um, <laughs> are you gonna say because he's a bad guy or something? Oh uh, well, I was gonna say that 
to be silly, but no, I don't even. I, well, I would throw out like you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have anything there. I don't think I don't think the Allen heals indiscriminately. Um. Okay. What's my basis for saying that? I don't know, but I don't. I feel like the island chooses somehow, you know, who or what, or either that or just that it doesn't heal like every type of ailment. Okay. Like it can't help you with your. You sight, can. It can cure cancer. Cancer. But... Check. <laughs> Paraplegia. Per- per- check. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, need glasses, farsight, no, 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 not optometry. Island does not do optometry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a good point, but I just, yeah, maybe it's because he's a bad person, or maybe it's because I mean, I know in um, in SOS, you know, when Rose goes to the faith healer, he's like, you know, this place isn't the right place for you, or whatever, yeah. and you know, that's kind of crappy, but. Maybe that's not the right place for Sawyer for some reason. Well, you know? okay. I mean, that's weird, but... I don't like my answer either, <laughs> but it's like, it's the best I can do. I mean, I, yeah, I would I would say the thing about that is, I feel like he, he was saying it's not the right place for her because that place didn't have as... It wasn't powerful enough, basically. Uh, and, 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 uh, and it seems like this island is powerful enough. But he, but he did make a point in saying there's different energies. Um, yeah, I got the sense it was just different, not necessarily stronger. I feel like the but, island is well. I feel like the island is the the biggest magnetic anomaly yeah. on the planet. It it really needs to be. <laughs> right. No, I mean I agree, but it didn't seem like that's what he meant to me. Yeah. It didn't seem like he meant you need to find a stronger place. It seemed like. You know, at least, I mean... Well, maybe yeah. different me is just different and stronger. But, I mean, I think anybody, you know... I mean, other people have been hurt. I mean, you know... Uh, I mean, I Sawyer, you know, Sawyer was shot and he was septic and all that stuff for a while. And then he got he eventually got better and, you know, but it was, you know, it was a bullet wound. You know, I guess that, you know, that was a pretty... It wasn't as miraculous as, as healing sight or curing cancer. And for all right. we know, Rose could be lying. I mean, not lying, but she could just be wrong. Yeah, I mean, she really isn't basing it on anything yeah. besides her feeling. And, it, you know, it went, her, her cancer went into remission before, so yeah, it's not like it, it sort of couldn't do it again. I don't know what the odds are, the medical, whatever. But uh, just wondering about his vision because it's, it's, you know... It doesn't seem like it's gotten any better, and uh, I think it's really funny how he miraculously found glasses that work this time. And, I know. You know. Saeed didn't need to, like, do his crazy, you know, um, fashioning of glasses for him. Right. Which is like, how come, like, where did you guys find these glasses? Like, how come you didn't find them the first time you were looking for them? I know. Well, see, they just didn't want to... They just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, they didn't. Like, they didn't. Oh, he Saeed, just found some that were. Said was like, "I am not making more glasses for you, buddy." Yeah, I'm too. He's, bu- he's really not. He's too busy mourning. Yeah. Um, yeah, breaking coconuts and whatnot. So we got, uh, I think, another five minutes on this episode. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. 
So, you know, I thought it was a little contrived the way Sawyer sort of all of a sudden gets mad because Jack's, like, taking a little medicine from him. Yeah. He uses that as the reason why he pulls all this bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty, pretty lame. And, and it's... I'm sorry, go ahead. It just comes out of nowhere, like, and, and it seems like this part of the season is just filled with characters who have sort of changed over time. And just, like, out of nowhere, they sort of try to be their old selves again. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't... It just doesn't It just doesn't play very well. Because it's just like, wait a minute, two episodes ago, you were, like, the nicest guy ever. Yeah. And, and now it's all about, like, you know, screwing everybody over and doing this whole ridiculous plan and taking all this... Just because, like, he took one little, like... I mean, I just, yeah. I don't buy it. Well, his... Yeah, he made his speech, and he was saying, you know, when he went on the rap, people took his stuff, and blah, blah, blah. And he, they, they tried to write a convincing speech for him and why he was doing what he did. To me, the big reason he did this was to go along with his backstory. I think that was one of the big reasons. Um, obviously, the other reason, as, as I think Kate said, is that you just want people to hate you. Yeah. Which, you know, that happens a lot with characters and where, you know, they're used to being viewed by others in a certain way. And when they're not viewed that way, good or bad, they, it, they, they can't deal with it. So they like to go back to what they're used to. So I can understand that. I, I think it, I just I agree. It's pretty crappy. I, I like the good natured Sawyer, you know, like I don't I don't see why they wanted him to go back to being mean or or like you know, unlikable to any extent, you know. He's always been funny and charming, and he's been, a you know, an ass a lot of the times. But when he, you know, after he got shot, he came back, and, you know, I, he was just sort of okay, you know. I guess they really didn't have anything to do with him. If he's not, you know, the person who stands between somebody and, you know, some item that they want, and if he's not the person who, you know, has the quick comebacks and the, you know, whatever, then who is he, I guess, you know. If he's yeah. if he's not the the bad guy we love to hate, then uh, then I you know he's not Sawyer. I guess is really what they're thinking. So yeah, that's why they wanted to get him back to uh, to to where he was. But it, it was all sort of very contrived. And this was actually the episode that when it originally came on, I think I fell asleep or something, or I missed the. I, I never saw the whole thing in the right order. So I was always confused about what happened uh, with this whole thing with Charlie and everything. And Charlie's thing, too, was pretty crappy. Oh, I just want a lock to look foolish. Like, right. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, he's got the same thing. And, like, I just can't, I can't. If they if if they do that again in season three where Sawyer, you know, all of a sudden gets pissed at everybody again and does this and then. Charlie go tries to get the heroin again, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I guess he threw him away, so maybe he can't anymore. But if there's more heroin in this island, that's the end of our podcast. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll have to stop because that's just too silly. It's just silly. So yeah. Anyway, I just didn't from a critical perspective. Also, I wanted to say um, the flashback, which I think is not that good um as far as flashbacks go if you just just for the audience if you sort of like the general idea of the flashback but not how it plays out but you think if you think the idea of the flashback has potential then i recommend you watch uh house of games uh uh, david mamet uh movie it's in a similar vein but it's very good (laughs) you know 
Man, so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because it, it, it's, it's got a lot of similarities, but it's just like really good. That's the difference. So I thought anyway. uh, I thought the flashback was okay. Um, you know, the idea that she thought she had, you know, figured him out, but he was sort of playing her from the beginning and, you know, one step ahead of her, you know, and, and, and maybe, you know, he could have gotten the money from her, the original, you know, the, the, the original con, you know. Uh, you know, when he just sort of grabs his suitcase and it falls open and he gets, like he did the first time we saw his flashback. Right. Uh, he could have gotten it from her then, but then she called him on it. And so, you know, he was ready for it, you know. I think he was lucky that she wanted to find out more about Connie. Otherwise, I don't know how it would have played out. Otherwise, she would have just been like, I hate you, get out of my life. And then I don't know what he would have done. But the fact right. that she was sort of whatever, you know, I don't know what her deal was. Bitter, I yeah. don't know. Bitter at life, uh, that she wanted to find out more by conning is really the only thing that saved him and allowed him to really do the long con. Right. Um, but I like how it played out. You know, he tells her to run and makes her think she she has the money and and all that stuff, and that somebody's after him. And you know, we think somebody's after him too because we saw uh, Gordy, you know, basically say, you know, get get the money or I'll kill you. So when he says, "Oh, there's a black car out there," that's him. You know, we think it's him. So. It, I, I like the flashback because there was times when I was sort of on the same page with Sawyer and what he was trying to do, and there was times when he, you know he was fooling me also. So I liked the the sort of back and forth there. I thought it was fairly well done. I haven't seen House of Games, so maybe you know comparing it to that, you know, would 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 it would make it not look as good. But um, for 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 lost for a lost flashback, I think it was pretty it was pretty good. It kept my attention. But um, what also kept my attention. <laughs> was uh, the fact that Kate was not asked to join the army. Mm, uh, right. Yeah, this is that period of time where Jack and Kate aren't talking. Yeah, they're having a lover's spat. Right. Uh, which is really interesting. And... I guess it starts... Wait, when the, Never... I thought... thought I was going to say it starts because of Henry, but he isn't around yet, so... It started after... It basically started when... Uh, what's it called? Hunting party. When he told her to stay. Oh, that was it. He told her yeah. to stay, and she didn't, and she was the that reason was that it. everything got screwed up. She um, wouldn't, he, would, he didn't, yeah, that was it. So, the, about the army, uh, real quick, I think we have, like, minus two minutes. I think we went okay. over. <laughs> um, but um, I thought it was weird. Anna Lucia, like, called Steve Scott, or Scott Steve. I forget how it works out. Yeah, yeah, he, um, I think she, she calls, she calls the one who's living, the one, I think she, I guess she calls Steve Scott. She calls, yeah, exactly, which is weird, because I, I feel like, especially since she's new, she wouldn't, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't know who Scott is at all, and, she, and, She like, shouldn't know to be confused She should not to be confused, and... And if she goes up to talk to Steve about joining the army, you'd think she would have gotten his name at that time. Yeah. You know? I mean, she wasn't even around when Scott died, so... Huh? It seems odd that she would even know Scott's name. Yeah. And I guess only... I guess I, the only thing I can think is maybe somebody else, somebody else referenced him as Scott, being confused. And oh. that's just what she had in her head. But I just thought it was weird that they even made that point. Like, why... Like. Why even aren't we done with the whole Steve thing? Like I'm, they're not. Why do they keep going to that? Do people... They're gonna milk that as long as they can, yeah. I guess. 
Anyway, yes, yeah. you know what? Some, something weird happened with the actors too. So it's it's a whole it's a, mess with that. It's a whole mess. Um, <laughs> what else you got, man? Uh God, I don't think I. Oh, you know, I do want to bring up uh, this this stuff with Harley and Saeed fixing the radio. Okay. Um, and then like getting a radio station that plays jazz. Yeah, old jazz. Old jazz. Uh, apparently, uh, Duke Ellington and uh, Glenn Miller Orchestra. Yeah. So uh, I want to. I just want to mention that I've read online that in the uh, that. You know, recently, I think last week, they they did a uh, like a recap of the last season. It might have even even included season one, but I'm thinking just season two. Uh-huh. I don't know. Oh, anyway, oh, and the uh, they were showing episodes like a clip show type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a recap of like everything. It was narrated by Michael Emerson playing the part of Henry Gale, so he referred to himself in the first person and everything, which is kind of weird. What? But, like, he was like, I'm Henry, and this is what happened on Lost? Well, I don't know how he started, but I've heard that, like, when he was talking about himself, he would refer to himself in the first person. So, like, there's me in a net or something. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know how it went because I don't watch it. But, uh, anyway, uh, I heard that they that they put this entire scene in there. Um and so people are trying to read into what does it mean if they include something in this summary of the season. And so it made me think that this scene was important for some reason. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know what to think about this scene. It's, it's you know, Saeed had a point in that, you know, uh, waves bounce off the ionosphere. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, you know, I learned that in first grade. Um, Hold on, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But oh, um damn. <laughs> I mean I mean I didn't know specifically they bounced off the ionosphere. I thought it was the stratosphere. But uh no I'm kidding again. The point is <laughs> Wow, you got me again. I, I do know that AM AM waves travel a lot further than FM waves. I mean anyone who's been in a car ride knows that you can right. you can get your the AM stations a lot longer than you can your your normal local FM stations. So the fact that they that, that any sort of radio radio frequencies travel thousands of miles wasn't news to me, but that's not the point. Point is, um I didn't know yeah, I didn't know how to take that scene. It seemed very I think the only thing that makes it seem crazy is Hurley says you know, it could be coming from any time. You know, if he didn't say that, I think everyone would have taken this like, okay, there's just some radio station in Australia or some mm-hmm. radio station somewhere that's just, you know, plays old music like they normally do, you know. Uh, right. Now, if, if they said, here's a new one from Duke Ellington, you know, that would have been that would have been really weird. You <laughs> know, uh, you know, the, you know, if that would have been very strange. Glenn Miller Orchestra with their new Moonlight Serenade. <laughs> you know, then, then you gotta say, okay, something's going on here. And remember to light up a lucky. Light up a lucky. <laughs> join, don't join the Communist Party. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, we're about to tell them to join. I know, I was. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. They say apparently they say that was the old classic, so it can't be that old. I mean, it has to be old enough for them to call it old. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, they said old classic. I mean, God, I, I mean, 70s maybe at the at the earliest, or at the latest, right? Yeah, I guess it was early. old enough to be an old classic by the 70s. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would bet that, but like 60s, no... I mean, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't buy that. So I don't know if they're trying to say that, like, that, you know, since Dharma was around in the, what, late 70s, early 80s kind of, right? Is that the time period we're supposed to believe? Uh, yeah. Um, that, that That's why this music is there, because they're around at that time and there's some sort of connection. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing with that. It's weird, though, because it's not music from that time, so it's like... I mean, it's yeah. not music from that time, but yeah, it, but it's music that, I mean, if, if, you know, it was made in the seventies and then we, you know, they, they could have played during that time. If this broadcast is from the seventies, mm-hmm. you know, at the earliest that that's that, that, that song, that songs like that could be old classics. But anyway, I don't know how much more musing we can do about this cause we don't have anything to go on, but, um, I'm just surprised they didn't get anything else too. I mean, I guess they we didn't really. There wasn't a very long scene, but um, I think they could have kept going and got some other things that may have been interesting. Um, and and if for it to be a shortwave radio, um, you know, you think they could have they they would have got some other stuff, but they're pretty isolated. I don't know. Yeah. And don't you think? Wouldn't you think that the that the the magnetism on the island would affect the radio waves? I don't know. Just a theory. Just I mean, I guess it's it's. I Does guess it, magnetism affect radio waves. I think it would. I mean, magnetism is part of electromagnetic spectrum, and I think any like, you know, if if you have enough of any of that energy, I think it affects other things. But I'm no uh, rocket scientist, so right. I I mean I would imagine that like do, you know when the magnet's building up or when it's getting pretty intense that it would it would affect the radio frequencies but maybe when it's not it, it's fine so okay uh last thing I want to say about this is the fact that Hoyer says I'm not a good person never um, did a good thing in my life so this right. is along the lines of he's obviously bad and he knows he's bad and yeah. uh, and I wonder I wonder if if that factors into the show at all. Like, there, I mean, obviously there's some people who are who are bad and know they're bad. Like Sawyer and and Kate sort of realized it too. And then I think there's other people who are bad. Maybe like Jack, like he's bad for whatever reason, but may not know he's bad. You mm-hmm. know. And I wonder if that factors into uh, what's going on in the show. Like like if you if you know it and you admit it, um. Does that I don't know make you more good or something? And I mean, I mean, tr- I mean, Sawyer isn't um, apologizing for it, so I don't think he gets any credit. But you know, Kate, I think to a certain degree is, un- you know, is sorrowful of her murderous ways. Oh yeah, of course. But um, so anyway, I think we went a bit longer on this episode than we were going to. Looks like we're ten minutes over our mark. No problem. And I don't agree. Sawyer never did anything good. I mean, he saved that. Uh... He saved the uh, rudder, or whatever that was. He saved the what? I think it was a rudder. Uh, or am I using the wrong word? Well, Auto- yeah, I think it was the rudder. Rudder, rudder. Yeah, that's what Jen said. Okay. But, 
But uh, you have to understand too that he was that he had a vested interest in saving that rudder also. So while oh, it yeah. while it was good as a whole, it it wasn't a selfless thing. So it's it's like Yeah. But he's I mean okay. You know he's, he's held people out from he's time the, to no, time. No, he's held people out from time to time. But that's the thing, it's like why is he doing it, you know, like he's you know, he's helped Michael and he's done other stuff and I think there was one episode where Somebody asked him why he was on one of the expeditions, and you know, and basically it was just so he could get back at. I think it was the hunting party. You know, he just wanted to get back at the others for shooting him. He wasn't there because oh. he really was invested in trying to find Michael. But right. it was that plus he wanted to go get back at them for shooting him. Um, do 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 do. Last question: Have we seen Gordy before at all? The guy who plays Gordy. He looked, Not that I'm aware of. He looked familiar, and I, I mean, obviously he's an actor, and I think I've seen him on other things. I just couldn't remember if I've seen him on Lost or not. But um, I'm thinking no, too, so. Um, Unless they just have him in the background, you know, reading the lottery numbers or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't remember seeing him. I didn't recognize. I forgot about him altogether, actually, until I saw this episode. But what you can't forget about is episode fourteen, one of them, right? Okay. And a flashback: so, uh, Saeed is taken prisoner in the Gulf War. Since he speaks English, he is enlisted to translate the interrogations of his fellow soldiers. Eventually, sorry. Saeed is compelled to take a drastic uh, to take drastic actions to obtain information for his captors. Back on the island, Rousseau reappears with a gift for the survivors that may lead Saeed back to the dark side of his nature. That wasn't well written at all. Mm. <laughs> you know, I love that part at the end when uh, when uh, Kelvin drops off Saeed and he's like. I will never do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. I will never do that again. But then but then Kelvin was right, you know. I mean, I, I understand why Saeed said it. But Kelvin was right. He was like, there might be a time when, you know, you're going to need to know something. And you're going to know how to do it now. And then, of course, we get Henry. So, it, you right. know, Kelvin was right. I just, he's always like, I'll never do it. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll do it to Sawyer. But after that, I'm done. Well, okay, hold on, yeah. There's one more. But then after that, I'll quit. I mean, he really should just stop saying he's not going to do it. I know it never works out. It's not working out. He should just realize that it's okay to torture people if if they're Henry, you know. Yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, I said I guess. Yeah, I know. Um, so, here's a couple quick little, 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 little things. I was really just, um, taken aback by the fact that, um, you know, when, so, in the episode begins and Saeed and Tariq are, and his, and the other guys are, are burning things because, uh, the Americans are storming their camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just thought it was really weird that, the the guy the American uh, the soldiers come in the American army comes in and like who's in charge who's in charge who's in charge and and I uh, again I have to go back to this military references that I, I'm a little privy to and not that but just common sense too you can tell someone's rank by obviously what they're wearing and I think 
any sort of soldier who is going to potentially be in combat and, and need to go on a mission where you're going to need to find commanding officers, you're going to be told what their rank structure is and what their rank looks like. And Tariq obviously has two stars on his left and right shoulders, whereas uh, Saeed does not. Uh, Saeed has two stripes. And and none of the other people that I could see, you couldn't see everyone's rank, but none of the other people I could see had two stars. And so to me, it was just like blatantly, obviously, who, blatantly obvious who was in charge. Um, and I was just, it was just weird that they that they didn't that they had to have that scene where Saeed lies about it and blah blah blah. When in reality, the soldiers would have come in and, kn- and known Tariq was in charge because they would have seen his rank. Um, mm. So it was a little weird that they did that. Um, I mean, if you look at just like if you look at Saeed's uniform and you look at Tariq's, you can tell Saeed is not. You know, you can just guess. Stars are bigger than stripes, obviously. Uh, in most in most uh, ranks, you know, at least in at least in terms of the army's rank. So you know, they would have at least had that information. So that's all I want to say about that. That that part was a little unrealistic. Um, your turn. Uh, oh boy, my turn. Um, you know, uh... I mean, I've got more, but I, you know, you can go. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you should go again, because I'm not ready. Okay, um, I just wanted to point out, Kelvin was not wearing a uniform during any of this time that he was in this episode. Um, so that makes me think he's not, uh, in the army, at least anymore. Or I really felt like he would have been wearing a uniform, uh, unless... Unless, for whatever reason, they were trying to hide the fact that he was in the army. Oh, you know, according according to um, according to the transcript, which you know, I don't know why they wrote this, but they they say that he's apparently a CIA operative. Okay. So I don't know. That's not an official source, but they wrote that. Okay, I'll buy that. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't tell what he was. CIA is good enough for me. Um, Sergeant Austin. I thought he said something in the finale about being in the army, but he did. Maybe I'm wrong. He did say that. He did. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's what I remember him saying that he was in the army. Doesn't mean he was in the army during the Gulf War, right? Or did he say? Well, or did he say that? I guess not. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. We'll get to that soon. Nevertheless, he was not wearing a uniform, whatever that means. Um, he he seemed to sort of be separate from the army. You know, he was he didn't yeah. seem to be part of the rank structure there. Yeah, right. So I thought right. that was important to point out. Maybe he was lying though when he said he was in the army. What he really meant was that he was in the CIA and he worked with the army or something. And yeah, who knows? Who knows? Oh, Kelvin. Oh, Kelvin, you're such an inman. Uh, let's see. I wrote something here I don't understand. Um, wow, I gotta hear it now. I just wrote, Kate's dad grabbed Saeed. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I guess that, I guess that means when, like, he, 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 I don't know. They think he, Saeed's in charge, so he, they grab him, and I don't remember. I'll have to watch that again. Anyway, uh, let's see. 
Oh, so let's talk about Henry, I guess, since this is when we find him. Yeah, please, please. Um, That's all I had in mind. We we made a couple jokes before in previous podcasts how, like, you know, Danielle claims she's never seen another, and then once she finds Henry, she doesn't really care about him. But rewatching this episode, it's a, it doesn't turn, quite turn out that way. Um, she was very adamant about, you know, Henry being another, and she turned out to be right. Um, and she didn't forget about him. You know, he tried to escape, and she shot him. And really, the only reason she turned him over was so that Jack could go take care of him. Uh, now, the other thing is she didn't sort of come back to, to, you know, talk to him or find him after he was in the hatch. But, um, you know, barring that, you know, I think she was pretty much on par with her reactions to him, to finding another and, and being convinced he was another, except for, you know, maybe wanting to ask him more about where Alex was. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing. Uh, but besides that, I just wanted to say that I think she was pretty she was pretty spot on. It wasn't like I remembered, like, she was like, he's another, I must go now, and just, like, <laughs> you know, just, like, leave yeah, him. Yeah, that's, and... that's more like what I remembered. I agree. It didn't play out like I remembered at all. Yeah. So, I want to talk about this scene um, for that specific reason. Uh, I, let me... Let me get your opinion on this. When Saeed cuts down Henry and he starts running, like, was Saeed just, <laughs> just like, <sighs> you're laughing already. Uh, was was Saeed just, like, letting him go? Or, like, what? You know, I, I, was, I, was, I was not clear on what was going on. It was a very weird scene. Uh, the fact that, that Henry started running anyway, I thought was very strange. Um, if he... I mean, it, that's the thing. It's like you, you got to sort of play both parts with this. You know, it, it, if he if he if he is an other, so you you know, if he thinks he's in danger, I guess he should run. But then again, if he really wants to, you know, pretend he's not, you know, another, he really should just sort of stay and explain himself more, I think. But he yeah. runs and then gets shot. <laughs> um, I really think the, this played out very strangely because they just needed Henry to get to the hatch, basically, you know? And so, obviously, a good thing to do for that is to, you know, have him be injured so Jack can take care of him. Yeah. So somebody <clears throat> needed to shoot him. Danielle shot him with something less lethal, you know, than the, than the gun. Right. Uh, which, is, which is why I think, you know, if Saeed would have shot him, it would have been a lot different. <clears throat> so, well, yeah. Um, because who even knew Danielle had a crossbow? <laughs> I know she just pulled that. Like, shit I don't. Out of it was like a cartoon. It was like Bugs Bunny. She just pulls out of her back, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she just had one because they wanted her to have one. I, it was weird that he was running. Like, did he really think he was going to get away? Where did he think he was going when he yeah, started running? And but uh, but like, was do you think he was just it was Saeed's intention to just let him go, and he was like, you know, he wasn't. Expecting or wanting Danielle to shoot him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's hard to say because I think, you know, obviously this scene was written very specifically so that Danielle would shoot him. But if I try to put this in a real world context, I think Saeed may have been a little stunned. Uh, he, you know, he seemed, you know, because he didn't believe he was necessarily an other. And then, you know, he cuts him down, you know, basically, I think, to try to talk to him more and to rescue him. And then the guy starts running, and he doesn't sort of know what to do. He knows he's not going to shoot him. Uh, so I don't know what to say. I can't even speculate because it's so obvious that how they wanted this scene to play out, you know. 
Yeah. I don't think Saeed was necessarily acting as he sort of would in real life, if I can say that. Okay. Okay. I, I guess that's the thing. They're moving the plot along, and so it just plays out really weirdly. But I just... Uh, I... <laughs> I was just really shocked. I didn't remember the scene going that way. I mean, yeah. besides the fact that I thought Danielle didn't care. Like, yeah. I, mean, I hey, didn't think Saeed was... Something in the net over there that might interest you. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> yeah. I know. I must go now. Like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, it's sort of like that, but yeah. It's, I, I see what you mean. That it's not as bad as it, as it seemed in, in retrospect. But, but, uh... Uh... But I just, I didn't remember the whole thing where Saeed lets him go and he runs and then Danielle shoots him. Like, I thought Danielle just shot him while he was hanging up there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very cruel. <laughs> Which I guess would be kind of cruel and weird, but That'd be that's really what I thought. I thought she was like, I'm just gonna shoot you're another. when she just shot him. Oh, Danny. Um... Yeah, that's a weird scene. She is she is completely right though. Everything Man, she, she says. was so right. He will lie for a long time. He will. He lie. really did lie for a very long time. This makes me, you know, watching season one and season two again, and and having to, you know, you know, the difference between finding out the difference between what I thought was going to happen and then what turns out to happen, you know, and it's like sometimes people say things and they're right, and you don't when you when you see it, you know, you don't necessarily believe them or necessarily even pick up on it. But she was really, really right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and she couldn't have been more right. It makes me want to believe her more in, in certain instances now, like, in, in the future. Like, if, if there's, if, you know, if there's another time where something happens where she gives a statement like that, I'm going to be more willing to believe her. Yeah. Uh, because she was, like, really, really right. Yeah. Uh, and I think Saeed said he was another too, didn't he? Pretty early on. Uh, yeah, well, he, yeah, I mean, he tortured him because he thought there was a good chance. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was totally committed until he, you know, dug up the body. Well, he's, yeah, well, before that, he said, he said he thought it was another because he didn't remember burying his wife. And he, you know, he had just gotten through burying, burying, uh, Shannon, so he knew what it is to bury a loved one and, and knew that, you know, you would know how deep the grave and how many shovelfuls. Yeah, you're right. And, I think and that's then, he, when and then really... he has that scene at the end of this episode where he says he didn't, he doesn't feel guilty, so he knows it was right or whatever. Yeah, which is weird. What does that even mean? Yeah, I like, know. You have this intrinsic ability. Like, if you feel guilty about torturing someone, <laughs> then you then then that, that you were wrong about it. But if you don't feel guilty, then somehow, like, mystically or something, like... <laughs> You don't have, you know, there's no guilt if, if you're correct. and Yeah, it seems like it seems like the guilt would come from the fact that, that it was right or wrong yeah. and not, like, the other way around. Yeah. Where the guilt tells you if it's right or wrong. Yeah, so basically you only torture to see if you feel guilty or not because that's really the barometer. Right. You know? Right. Oh, it's crazy. Everybody's crazy in this part of the season. Nobody knows what they're doing anymore. Yeah, I forgot about that whole, like, have you forgotten? Thing? Have you forgotten? <laughs> I think they've forgotten, Charlie. Have you forgotten? <laughs> I remember at the time I saw this, I was thinking they were talking to the audience because... I think they are. There was there was of. all this criticism coming out that, like, everybody in the island doesn't remember what happened and no one cares that and blah, blah, blah. That was you know, watching it on DVD, it doesn't seem as bad as it did. Yeah. 
But uh, it's yeah, I don't know. That was just that was a weird thing. That was uh, like one of our not not a real theory we had. I don't think, but that was one of our little theories that something about this island makes you not care. You know, yeah, it makes you forget the big things. It makes you like not really want to get off the island. It makes you all that stuff, and yeah. which I thought was sort of interesting. But I don't think they're going with that. No, they're really not. They. They, they they half explained like why why that happens and they also made a lot of attempts in the show to show that that wasn't true. Yeah. You know, they did that whole SOS is a, is a whole episode trying to deal with that. I Definitely. Think. So, yeah, I mean they I I think I think what happens is they have so much plot and they just you know, they lose sight of, you know, dealing with all the characters responding reasonably. And they're just dealing with the ones that are sort of involved. And yeah. so it makes other characters seem like they're just sort of, you know, uh, th- everything just kind of goes right by them and they don't really care. So, anyway. Well, uh, another thing we get in this episode is the infamous, uh, Jack says, what if he's telling the truth, John? Yeah. And Locke goes, what if he's not? <laughs> yeah. The that's best, the... best argument ever. That's the oft-quoted argument yeah. that I love to refer to. Because it's, yeah, it's such a great argument because it's just not an argument. It's not it's an like, argument. I'm just going to contradict what you said yeah. and we'll call that an argument. Yeah. What if this food is poisoned? What if it's not? Yeah, I know. Well, good point. Let's eat it. I know. I can't. I don't. Oh, God. Um, so Locke was right, though. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he barely. Uh, I can't wait to get to that episode that I was about to make a comment about. We'll get there soon. Uh, Alrighty, <laughs> let's move on if you're ready, man. Okay, cool. I mean, there's there's more about Henry I want to talk about. Oh yeah, no, we'll get to it. We got more on Henry. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about maternity leave episode what? fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're moving on to the next episode? Yeah, what did you think I meant? Oh my god. What did you think I meant? I thought you meant like you were just going to go to another topic in oh. this episode. Well, dude, according to our schedule, we got about we got 5 more minutes if you want to talk more about this. But I'm I'm ready, like I said, I'm ready to move on, but if you've got some stuff. Um, yeah, I just I just want to mention a couple things. Okay. Um as I, as I skim the transcript, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, I think um, he his 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 wife was supposed to have gotten sick. At least that was his story. Yeah, that was his story. So I just want to throw that out as another reference to the sickness. I did. I definitely thought that was a reference to the sickness. Um, I thought you know when he said that that he was sort of because pro- I think. 90% of the stuff Henry says is he's prodding for information and for reactions. And yeah. I thought when he said that, you know, Jennifer, his wife, got sick, that he was expect he was want, he was wanting to see if they had any, you know, I think to a certain degree he was trying to see if they would uh, react to that, you know, to the to the, this idea of the sickness. Maybe one of them had gotten sick or, or they had heard about it or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, he definitely mentions the sickness. Um you know the fact that she got sick. Nobody did anybody ask how or why. I mean, no, you no. Know? And even when characters do ask pertinent information, somebody's always there to like change the topic. I love that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How uh, do you, how do you know our names? You took Wall. It's like okay. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, thanks. You Jack. wanted to talk, so talk. Yeah. 
Wait a minute, Jack. I was just saying was, something. Yeah, I was talking. Let me finish, and then you can... Please. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, they mentioned the sickness. Um, there's some weird things about Henry we got to talk about. Uh, there's a couple things he does that even given that he's another, it's like, why would you do that? But um, let's... Uh, let's. Oh, what you got some more stuff on this episode? Okay, I, I think... I think that'll do. I just, uh, I had to bring up something Henry said. I knew he said something in this episode worth mentioning. He's always Because I had forgotten that that was how his wife was supposed to have died. So I think that's uh, interesting to point out just because, I agree, that's a good point. He's probably fishing for information. Yeah. Because that that is what he constantly does. You know, constantly. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm adding that into my, into my, I think there's a sickness uh, hat. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. All right, we can we can move on now. In the in the sorry, the uh, the every idea, time I say it, you're not ready. <laughs> well, I just want a, a little <laughs> addendum, um, and the fact that um, you know she got sick, but he didn't get sick was a question I would have asked. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, that's a, I wonder the same thing about Russo mm-hmm. and her team. It does seem weird. Everybody's getting well. When, in that case, it's two people, so I can say, okay, well. Whatever. It's a little weirder when the whole... All Daniel's team gets sick, but her. But her. Like, that's just kind of bizarre. So, but I agree. I mean, it's definitely a, a question that, that doesn't get asked. Maybe this sickness only affects men. I mean, I, I, was, I was assuming Danielle's team was all men for some reason, but... Oh, that may be true. I mean, I think the ones we know about were men. Robert and uh, Montan. I love Montan. I can't. I'd love to get a flashback <laughs> and see how he's missing his arm. I know. Oh man. And now it doesn't really matter in the end because he's just gonna get shot. Don't worry, Montan. You're missing an arm, but here's a glass eye for you. <laughs> oh god, and then there's that shit. All right, episode yeah. episode fifteen, maternity leave. Woohoo! I know. One of the one of the you know the first time I saw it, one of the best episodes of the season. <laughs> the second time I saw it, eh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, a desperate Claire attempts a return to the scene of her kidnapping, where she believes she might find the cure for Baby Aaron's mysterious illness. Meanwhile, Jack and Locke must keep their prisoner a secret from the rest of the survivors. <laughs> meanwhile. Oh, God. Um, meanwhile, on the beach. Um, so meanwhile, back at home base. This episode, I think, marks um, how clear it is that Claire is the worst mother in history. Um... Now, I'll agree that, you know, she she's apparently had been drugged uh, a lot of this, especially in the flashback. Uh, obviously, in the flashback, she seems to be drugged, but... Yeah. But to think that the guy who kidnapped you and put some, quote, vaccine into your baby, to think that you need to go find that again to give it to your baby now is very strange to me. She, like, like I think seriously, if if they were in America and she was acting like this, like, Child Protective Services would take the baby away. Uh, because she's not, she's not thinking logically at all. Um, you know, like, why she thinks that Ethan was telling the truth, that the vaccine was going to help the baby, is beyond me. Um, because, you know, this is the guy who tried to kill Charlie and kidnapped her, you know? 
why would you think this is a trustworthy individual? He's he's yeah. not he's seemingly not a doctor. He's got medical skills, but you know I don't know what he is. But um, doesn't it seem odd that that she would just that this whole like attempt to go find the medical hatch is predicated on you know the baby being sick and having a rash and her thinking that the vaccine can help. You know, yeah. and not even consulting Jack, not even saying like, hey Jack, you know I. I, they they gave me this stuff and they told me it would help the baby. You know, maybe I can go find it and maybe you can look at it. And or I, don't, I mean, not that he can really do any tests on it, but you know, just like consult the the resident medical professional before you go. Like, try to find a vaccine to inject into your baby. Like that to me is the essence of insanity. You know, as fragile as babies are, and as you know, as sensitive as their immune systems are. To go and, like, inject them with something that you have no idea what it does, no idea why the guy who kidnapped you and wanted to take your baby from you was going to do with that stuff. Like, I just can't even believe that. And the fact that, like, Kate and Kate agreed and went with her and, like, everyone was just being really stupid in this episode. It now, she does go to Jack before she leaves. She goes to Jack, but not to tell her what she's doing. Not to tell him what she's doing, yeah. but at least she goes to him. Well, she goes to him, you know, because she goes to Jack all the time. Every time Aaron burps, she goes to Jack. Right. But, you know, whatever. She's a new mother. She's worried. Um, but, you know, she she goes to him, and Jack says he's fine. The fever will pass. You know, it's just a rash. Like, But she doesn't trust him. She doesn't believe him for whatever reason. Uh, and, I, I mean, I understand from a writing standpoint, you know, they want us to go back into the hatch and all that stuff. Uh, and that's that's the big reason why we do that. But uh, it just didn't. I just you know I just hate Claire being this stupid. You know, and she's even worse, obviously, in the flashbacks when she's sort of drugged up. But I think even I think even a, like a normal mother, even drugged up, wouldn't be that desperate to give her baby up. <laughs> you know, I think Claire has some real issues, man. I don't know. I don't know if they're just writing her that way just cause, or if they're really trying to say that she's got like real issues because she's she's been like. A really bad mother, pretty much the whole the whole time. Like I love that scene when uh, uh, something something happened. I don't remember what happened. A couple episodes ago, I think uh, something happened, and like with Charlie, and like Claire came running with the baby, and Charlie was like, "What? You heard people screaming, and you ran towards them with the baby? Like, <laughs> did that make sense to you, Claire? Oh, I remember that. You know, you know that's when that's when Charlie berates berates her about that. He's and he's like, "Okay, well now Aaron is up. He's gonna be fussy all night. He's not gonna want to go to sleep anytime soon. Here, just give me the just give me the baby. Just give me the baby." Yeah, you know, and it's just like they have really gone out of their way to write her as a really bad mother. Uh, and I'm I'm trying to figure out why, you know. I mean, I know she's a new mother, and I know she doesn't, you know. Well, but I think part of it is just her character is not... Uh, not character, really together. Yeah, she's a little flighty, and she's a little bit not that logical. Or sh- I, you know, I don't want to say... Dumb blonde? I don't want to say intelligent, but, you know, she's, yeah, she's a little... She's a little loopy. whatever. She's and, a little loopy. And, yeah, and there's and there's so I think that that's part of it. She doesn't she doesn't think rationally about things a lot of times. And so I think I think, you know, her personal characteristics are just translating to how she deals with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, she she deals with the baby like she deals with life, you know, yeah. with a with a with a smile and a confused look. <laughs> and a slight tilt of the head. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, she's pretty young. She was going to give the baby up. I mean, I understand to some degree. I mean, I understand some of the things she does. I agree, you know, going off to find this thing, I mean, that's sort of ridiculous. And then this this has its sequel when Charlie brings the vaccine. Yeah. You know, and she thinks that's a great idea. And then she gets advice from drunk Desmond not to do it and says, oh, okay, I guess I won't. Yeah. You know, she, I don't know. She She really needs to give the baby to, like, Rose or something, someone who can take care of it because she is just, like, I, I'm really surprised she 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 knows which is the baby's head and which is the baby's feet. Like I really am. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Like Claire, you've got the baby upside down. Uh, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Oh no! Claire, that, Claire, that's not a baby. That's a coconut. Oh no! Yeah. The baby's in the tree. The baby's in the tree. <laughs> Claire, how'd the baby get in the tree? I don't know. Um. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really maybe weird. that's why like Charlie had all those visions because like deep down he knows Claire's like doing a horrible job. Yeah, so he's just, like constantly worried about like something happening. Yeah, I think that's part of it. He he just sort of knows that Claire is really incompetent, and <laughs> as hard as she tries, she just doesn't. She's not making any progress. <laughs> I you know thing. I'll give her good intentions. That's the best I can give her. I think. I think she has good intentions, but what's the um what's the phrase about good intentions? Oh, they paved the road to hell, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, uh and and I guess they do. And you were? Uh, and I guess they do. Yeah, they at least paved the road to the medical hatch. Well, you know, what's the difference? Uh <laughs> quite a bit. I know. Um so anyway, that was my whole rant about Claire being a really bad mother. Let's talk about yeah, her. It's a fair point. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it was amazing to me watching this, um, especially the scene where she escapes. Oh, like, man, she wants to give that baby up. <laughs> I know. Where are you? I've got to give my baby away. She's like, Ethan, come Ethan, back. Ethan, I'm sure. I'm sure. Take the baby. Take the please, baby. Please, please, please. Yeah, no. I don't know what kind of drug makes you want to give up your baby that badly. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like and it's weird because you know if you if you think about the timeline, the previous you know few days to this, she's you know it's it's episode ten of season one where she's like crazy paranoid about people hurting the baby. Yeah, you know, and and she you know rightfully so obviously, but uh, but uh, going back to the Claire psychic theory, but uh, uh, she you know oh god I lost my point. What was I talking about? You're talking about um, how she was really overprotective, and now she really wants to give up the baby. Yeah. Okay. 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 I guess. I guess that's. I, guess, I felt like I had a little more than that, but somehow my brain has lost it. She. She just. Not only does she want to give it up. I mean, she's like. Yeah. She's, it's not just about wanting to give it up. It's like that's her life's goal is to give up that baby right now. Yeah, and like Alex has to like forcibly take her out. Yeah. Like, she, I, I thought they sort of like escaped together, but no. she sort of like makes her leave. And I thought it was a little interesting how how Alex was actually prepared with the little whatever is on, yeah, that, whatever kind of knockout gas or liquid that stuff is. Um, she was prepared. I don't know. I don't know if that just is a writing purely. A, I know obviously it's a writing thing, but I don't know if that's yeah. purely a writing thing or if that was saying that Alex sort of knew that she might be unwilling to leave. Right. And she came prepared that like that. Um, I thought it was sort of weird how Alex just sort of left her out, you know, just sort of knocked out. And I guess she, she thought she would just leave, but 
for, yeah. for Alex to think that Ethan and them wouldn't go looking for her, I think was a little naive. Uh, especially, oh, I agree. Especially since she was fairly close to uh, the hatch. Uh, but I guess, I mean, I, I, I assume that Alex wasn't able to take her back to the camp. She wasn't, you know, couldn't be gone that long or something. Yeah, that's that was the sense I got. She's trying to keep up the ruse of not, you know, she's with the other. She's not supposed to be helping Claire escape. Yeah. So I assume she wasn't able to go very far. It's weird Danielle sort of picks up where she left off. Did and... you... Let's talk quickly about the... Um... What's it called? The uh, when they were going to do the operation, apparently. Did do you really think that they were going to, you know, perform a C-section or induce labor early and and take the baby then? I don't. But my question is, <laughs> okay. if they weren't, what were they doing? No idea. I mean, they were doing something, and like I got the sense that they were in this place just for Claire. Yeah. I mean. Just based on the fact that they sort of abandoned it once she was gone, um, like what else could they have been doing in there? You know, like I don't think they put that on for show. They want, they did want Claire back. It's yeah. not like they wanted her to escape. I really don't believe that. So, so, so that's that's the thing that bothers me. I don't believe it because it just seems absurd. She was she was practically in labor already. If they just waited another week or so yeah. she she would have had the baby and they didn't think she was going to escape so it seems weird that they would say oh we're just going to cut it out now well maybe they I mean, maybe they couldn't wait a week for whatever reason uh, I mean they don't obviously try to get the baby after she you know leaves anymore yeah uh, they don't seem to care anymore um, I can only you know I don't I'll throw in this little bit of information I know from watching ER is that um right. When uh, and I don't, I'm not a doctor, so don't try this at home, folks. Um, when you have a baby that's going to be premature, they have a they have um, a drug or something, some sort of medicine that helps to uh, you know. There's things you do if you know a baby's going to be premature, uh, so that they can have a, a better chance when they're delivered or you you know take them out. Uh, anyway, I was just wondering if, if if whatever they were giving to the baby was sort of going to help the baby. You know, the fact that it was going to be a week or two or whatever premature if they were just trying to make it stronger or something. Because I know there, from watching ER, there's a drug that, like, you can give the baby that'll help help the baby's lungs develop a little bit faster um, so that, it, so that you know, if it's premature, that it'll, you know, have a better chance of, you know, surviving. So I don't know if the vaccine had something to do with that. You know, we, we, we thought at a certain point that um, Desmond was taking the vaccine, you know, maybe to stay awake or for endurance or stamina or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the, if the vaccine has any sort of those properties and maybe, you know, maybe they were giving it to the baby to because they knew they were going to take it. So they, they wanted it to be a little bit stronger when it came out, although it's pretty much done. You know, people have a baby a week or two earlier all the time, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. It's not that early. It's not that early. But um so I don't know uh, what that whole thing was about. I guess I can just assume that they were really going to take the baby because, I mean, okay, here's the scenarios. I'll just lay them out for everybody, okay? Here we go. All right, please. Yeah, scenario A is that they really were going to take the baby, and Alex found out about it and rescued Claire. I mean, that's pretty much what we saw. Right. Scenario B is that they seemed like they were going to take the baby, but they really weren't. Alex misunderstood or whatever and thought they were going to take the baby that night and let her escape. 
C is they seemed like they were going to take the baby. They really weren't. And Alex knew that they weren't. But she lied and just wanted to get Claire out of there for whatever reason. So I think that's pretty much the only three options there. Either they were going to take the baby and, and, and Alex was right or they weren't going to take the baby and Alex was wrong. You know, Alex didn't know. They, you know, whatever reason they were doing in that, in that operating room. Uh, Alex got confused and 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 did did what she did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just gonna assume Alex was right that you know I feel like she'd be privy to what's going on with the others, you know, with information being pretty accurate there. So, yeah, um, I think I think they were really gonna take the baby, even you know maybe for whatever they had a time constraint where they just didn't want to wait that week, and um, or maybe they didn't really know when she was gonna be due. Maybe they thought it might be two or three more weeks. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and it's a writing thing, too, because it causes, you know, the tension that gets her out of there. If they were just going to wait for her to deliver. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, Alex may not have had the incentive to show up, yeah. you know, as urgently. When, in a week from now, when you deliver the baby, they're going to take it. I mean, that just wouldn't have been very, yeah. you know, dramatic. You think that it would be, wouldn't it have been easier to take the baby after the baby was born? You know, I feel like the fa- I feel like you know Ethan could have taken Claire sooner if he wanted to, and the fact you know he took her at a certain point I think for a reason. And I feel like they were well, under a he time thought constraint. she was going into labor, uh, because she did uh, at the time. Well, but by the time Ethan came, they were they were they were done, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he did come. He did come because he thought, because yeah, he thought he was she was in labor. Because um, Charlie, yeah, Charlie like tells him that, and then that's when he sort of takes him. And yeah, by the time oh. he actually takes him, what? Oh, I think that makes sense then. Like he was sort of waiting till the baby was born, and then he came when he thought the baby was about to be born. But then he, you know, it was sort of false labor or whatever. Yeah. So he was like, well, okay, we'll just take her back to the hatch and we'll just get the baby out now, you know. So right. I think that sort of follows. They wanted the baby as soon as possible, and they, they seemed like they were going to wait, maybe. But, right. um, but yeah, I, so, I guess that sort of follows. I don't know. Um, along a similar line of thinking, I want to talk about the scene between Ethan and Tom in this episode. Who's Ethan? Who's Tom? Well, uh... There are two favorite others. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Not not Henry isn't included. Uh, no, no well, Miss Clue. Sorry, Henry. Oh, sorry, Miss Clue. Um, you two pick it. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, oh, pick it. So Tom shows up. Yeah, man. Yeah, he does. And, uh, and or on the raft, or Tom's clone. Or Tom's. Clone. Tom shows up, and, uh, you know, and he says the following. Uh, what the hell happened? You were supposed to make the list and then bring her in. Was I unclear? Okay. So, let me pause for a second. He was supposed <laughs> to make a list. All right. He yeah. didn't get a chance to for some reason. He didn't have enough time or whatever. Um, and, uh, so I take it from this, he didn't make a list, so I don't know. And it's some, I mean, at some point in the future, they know their names, which makes it seem like they do have one. (sighs) 
So anyway, whatever. That's a side point. The next thing, uh, the thing Ethan responds with is that it's not my fault. They knew I wasn't on the plane. They had a manifest. And so my question about that is, how does he know that? Well, because Hurley came around and was getting people's names and, and came up to Ethan and asked him about himself. And his but he didn't have the manifest when he was doing that. He didn't discover the manifest until, or he didn't discover, ugh, he didn't know about, Ethan didn't, Ethan shouldn't know about the manifest because he didn't find it until later in the episode and it was after he talked to Ethan and Ethan, Ethan took Claire apparently because Charlie said she's in, going into labor, not because, oh, we know you don't belong here. Like, they don't find that out until, you know, he's already taken them. I thought they already, I thought when he was doing the census, they, they found the manifest right at, like, very soon after he started doing the census. It was fairly soon, but it was after he talked to Ethan. Okay. Because, you mean, know... It, it, yeah, I guess you just have he, to... He had the names that he had already written down, and then he started checking them with the manifest, and that's when he realized Ethan wasn't on the plane. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things when, you know, they've already shown that information travels pretty fast on this island, so, you know, whoever... I don't... I can't remember specifically about the manifest, but, you know, once they find out they had, they, they had a manifest, you know... It's not unreasonable that he, that he found out fairly quickly, I guess. Um, but it didn't seem like from the episode that's what put him into action. Because, like, he, I mean, he was just, yeah. like, around gathering wood. Like, he should have known about the manifest already. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, so are you saying he's sort of lying in his explanation to, to Tom? I'm just saying I don't see how, I don't see how that's really, yeah, I guess. I guess that's the point. I guess he could have known about the manifest, but uh, but that that didn't that really didn't seem to be the reason he took her. So. Well, okay, okay. He says you were supposed to make the list and then bring her in. Uh, was I unclear? Um, I think it was a situation. It seems to me like part of it was that. He was making the list, or he ha- maybe he hadn't started, but he, he had started the list but not finished it. And then, you know, not only was Claire going into labor, but he found out that they knew he was on the plane, so he wasn't able to finish it before he brought her in. I think, I guess, that's the point, right? I guess that's what he's saying. That just didn't seem to me to be the way it played out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, why... He was there long enough to make a list, right? I mean, I don't know what the list really entails besides names, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, there's more people, and we don't know exactly how long he was there. I mean, I think we saw him for one episode before this happens. Yeah. So... I don't know, I mean, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. But it just doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. If he really knew that already, I mean, he wasn't springing into action until he was prompted by the laborer. So, anyway, it seems like he should say that, not that, not that they had a man. Yeah, but, yeah. But she went into labor. I thought she was going to have the kid. We want the kid, right? Like that was that would be the line I'd expect him to say because that's what it seemed like. So anyway, whatever. Just seems like a bit of an inconsistency. Yeah, but I think by this time it seemed like I mean I don't know how long. Claire was there before this happened, but I mean, pretty soon, like, 
I mean, the nursery room's already done, so I don't know how they got that. You know, let's talk about that in a second. Um, oh man, now that's a can of worms. That wow. Yeah, that's wow. that. There's a there's a big thing in there we gotta talk about. But yeah, like I was saying, I don't know how long Claire was there before um, before Tom came to talk to him. I don't know if it was a you know a couple of hours or a day or what. Well, uh, just a general timeline. I mean, she leaves in episode ten and comes back in fifteen. So, uh, I mean. At most ten days, I guess she was gone. Yeah. So, um, I think they say like. how long she was gone. I don't remember though. They say. Oh, uh, they probably do. Okay, well let's let's move that because I don't think we can come up with anything on why he said that. Uh, uh, my... One more thing before we move on from this subject, I just want to throw out this is the first mention I think of him. Yeah. So, whatever, make it that way you will, but uh. That that's that's one of those mysteries that's still hanging over our heads at this point. Oh, um, that's that's what made me. That was interesting when he says, you know, what am I supposed to tell him? You know what he's gonna do when he finds out. Damn it, Ethan. And if if him is, I mean, I don't think it is, but if him is Henry, then I wonder if that's why Henry decides to take matters into his own hands and and goes and gets caught. Uh Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, if that's who him is, which so far, Henry's the highest on the totem pole that we've seen. True. Uh, so, But, I mean, th- it doesn't really fit with that line. You know what he's going to do. He's going to go get himself caught. Like, I don't know why that's a dire situation, but... Well, I feel like that's not what he means. I feel like he just means he's going to... Wow, that that is a weird thing to say. Yeah. You know what he's going to do. Which seems like I he's going like... to do something bad. Like, he's going to, like, reprimand us or he's going to... Yeah. Uh, or maybe like he's going to, I don't know. I mean, Henry didn't do anything really bad while he was there. No, that's weird though. Maybe that was his mission. But then again, I mean, once he escapes, it doesn't seem like he makes any effort to get the baby or maybe he's just given up at that point. I don't know. Um, but that would be weird if that was his real Like, okay. He has to basically tell him. Claire is here now, and we don't have a list. And then what would Henry or him do in that situation? Like, okay, I'm going to go out and get the list myself or infiltrate them. Or, I mean, I don't really know what the consequence of that would be. I can't guess right off the bat what that would... You know what he's going to do when he finds out. Oh, that's right. He's finding out about the list, not about the fact that she escaped. So Yeah, yeah. So he could have been going there to make a list, which would be more in line with what he says about going to get Locke. Yeah, but, you know, he, did, he didn't encounter that many Losties while he was in the hatch. Well, he didn't get the chance to, but I don't think it was his intention to get trapped. Well, um, I don't... I, I really don't buy that he got trapped on accident. Um, I just feel like the leader of the other should be a little more crafty than that. I agree, but I just don't, I I don't feel like that was his plan. Like what happened? I just don't, I just can't buy that was his plan. It just didn't, it didn't work out. I don't feel like it worked out that well. I think he, it depends on what he wanted. Obviously, I think to a certain degree he wanted to check out Jack and Locke and all those guys. And I think he wanted to see, get into the hatch. Um, you know, we had we we've had theories about what he may or may not have done during the lockdown. 
Uh, and I think if he did anything in there, then that, that's one of the reasons why he wanted to get into the hatch, you know, to have the opportunity. Because he can't just walk in, walk up to the hatch, you know, because he knows that they're in there. He can't just come in and say, oh, hey, guys, uh, I want to use your computer real quick or I want right. you know, to, you know, do whatever. Um, you know, maybe, you know, request the, request the, uh, the supply drop or whatever he did. Who knows what he did. But, um, yeah, I don't know what that line means. You know what he's going to do when he finds out. Hopefully we'll get some flashback when, when Tom tells him. And he'll go, darn it, and maybe he does a couple backflips or something, and that's it. <laughs> oh, I don't that's know. it. That's all you get. He's going to do five oh. backflips. I knew you would do that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, let's talk about um, um, – when uh let's see where is the line uh oh oh claire sees the nursery and and says where did it all come from and ethan said well i love to explain everything to you claire <laughs> but i'm afraid it would be a little overwhelming right now yeah and i think if he explained like you know quantum physical manifestation i think that would be a little overwhelming uh, I, agree. I don't know how they got that stuff. And, you know, the phrase a little overwhelming is very subjective. So I agree. It could be it could be like, man, we ordered all this from Amazon.com <laughs> and they originally they originally sent our order and it was completely wrong and we had to go and they had to take a restocking fee and we didn't think they should and we had to order new stuff. Then they were out of the new <laughs> stuff and then like Oh God! You know, yeah, it's I know. Like, I was, I, I, it could be really boring, or it could be like, yeah, you know, every third day of the month, the others have the power to create whatever they want, and uh, we yeah. created this nursery for you. And I remember at the time when I when I watched that that scene, um, and I heard that line, I thought, man, you know, I think when he says that, I felt like. If he if he explained this, I feel like I would understand everything. Yeah. Like, somehow it all makes sense if you would just explain how he got all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I believe that anymore, but it's still it's still weird to me. I, I still don't, like... I mean, I, I think the strangest thing is the is the mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plain mobile that plays the... That plays the song that she asked the adoptive... The potential adoptive parents to, to sing to her, to her kid but before she backed out and... You know, it's it's oceanic plains, and I mean, it, it's just a little too bizarre. Um, and and why it would be oceanic plains, I don't know. You know, we talked about that uh, probably pre-podcast. Yeah, it was off podcast. Um, where you know, why would he? She seems to remember that they crashed there, and that you know, Charlie's living on the beach, and obviously that means there's sort of others on the be- you know other well, castaways on the beach. Um, I just don't understand why they would want to remind her of where she is and in, in, in this dire situation that she's basically going to go have to live by herself on the beach without her baby. Like, I mean, that's a powerful drug that can make her aware of that, but not really care, you know. And and with the plane mobile, it's like, why remind her that she was in a plane right. crash? You know, the same planes and and. Um, I mean. Yeah, sorry. What would be the point of rubbing rubbing that in her face? I know that's what's weird, and like she's her her memory is weird in this episode because like in that in that examination part, 
you know, she seems to not realize that she got on the plane. Like, yeah. She sort of first fact that she's going to fly, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, oh, flying in your third trimester, that's dangerous or whatever. Yeah. You know, but then later she she's like, what happened to Charlie? And, yeah. you know, and then he says, you know, when we got far enough away from camp, I let him go back. I mean, he's using the word camp. I mean, there's... You yeah, know. and that doesn't—it doesn't make any sense. Like when we got far enough away, I let him go back. Okay, like it seems like you know he's basically—I mean he's saying what happened, except he didn't say he strung him up. But he's basically saying you know we were leaving camp, and yeah. you know, and it's like why would you remind her of that? Because then she might remember that she was taken against her will. Right. She obviously doesn't remember how it happened because like if she did, she wouldn't behave like this. Yeah. You know, but she remembers enough to ask about Charlie. I can't wait to figure out what happened in in, in this, uh, because I mean it's funny they gave us a flashback about you know maternity leave. They gave us what happened to Claire, but there's still more questions. I know. You know about what was really going on. What was he doing with the with the with the vaccine and like where did the stuff come from? Like, I just you know. I just don't understand how they have these resources available to them. You know, paint for the nursery and a crib and yeah. all the little toys and stuff like that. I just don't understand how they have that available to them. I don't either. I don't either. It's it's really crazy. And, like, how quickly did they pull that together? Yeah. You know? I mean, she's been on the... You know, once she was taken, I mean, they You know... It's about 20-something days, right? At most, you know? Yeah. And I can't even... I can't even imagine how they, how they, to me, I mean, 20 days is a long time, but I mean, even then, like, they didn't know about her the instant she landed. Yeah. So, you know, however long it took was less than that for them to, like, pull this whole thing together. Um, I mean, it's just really crazy. I, 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 how can they explain it if it's not some sort of manifestation? The only explanation I can think of is that they just, they can leave the island and get stuff. Yeah. But then, and they can, they have a customized mobile person somewhere. Okay, see, now that part I can't get around. Like, if it was just, if it was just regular furniture and stuff, I'd say, okay, they just left the island and got some furniture, which is still a little weird. But, uh, you know, maybe if they do the the right heading or something, maybe they have a real fast boat that nobody's seen. (laughs) It's a night, it's a night rider boat. Yeah. Um,. Well, and then, of course, Henry later says, God can't see this place. Oh, God. You know, which, quickly, I just want to say, you know, whether or not God can see the place, like, he still knows how long you've been gone because he would know when the last time he saw you was, so. Oh, that's quaint. Yeah, I'm just like, come on, Henry. God God can do the math. He can count the days. (laughs) Yeah, but I got his point, whatever. If it's even true, you know. He's being he's being a little a little dramatic and a little illogical, but yeah, I get his point too. Yeah. Um, well, are you ready to uh, keep talking about maternity leave? I certainly am. Because there's a lot more going on here. We're we're past our 20 minute mark, but this is maternity leave, so. Yeah, maternity leave gets a gets a special pass. This gets a special pass. Um, that the whole truth will not get. No, it won't. <laughs> uh, it's complicated. Oh God. <laughs> I just cracked up when she said that. That's all she had. Anytime somebody pressures her about a question, her last her last defense is, it's complicated. I know. 
Oh, son, it's oh, always no. complicated. It's like, son, I can explain your situation in, like, a sentence. <laughs> it's not that complicated. It's not complicated. Maybe she's, you know, she's not a native English speaker. Maybe she's using the wrong word. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I she guess. meant to say it's really simple. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, to me, like, when she says that, she really just means, like, I'm I'm dodging the question. I don't oh, want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, this. of course, of course. You know, but it's but it's just. I mean, it seems okay, but if you think about, it, yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's so. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff. Maternity leave. Can I ask please. why can the armory door not be open from the inside since it has a handle? Uh wow! You really stumped me. Um, <laughs> Of all lost mysteries, I think this one. That's what things to take. I mean, because that one and how they got the the drugs in the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. We got two. Hey, hey, Carlton <laughs> and Damon, how about you answer those? Forget Smokey. You answer four-toed those questions. Four toed statue. Four toed All I want to know. Yeah. Is why can't they? Yeah, that's weird. Because, like, I mean, I understand. You know, I guess the handle only opens after the combination has been set. But anytime you you know when you, you yeah you know you're winning this one. Um, I'm I, I really just, trying to think. Yeah, I just I feel like it it can be open from the from the inside. Maybe it has a key. No, um, I don't, don't worry. I don't believe that. Uh, well, I, I saw the one scene when Locke like storms out of there and he closes the door and then he like he closed the handle and then he. Turned the combination. Yeah. So I, I guess it only opens when, after you do the combination, it unlocks, and then, like, and then you have to do the combination again to sort of open the handle again, maybe? Maybe it's a safety thing where, like, if you don't move the combination thing and you just close the door, you can still get out. Yeah, I'll buy that. Woo! <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely <laughs> buying it. I know, but hey, I, that was better than my first try. Yeah. Because my question is like, why even have a handle on the inside then? What do you mean? Well, why have a handle on the inside if the handle on the inside can't open the door? You know what I mean? No, I just didn't. I just try to explain this. Well, but... isn't it the same thing? I mean, it, 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 the safety issue still holds. Like if. If you open it from the outside with the handle, you know, you turn the combination to the last number and it opens. But if you don't have a handle on the inside, you're still fine, right? I mean, it doesn't, even if the door gets closed, as long as it doesn't move, you can still open it. You can just push the door open. You don't need a handle. Really? Why would you? Cause you well, I'm assuming there's like a latch thing. Well, but you have like to close doors. it. No, but you have to close the handle, though. You have to close it. From what I've seen, what they do, you, you got to close it back. That handle is basically, it's, it seems like the handle is the lock. Oh. Because when they okay. close it, they always move the handle back when they close it. Okay, yeah, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Oh, we just played Let's Stump Justin. I made a last ditch effort. Yeah, uh, you, you, you got through one round, but round two, <laughs> round two saw your defeat. Yeah, no, I can't, um... Yeah, there's just no good reason there shouldn't there shouldn't be a in that situation there's there's no reason for there to be a handle. Yeah, I just don't I mean, unless it. like somebody closed the 
you know, pulls down the handle and you're stuck in there, but they don't mess with the... <laughs> I know that's silly, but that's the only... It's the only situation in which I can think where it would be helpful to have it. Yeah. Um, besides that, it seems utterly useless. Pretty useless. So I gotta say, one of the one of the best lines uh, Henry ever said, funny wise, is uh, they're trying to you know this is early on obviously Jack and Locke are trying to figure out what to do with them, and Henry goes, "How about you let me go?" Right. <laughs> you know, from the other side, and it was right. very 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 funny. But my my thing about that was obviously he could hear them, you know, talking from through the thick thick door, mm-hmm. uh, and I well and there's a couple okay this is gonna be a very scattered conversation because I got a couple things here. One is why would he? That's basically an ace up his sleeve, you know, especially since he's a bad guy. Um, why would he give away that he can hear them when he could just shut up and not be funny? with this comment and then you know basically take the opportunity you know in the you know in the next however long he's going to be there to overhear conversations and to see what they really know and to get a heads up on what they might be planning you know why why basically say hey i can hear you guys so make sure you don't say anything important around me you know or out there why why give that up to me unless it's sort of like he he didn't need that ace up his sleeve or he can hear them, and it's not really because it's the door, you know, that the door's thin. Maybe he's got some sort of telepathy Ooh. power, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't really know how to take that. I didn't know if, if it was a power thing or just because the door is seemingly thin, which that door is not thin at all, but... Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, how he, can hear, them with, how he can hear them with such clarity. I mean, they yell. They, uh, that's a couple of times where people have yelled back and forth between the doors. So I guess, you know, it's not that bad, but... You know, they weren't really yelling. They were just talking normally. And so how you can hear them so clearly, I thought, was a little weird. But I guess my big question is, why would he give up that ace up his sleeve, especially if he fears his life, you know? I wouldn't want to let my captors know I can hear them planning my demise, you know? Um, Yeah. You know, they don't really do anything with the information, though. It's not like they even try to, you know... Do they, is there a single scene where they're like, "Oh, we can hear us"? Their... No, they forget. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't even think they care. Yeah, so, and I think Henry forgets too. I really think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's just to be funny because there's that one that one scene when like they're they're gonna do something to him or something. And they come in and he doesn't even know they're about to come in, which really they should because you can hear people. You can hear the combination ticking from the inside. Yeah. But he he doesn't seem to know. But I got some. I got to. I got to think about that. That's an SOS. I've got a theory about what he was doing there. Oh, okay. But um, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's good. Like I, I think, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, you know, he hasn't been revealed yet. They're still making him ambiguous, and so that's a little step in the sort of likable maybe he's okay direction yeah i'll buy that i'll buy that so you know i think that's part of it they're not they're not quite ready to just you know make him behave totally realistically they're kind of giving him so i feel like that's part of it um i really liked it when i first heard it because i didn't know anything about henry but yeah yeah yeah, reasonably it it doesn't make sense but you know this is lost what do you want (laughs) well i don't want his logical uh plot uh things yeah. Uh, well, a, good. You that was the right place. That's a weird thing to say. Ethan says uh, what he's giving, what he's injecting into Claire is medicine for the baby. 
Right. Um, so I was thinking, what if it? What if it is? What if he is trying? What if they're trying to really be nice? You know, they seem to want children and to be protective of them in some sort of way. Yeah. You know, as Goodwin's saying, they're better off with us. So right. what if there is a sickness or what? You know, whatever. And the vaccine was really protecting Aaron from whatever it was. Um. That's my first part. And yeah. Then, no, I think that's. I think that's a possibility. I mean, I, I don't believe that they would inject her for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's definitely... Well, there's definitely a reason. We can agree on that. A reason for it. <laughs> and, yes. you know, that's the explanation they offer. And they, I mean... I, I, I don't quite... Hundred percent believe it, but I, I think it's I think it's a possibility. Okay. Now here's the other thing. Uh, this is a very loose uh, assumption, but you know how Charlie Charlie starts acting weird towards the end of season two, and especially yes. in the last episode, he act, he's acting very very strange. Yeah. And I was wondering since he came up to Claire and offered her the vaccine, what if he's working with the others now? Don't ask me how or why. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no answers. But I thought that might sort of exp- sort of explain his weird, be- weird behavior, and then sort of explain why he would give the Claire to, the give the vaccine to Claire, uh, since that's what you know they were trying to do. That's what Ethan was trying to do: give the vaccine to the baby. And so he tries to give the vaccine to the baby too. So I was just trying to put those yeah. two things together to see if I see. to see if maybe uh, maybe he got compromised you know if, i think if anyone could be a mole or not necessarily a mole but if anyone could be turned against the others against the other losties i think it's i think charlie's definitely on that list really? Uh, he really has no real allegiance to anybody i mean i guess he and hurley are friends maybe um and of course he you know he has an affinity to claire and a baby but besides that i don't think he has any strong connections to anybody and i think given a good um a good argument, you know, a good convincing argument, he might be willing to sabotage. Not, and, and in his eyes, it might not even be sabotage, but sort of work with the others or, you know, even if all they want him to do is make sure Claire gets the, uh, the baby gets the vaccine and they give him a really good reason why, I could see him going along with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Especially if they're like, yeah, we really love Drive Shaft. He'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do whatever oh. you, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Um, music to me ears, mates. Music yeah. to me ears. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, I don't um, think so. I refuse to believe that anyone's a mole at this point. I think they're done with moles. Yeah. Oh, I've got a. So I got a big reason why Kate's not a mole too. Yeah, I definitely. I. I it seemed to me that Charlie started acting. Like he was a little weird before, but it seemed like he really started acting weird after the the fail-safe thing. Yeah. And so I got the sense it had something to do with that and not necessarily him working with the others. But the thing with the baby and the vaccine, I just chalked that up to Charlie's, like, insanity. Oh, okay. And uh, not him, like, actually try. And, you know, yeah, I, I just don't think so. Although, you know, based on the evidence, it, it really could be. I yeah. just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I just wanted to bring that up. It's a fair point. Um, I'll go ahead and say right now, or I guess it's uh, it's a maternity leave, so I can say it. Great. Uh, 
the, I think the biggest piece of evidence that Kate is not a mole is mm-hmm. be- well, she doesn't say. It. I guess she says in SOS, but it's in here when she finds uh, the beard and the costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. If she was a mole, why would she tell Jack about that? Yeah, you know, right. why would she basically tell Jack that that Tom is playing dress up and that they not the others aren't who they seem to be? I don't think she would tell him that if she was a mole. Um, right. You know, maybe she's trying to gain his, uh, you know, obviously she wants to get back in his good graces, but yeah. maybe if she is a mole, she's doing that to get back in his good graces. But I just don't believe she would she would let uh, let them know that. Um, Why would she have investigated in the first place? I mean, she should know. Uh, well, for us, you know, basically. Yeah. For us. I know. But I think, I mean, I think definitive proof about Kate being a mole should come here in season three now that she's captured. By yeah. Now, if they, like, they're like, okay, get the girl. Go get Kate. And they get her. And Jack is like, no, don't take her. And they get her. And then, like, they untie her. And they're like, hey, Rebecca, like, <laughs> I was glad to have you back. And she's like, yeah, yeah whatever. We always knew you were born to run, but this is ridiculous. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all right, he'll be here all night, folks. Try the fish. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I had to. Really um, So, uh, yeah, you know, the whole thing with the vaccine and, and we don't have enough vaccine for you. Um, I love that. Uh, well, Claire, we don't care if you get sick, but it's all about the baby. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, I have to believe, I mean, I don't know what to do. I'm at the point where I sort of believe there's a sickness, but the others should be, they should be smart enough to know that no one's gotten sick uh, of the plane crash survivors and and maybe, you know, make the leap that it's just not really a problem anymore. Or, well, it depends on the sickness. I mean... It obviously depends on how it works and what it does. I mean, they could all be infected and it hasn't manifested any symptoms yet. Um, I mean, obviously, Rousseau's been there a long time and she seems to be okay, but who knows why that is. Uh, I mean, they could be, they could already be infected and they just don't know. So who's to say? Because, you know, we don't know how it works. Um, I thought it was weird that, like, you know, Claire sort of thought the baby was sick and then gives the baby to son, you know, and keeps the baby around other people. And it's like, if you think the baby's really this sick or you got to go find this vaccine, aren't you worried that it's going to infect other people and you just, like, willy-nilly, like, give the baby to people? And, like, I mean, that's a... Oh, yeah. To me, that's a pretty big concern that the baby could affect other people and she gives it to son and, you Yeah, know, she didn't even think that far ahead. She didn't, you know. I didn't even think of that, so don't expect Claire to. Yeah. Well, I mean, the baby has a rash. I mean, at the very least, a lot of rashes are, uh, you know, communicative, you know. Uh, nice. Huh? Nice. What? Communicative. Oh, yeah, I pulled that Good one. little word there. Thanks. Um, how many points did I get for that one? I will say three. Three points? Okay. That's all? Yeah. Three out of what? What's the maximum you can get? Five? Ten. Ten? Yeah. I only get three points for communicative. It's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty well-known word. You don't get to use it a lot, but it's it's not like super crazy. It's just it's a nice. It was just three a nice. Out, okay, how many points do you want? Three out of ten, though, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like saying like you know, uh, there's a lot of words I think are threes. Okay, Damn. fine. Get sick. I never mind. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought it was worth. You know, it was my worth my more. points. My points are worth a lot. I mean, a ten would be like astounding. 
So Well what's a what's a five? I don't don't ask me for examples. Okay. I, I have to take cases as they come. I can't just think of what would be a good uh never mind. <laughs> I just thought communicative, you know, if you're gonna rate it, it's a little bit above a three out of ten. I mean that's that's All right. That's failing. <laughs> <laughs> that's thirty percent. Alright. No, it's it's like the AP test. Like you only have to get fifty percent to get a get a good. It's score, like the what? So. The SAT. The AP. The AP test. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what's not like the AP test? Episode number fifteen, maternity leave. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm pretty much done. Oh, is there ever? Um. There's like two things. <laughs> um, number one, the, the uh, Echo Henry Gale scene where he mm-hmm. confesses to him, sort of, yep. that he killed, you know, the others. Why are you telling me this? Because I needed to tell someone. And, I mean, I don't really, I don't, do you buy that explanation? I mean, that do you he, think? That he told him because he needed to tell someone? Yeah. I, think I mean, told... I believe he needed to tell someone, but do you really believe that's the only reason he told Henry Gale specifically? I think he told Henry because he knew Henry was another. I do, too. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like, I think he, he knows that. And he just sort of, it's weird. He just walks in. He knows he's another. He makes his confession, and he leaves. And he never really gets involved in the situation. Yeah, I like, think... I think it would have been a little overwhelming for us if we had, you know, Rousseau saying he's another, uh, Saeed saying he's another, and then Echo saying he's another. So I think they basically stopped short of basically Echo saying, I wanted to tell you because I know you're one of them. You know, like, there's a lot of evidence against, you know, Henry the whole time, and there's just a little bit that still makes us think he's telling the truth or that he's not another, but, um, so I think they just wanted to, to keep this one a little bit more vague, which is the only reason I can think that he says, I wanted to tell someone instead of saying, you know, I wanted to tell another. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I mean, he says, I need you to know how sorry I am for this. Yeah. I need you to know that I'm back on the righteous path now. Oh God. And that I regret my actions. I ask you for your for, for your forgiveness. I mean, if he's just telling someone, you don't need yeah. to ask that person. I mean, it seems like he's saying that because he knows, you know, this guy's another, and he maybe knew those people, and it's you know, it's from his group, and so, you know, I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know how Henry would take it, this either. Especially since we already know that he was sorry for killing those two guys. He's talked about that before yeah. to other people that he that he killed the two, and he, you know, yeah, that was the whole forty day silence yeah, thing. Exactly. So we, I mean, he's already told people that. Um, and and now here's another thing about this. He says, "I need to know I'm back on the righteous path." Now, I, I don't know what this thing is about. You know, righteous and reli- religion being good or something. Like, is is Henry supposed to be like, oh, "Okay, you're on the righteous path now, therefore you're good" or something? Or yeah. are, are we are we supposed to equate that? Or she's just saying I'm on the righteous path, and that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on with the others or with Henry. Um, you know, I, I'm just wondering why he felt the need to say that. Um, and like, you know, he cuts his little beard off, the, the two strands on his beard, the two longer strands. Right. Is that supposed to represent those two men? Yeah, I think so. 
That's really strange. It is really strange. But I like, think that's I think that is what Like that's growing to be. those until he can tell whoever Yeah. Like uh, it's we- I mean it's one thing like I can understand if you want to sort of carry a burden and 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 you know remembrance of what you did but the beard like that's not you know like it's one of those things that doesn't affect you at all like it, I don't see the sim the any any symbolism in that you know really um you know like if he if he um I don't know cut off two of his fingers or something or like you know, I mean, some a little less drastic than that. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand if he wants to have some connection to to the two men he killed physically, but that that to me, I don't understand the the significance of that at all. Of growing, of growing these two these two longer pieces of his beard. You know, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it's supposed to be some sort of tribute, I guess. But then why why cut them off? Like when you're done, you're, you you felt you know. I guess he feels that in this scene he's he's finally sort of uh, uh, absolved. Yeah, made his peace with the situation or whatever. Uh, now that he's now that he's told another, you know. How he, that he regrets what he did and blah blah, blah and that he that he's really sorry and yeah I, I guess he feels like he's at this point now that he's told this person who he thinks is with these people he's ready to sort of move on. It's just weird. I agree. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, what else you got? Uh, okay, so I have one thing, and this isn't. I can't take credit for this idea. Damn it. Um, this is, uh, this is a Jennifer idea. I promised her I'd give her credit, so. Okay. Um, so, there it goes. Uh, the theatrical glue that Kate finds. Uh-huh. Has a Dharma logo on it. Uh-huh. So, that seems to suggest that Dharma itself was involved in this dressing up trade. Yeah, it seems to suggest that was definitely a Dharma supply. Um, now, why would they have that supply? Uh, good question. It goes on the list of why they have a lot of stuff. Well, I um, agree. Yeah. But it's, but it's a Let's very, see. very peculiar thing to have. I mean, for food and like random sort of strange... Yeah, I think candy bars or whatever. Or I can say whatever, but I can. Uh, I would say that. Uh, I mean, does this? Or is that supposed to mean that Dharma did periodic theatrical shows or something like, maybe to to entertain the, the uh, the people who were there? Maybe part of the Utopian group, like they put on shows or something. Like, I mean, that's that's what's coming to mind right now. Is that you know just for their own sort of. You know, entertainment that they would have people who put on shows and did stuff, and um, I can't really, uh, I can't really think of why they would have that already, unless you know, Dharma just orders everything from the catalog. They just, we want one of those and one of these and two of those and yeah. Well, so you don't think they were doing this thing where they dress up to fool people like the others are doing? The others just sort of took 
these supplies and and you know came up with this plan. Well, obviously, you know, Marvin Candle and, and, and Waxman, you know, there's some dressing up going there, some identity things there. I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't, I guess I'd have to wonder what would be the purpose of any Dharma person dressing up, especially in that kind of costume, the sort of hillbilly costume. Right. Unless, um, unless they were trying to fool someone into thinking, you know, again, that there's these indigenous people on the island. Right. And we uh, still don't know why the others do it. Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, it just, it seems a bit odd that, uh, that... Yeah, I mean, it's that's a good find. Uh, and it does tie to get, it asks, brings some questions up. Because, like, you know, obviously we saw the FAMP. And right. we saw, you know, so we saw them pretending to, you know, live, you know, meekly. Uh, but we also saw the, f- the the thatch. Yeah, right. Um, which so is they, definitely so a dharma. Re- yeah, it's definitely sorry. a dharma reference. Exactly. Like they know they know what the hatches are for them to make a fake one. I, you know, I don't want the others to be part of dharma, uh, and I, I guess maybe they seem like they're gonna be. Um, right. That's kind of where. It seems like that might be leading, but I, I mean, I feel like they were definitely a part of Dharma at some point. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I still don't think they are anymore. Um, but I do have to wonder why Dharma had theatrical glue, because um, that's a pretty weird supply to have. Thank God um, for theatrical glue orders. <laughs> Thank God right. for uh, yeah I don't know man they who knows you win you I mean win. I guess I guess they had to I mean it was either they're gonna have this glue and they weren't gonna put Dharma on it or they were and I guess it just made more sense to put the Dharma logo on there because it it would maybe they were saying well if we don't have a Dharma logo on there people are gonna wonder how it got on the island but if we put a logo on there they'll just say oh okay well Dharma ordered it you know. They had all these other supplies, you know. So it could be a very just sort of, you know, reasonable thing to do just so we wouldn't ask how this got there. But then, of course, it ties itself to something else. Right. Um, so I don't know. Right. I think maybe we're just not supposed to think about it and just, yeah. you know, whatever. But it never occurred to me. So anyway, whatever. I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, an extremely minor point. Uh you know, Locke gives Henry Gale uh, the brothers Kar- Kar- Karamazov it's hard to say uh, by Dostoevsky to read and Henry Gale says, Dostoevsky you don't have any Stephen King Locke which I'm says, sure you loved well Locke says the library is a little outdated and I want to respond to that, that Stephen King has been writing since the 70s. There's no reason why there couldn't be Stephen King in the, <laughs> in the hatch. Uh, he's, not, he's not like, he's not some like crazy new writer. Yeah. You know, like this, you know, he's been around for quite some time. Yeah. So it's kind of silly that he talks about the library being outdated. I mean, maybe, you know, if he said Harry Potter or something, that would make more sense. But uh, Stephen King is... Yeah, well, when what was Stephen King's first big book? When was he? A, Carrie. Okay, and when was that? Well, for a year, I'd have to look it up. Oh boy. Uh, 
think I will go with. Because, I mean, you know, I'm wondering if, if he means, like, I mean, how old could that stuff be? I mean, it couldn't be, can't be that old. Unless he's saying, unless he's saying, because what I thought he meant was that he says outdated in, in terms of, like, just all the books there are just really old books, like old classics. Yeah, that, I say, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of what I thought he meant. Not that, like, they just don't have any new books. It's just, like, they only have old books. I, I know what you mean, but, yeah, uh, Carrie was 74. Okay. So... I mean, that's plenty old. To so by the time by the time of Dharma being a big thing, I could see you know they could have that. But um, and to me, that line seems seems like Locke is lying, even though he was alphabetizing the, the library. But um, it just seems like a line. He just he thought he was funny or something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so did Henry. Yeah, he thought it was funny to just take the book. I know. <laughs> I know. Shut up. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. What am I doing here? Okay, one, one more thing I have to bring up is this scene at the end, which is sort of, sort of ties into that, um, where, uh, where Henry Gale tries to get to Locke by, yeah. you know, are you the genius? Are you the guy who always feels like you're living in the shadow of a genius? Now, first of all, I'd like to mention that I think calling either Locke or Jack a genius is, you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, extreme exaggeration at best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think it would have been a little more better to say, are you Dostoevsky, are you Hemingway? Um, yeah, exactly. But like, I think they wanted to make the point very clear. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the idea. And then, like, Locke has this line, I was never very much into literary analysis... Yeah, and it's like, although is... he's the one who just brought up this whole thing about Dostoevsky and Hemingway. He's the one who's talking about he was a yeah. But then, it, but what he said really isn't literary analysis. I mean, he's just talking about uh, the authors and their you know their like personal lives. Yeah, like that's not analyzing the literature. Yeah. So you know, besides, I mean. He, you're right, he did bring it up, I agree. And him saying that does seem like he's brushing it off. Like, well, why are you talking about that? You know, I, I, I'm not into that, you know, even though it was his whole thing. But it just seems, that line doesn't work. I, I don't, yeah, I don't like the line. I, I don't think you can, you can come off and tell sort of esoteric things about, about writers and then say, I'm not into literary analysis. Even though, you know, obviously he's not talking about the books themselves. But like, if you, I feel like if you're gonna know information like that, you're gonna read their books and be able to back yeah. it up, you know. And and I get unless he unless it's sort of one of those things where Locke is just sort of, you know how sometimes and I do the same thing. Everybody does this every now and then. You sort of say you know you say something or you speak on a topic and you're really just re- you know repeating what you've heard other people say. Mm-hmm. And then you don't because you don't you're not an expert yourself. And we do that all the time, obviously. Uh, and it seems like maybe Locke, maybe Locke was doing that to a certain extent. You know, maybe he had some job where he worked at a library. Or he worked somewhere, and he overheard that or he read that. You know, he read some article about this this thing Hemingway had about Dostoevsky. So he was really just repeating it. And so, you know, he's really not into literary anything. He's just sort of repeating this information. Yeah. Because um, Locke doesn't seem like a big reader to me anyway. Yeah, me either. Uh, but anyway, that line is definitely—he's definitely dodging it. Um, 
he doesn't know what to what to say to that. I mean, who? I mean, who? What? How would you answer that anyway? Yeah, but that's just I just it's that's one of the few lines where to me it just it just sounds like wrong. Yeah, he he really should have just done the the standard. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, something like that would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, it would have been crappy, but at least like that line just sticks out because it just yeah. sounds wrong in that place. Like it doesn't. It seems like it's from another conversation. Because it just doesn't, well, it just doesn't fit. I'm going to give an angry letter to Don Lamberstein Kelly and Matt Ragahiati, and let them know that that line uh, isn't very good. Please, please. I mean, I like their episode, but I just think they they went wrong. And I like the idea of this scene, but uh, yeah, just just line just kills me and then and then, uh, and then Henry says I don't understand why you let the doctor call the shots and then and then Locke says no one calls the shots Jack and I make decisions together oh oh right okay okay my mistake my I mistake. know You're Henry right. Gale is such an ass he oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah sorry my mistake yeah oh I, I was thinking about somebody else I was thinking about yeah. somebody else I'm sorry got you totally confused with uh, somebody else He's, oh my god, he's so, oh man. What I don't get, I mean, I really hate this, I love this scene, but I hate this scene because Henry is so obvious in what he's doing, and Locke just doesn't see it. I know, that's and, that's the thing. And Locke, Locke was played so easily, and then he goes god. out and like, you know, loses his temper, and it's so like, for a man his age, I think, like, he should be... Childish. It was, it was a little too childish, and I and I thought it was really weird how like... That just, just like basically Locke is like, wow, Henry thinks that I'm not in charge or, or, or specifically that Jack is in charge. And that makes me angry. Like, why would he care what Henry really thinks? You know? Right. And, well, and- see, I think, I think what Henry's doing is sort of like rubbing in something that's bothering Locke already. I agree. I agree. Cause I was going to say, it seems like. In these in these episodes, Locke is very concerned about who's saying what and who's doing what. You know, like we said before, he 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 says, "Who are we to tell people what they can and can't do?" and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it seems like he's really he's all about like being in charge and stuff. And this is my hatch. Well, for now, it's his hatch. For now, yeah, pretty it's not soon. Not gonna be his hatch pretty soon. But another episode or two, he's not my hatch. Don't say that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I noticed the first time he said that, but now I forgot when that was. When he says it's his hatch? Yeah. Oh, he says that all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I think... Uh, oh, he says I, it in The Whole Truth, I think, was the first time. Oh, okay. Wow, that was really soon before he decides it's not anymore. Yeah. Well, he was acting like it was his hatch before he actually said my hatch. That's true, that's true. But it was it seemed like a turning point somehow when he yeah. finally called it that, you know? But this scene really disappointed me because, you know, I liked Locke for a long time in season one. Oh. And I put up with him to an extent in season two. And he already started to lose me when he hit Charlie. Yeah. And, and, and you know, other, stu- other stuff he had done this season was, was losing me too. But this this just, like, I couldn't, I hated Locke after this. Yeah. He just totally lost me. Yeah. You know, like, I guess now with a little perspective, I can appreciate what they were doing with him, but uh, it just, he's so far from what he seemed like in season one here. Just, I don't, I don't think know. he'll ever get back to that. 
Yeah, I guess not. That was it was too Block is like, you know, the first album from your favorite band, you know. <laughs> or like oh, or like or like you know, the first album that you really liked from your favorite band. Like you really like it and you hope the subsequent albums are as good and you know, yeah. usually they're not. Just like, you know, the first season lock was really good, you know. Yeah. And subsequent seasons of Locke, I don't think will be as good. He he just won't be the same guy, yeah. you know. Although I mean, upon watching it again, I sort of saw that he that he lost it before the end of season one, but it was just it was just yeah, a little okay. more subtle than it is in season two. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't as obvious that he was really like you know not that good of a character anymore, or not that like whatever of a character anymore that he was when he started out. Did do you does he look older to you in these episodes? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're doing a makeup thing with him or what it is, but I, I remember watching one of these episodes, and I was just like, wow, he just looks older. He looks more haggard. Yeah, I think they are doing a makeup thing. Um, yeah, I, at least that's the sense I get, because I just don't think he's aged that much. Uh, yeah. And, and it, he really does look a lot. Like, in, in the pilot, he looks pretty fresh-faced. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, except for the scar, but like it's weird looking at the pilot. Like I sort of noticed that when we were watching it again, I didn't say anything because it's not that important. But like yeah. he's really sort of clean, and the lines in his face aren't as sort of deep and obvious. And yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I think they decided they like that sort of more haggard-looking lock, and you know yeah. they they sort of made well, that more, you know. Apparently. Or they were covering it up more originally or something. I think, I well, I feel like they're doing it specifically because of how, who his character is in this in this part of the season. Yeah. Or, you know, and so maybe when he gets more or whatever, they'll return him to his more useful appearance. Mm-hmm. Can I just say real quick how stupid it was that, uh, um, was it Anna Lucia? Someone asked, someone asked Henry, like, why don't you have a beard? I think it was Anna Lucia. And he's like, oh, because I yeah, shaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the next, the next logical question is how and with what did you shave with? Well, you know, he was ballooning like, around the world, so he, you know, he had a razor with him. After he crashed, yeah. I mean, he kept he kept that razor with him the however many days or weeks it had been since they crashed. Like, I just don't buy that. And even if that is the case, I think it's war- it warrants asking. I mean, the lost people are shaving. You know, I assumed it was the same thing. The lost people were shaving, but they were on an airplane that had like a you know a lot of supplies and a lot of resources. Yeah. Like he, he, you know, he cra- Well, first of all, he really didn't crash. In well, the I know, but I'm, I'm saying that's <laughs> that's supposed to be his story. I mean, obviously, the real yeah. reason he he's shaved is because he's another and he lives someplace where he can shave all the time. Yeah, I just I just didn't buy that. Like, why? I mean. It's just like, okay, the, my point is, if, if his answer was going to be because I shaved, why even bring it up? Because obviously he doesn't have a beard because he shaved. So that was that's a moot point. Unless you're going to make a deal of, of asking that question, then why even ask the question? Yeah, no, I, you got a point. Yeah, you got a good point. Yeah, so I thought it was going to be like, you know, well, what, what did you shave with and how? And where, where's your razor now? And, you know, like all that stuff. No, none of that. None of that. Oh, okay, you shaved. Yeah. Next question. I mean, I, that's the worst I never would have guessed ever. that was why you didn't have a beard. I just assumed. Yeah. I thought you didn't have a beard because you were another. <laughs> like, others don't have yeah. beards. Yeah, you know? that's, uh, 
wow, that seems really ridiculous uh, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean? It was a very weird thing. Like, unless that's the thing about writing. I mean, if you're if you don't usually say things unless you're going to make a point about them, and why raise up that question unless the, unless the writers thought that was a viable answer because I yeah, shaved. I oh, okay, like whatever. I I had laser surgery, and I can't grow facial hair anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be weird. That would be face. really weird, but uh, I don't know what else they're going to get. You know, come on. So, are you ready to go to the whole truth and nothing but I the truth? I think so. How long did we spend? Oh, dear. Uh, we spent about, what, 45 minutes to an hour on uh, yeah. maternity leave, I think. Really? Okay. Um, something. I'm, I'm not right. counting. I'm just, just, I just wondering how bad we went over. All right, yeah, no, I'm ready for the whole truth. Bring it on. I want to know all the truth. So let's go here to episode 16, The Whole Truth. And nothing but the truth. So help you God, son. All right, this is obviously Sun and Jen BS. Let me read the little synopses Literally. here. <laughs> Sun wrestles with the idea of telling Jin a newfound secret that threatens to upset the entire balance of the survivors' community. What? I think they oversold. I think they oversold say that one a what? little bit. Say, say. <laughs> oh my god! Did anybody even care? What? Nobody. Oh cared. my god! Wow! I can't believe they wrote now, that. Now I got a theory that maybe this is why they wrote that. We'll see, but I don't. I don't buy it, but we'll see. Locke enlists Anna Lucia to interrogate the prisoner in order to extract more information than he, Jack, or Saeed could. Interesting. That was a very short synopsis. Yeah. Or synopsis. Which one is it? Uh, synopsis. Synopsis. Yeah, okay. And I think it's communicable, not communicative. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. That thing I said earlier. Maybe that's why you gave me three points because it was the wrong word. Yeah, that was probably it. I, I know I'm wrong, even when I don't. Well, it's like Saeed. You felt the guilt, so ah. you know. <laughs> Ah, yes. You know. That's what happened. Um, okay, the whole truth. Oh, did we... We haven't been... <laughs> we used to do this all the time, like clockwork, but now we sort of... Oh, yeah! To, the, we uh, haven't... <laughs> to, to talk about, talk about the we titles. We really haven't done that. Well, let's see. Long Con, that one's obvious. Uh, yeah. One of them, one is, of them obvious. is obvious. Maternity, Maternity leave, leave is obvious. obvious. Okay, we're done. <laughs> all right. We're done. That was good. That's really easy. All right. The whole truth is pretty obvious, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, the guy, you know, this, that, that's a Jack line, which I think is very interesting that he said that. Should we jump right into that? Uh, sure. Okay. Whatever you um, got, man. It's, it's your show. I'm just talking on it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's That's what I say to you. It's your show. I'm just talking on your show. So, anyway... The titular line, how many points for that? Uh, titular, um, only because I've heard you use it so many times before. Damn it. Two points. Oh, damn. Okay. But it's complicated. Ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> nice try. Okay, so this is the scene when, uh, well, there, there's a lot to talk about, I think, in, in a very narrow way. Um, <laughs> okay, Patrick. <laughs> how many points for that, my friends? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Little, uh, uh, little American Psycho reference yeah, there. Yeah, just just uh, just because I didn't see it coming, I'll give you four points. Nice. I'll never get above five. That's okay. Um, 
So there's a lot to talk about here. For, okay, let's start from the beginning, okay? Please. Sun, you know, Sun thinks she's pregnant. She goes to ask um, Sawyer for a pregnancy mm-hmm. test. Why she thinks he has one is beyond me. Uh, of course, he does have one because he has everything. Yeah. Um, and so she enlists the help of Cade. And then, of course, the, the line that we've been joking about for a long oh, time. Oh, God, yeah. You know, Kate sits down and, and she's really being the audience here. And she goes, who travels with a pregnancy test anyway? Right. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. She does the really... If if any if you guys watch that scene at home, I I don't know. To us, it seems like it was a very contrived scene and a very fake laugh. And Sun just like looks at her like, <laughs> okay, now that we have now that we've got that out of the way, let's go to the real. Yeah, thanks for the obligatory joke. That's the thing. I don't think yeah. I don't think she, the actress. I mean, I don't think she believes in that line. She she doesn't deliver it like she believes in it. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt like maybe that they had that little... Because the way that scene was cut, it looks sort of like an insert to me. Yeah. I don't know if they filmed that separately or if that was the last-minute idea to put that in there. But it, it came off very differently than the than the, than the, the, the footage before that scene and after yeah. that. Before that line and before and after that line. It came off just differently. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was really weird. It was really weird. I think they just had to get that out of the way so no one asked. Yeah. Uh, I mean... We asked anyway, but well, I guess it couldn't be too much of a last minute thing since it was, you know, the box was a. Well, okay, I, that doesn't make any sense. Never mind. Explaining it was last minute, not having the test, but explaining. Yeah, right, it was right. Last minute. Because um, maybe like anyway. I could see someone, you know, at the last minute, the script's written. Wait a minute, why is there a pregnancy test? Yeah, I have a solution. <laughs> We'll just. I have a solution. We'll just make them wonder why. They're yeah, and then, and then we're immune. That's all we have to do. It's it's really the same kind of thing as you know. Thank God for fireworks smugglers. It's exactly the same. And they had Kate do this. You know, it's Kate yeah. again having to to do that thing. Thank God for a fireworks smuggler. Ha 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 ha. Okay. It's like God. So anyway, then Jack gets involved because the test seems to be. Uh, it was really weird. It was a very anticlimactic scene. Yeah. Kate goes, "You're pregnant," and Sun goes, "Is it 100 percent sure?" <laughs> and Kate goes, "There's only one way to find out." And you were like, "I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna know, do? Right? Like, do exploratory surgery <laughs> in your uterus? Like, what are they gonna do?" And all they do is ask Jack if the tests I are know. accurate. And he's like. Yeah, they're pretty accurate. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> all he had, and that's... Oh, God. Oh, man, there's only one way to find that out. That was really I mean, anticlimactic. Not that I expected you, anything crazy, but... Yeah, it's just... but you you think on the box, on the back, it would tell you how accurate the test yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I does, you know? I think. It should. Not that I've taken so anyway, one before. Well... Uh, have you taken subjects? one? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Yes, I have, and I have five kids, and they're all named Wayne. Zing. All right. Okay. That was weird. Don't do that. That again. was weird. So, um, so anyway, Jackson and Kate are talking, and and they said Kate's like, "You're not gonna tell Jen," and Son's like, "I will in time. It's just, it's complicated." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, Son." Yeah. <sighs> so Jack says, "As complicated as Jen being the last one on the island to find out you spoke English." Diss in the face. Yeah, man. hello. Wow, that, that she was a, did say that was a diss. Com- I think she did say that was complicated too. That was complicated too. Yeah, 
That that's a diss from uh, that's that's one from Doctor Diss. Uh, <laughs> Jack likes to do it every now. Every and now and then, yeah. Son, my advice, and it's just that because I'm the last person to ask about this, but I don't know what that means either. Yeah. Like somebody asked him before about if they should tell someone about a baby or. Or was his wife ever pregnant and something? I don't know. Maybe because he hasn't been truthful his whole life or something. He he's had a history of well, lying he should, to people or something. Then he should be the he should be someone to ask about it since he he's lied before and has obviously regretted it. So he knows what it is to lie to somebody and not tell them and regret it. So he should be the person to ask about this because he's been there. Oh. Well, maybe he told someone, and, okay. Uh, a, tip no, a tip number two. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I, I keep, no, I give up. It's not even worth it. I, I thought he meant because he's a man, and, you know, he, he doesn't know what it's like to be pregnant and have to tell somebody. Oh, uh, I could buy that's Jack what I would thought. mean that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought he meant. Like, I, I'm a man, you know, I don't, you know, this isn't my territory, so why ask I, me? But... Come to me for carrying the dynamite, you deal with the baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so anyway, he goes, you should tell him. And when you do, you should tell him everything, the whole truth. Now, I was like, what does that mean? Because Jack doesn't know, okay, the whole truth, as, as we sort of find out in the episode, is that uh, Jen is the one who has fertility problems, not Sam. Right. But Jack doesn't know that. True. So why would he say, tell him, basically he's saying, tell him you're pregnant and make sure you tell him everything else regarding that. And I don't know what that means. To me, you know, I like to think her and Michael got it on. Uh, she and Michael got it on. So maybe Jack knew somehow. And that's what he meant by make sure you tell him everything. Uh, tell him that, you know, you slept with Michael or something or I don't know. I was trying to think of what he meant. The whole t- now is he only saying that because it's the titular line, you know? Yeah, like maybe. But and I think he's just saying, I, and I think he's just saying, you know, get all, you know, just like you speaking English, this thing, get all your secrets out. Stop keeping secrets from him. It'll be better in the long run. Not that he necessarily knows any of those secrets, but just like. Yeah. This this whole keeping secrets business isn't isn't working. It isn't good. Okay, I'll buy, I mean, I think it ruins it when he says the whole truth. I think if you would have left it at you should tell him everything, I'd buy that more. But I, I I'll still buy that. I'll still buy that. That that's what he means. Like just make sure once you tell him this thing that's true, just tell him everything and get it all done. And so yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll, and I'll add it. that to the titular line thing. Yeah, and then you know. And then it's it makes a little more sense that he says the whole truth if that's what they call the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, then let's move on to um, it's complicated. Um, what else? Oh, so here's something else I didn't get it didn't get um, earlier in the uh, scene in the show in the what are we what are we doing? Earlier in the show, um, let's see. What? Let me set up this scene because I don't remember. Uh, oh, Anna Lucia, Anna Lucia goes to talk to Henry, right? Mm-hmm. And he, she comes out and he sa- she says, he told me the same thing he told you. Locke says, you believe him? Anna says, I don't know yet. I need more time with him. Locke says, he's all yours. 
Then she's like, tomorrow, I want to give him some time to think. And she turns to Jack. She says, if that's okay with you. And then Jack says, I didn't tell anyone, Anna. And then Anna says, no worries, man. What does that mean, he didn't tell anyone? He didn't tell anyone what? Where, where is this scene? Uh, this is... Uh, I don't know how to describe where it is. This is... Um, uh, after Sun and Jen get the bad news about, quote, Sun being... having fertility problems. Okay, 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 okay. It came out very strange. She's like, I didn't tell anyone, Anna. She's like, no worries. Like, tell anyone what? That, um... I don't know. I, you know, when I watched this, I swear I understood that line, and now it makes no sense to me. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is there... Uh, I feel like I knew. I feel like I knew. And I'm le- sorry. I, I have thought that he meant... I didn't tell anyone Henry was down here or something. Because I think... Doesn't somebody else find out pretty soon here? Uh, oh, Anna... Um, well, in the next scene, you know, Charlie basically lets it out that a lot of people know about Henry being there. So I oh! thought maybe... <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you figure it out? I'm sorry. I had I had a flash of what I think it what I think he means. What do you what is what do you think? I think he means um uh you know, because you know, Locke was the one who went to Anna to, you know, get her to interrogate Henry. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, before that point she didn't know yeah. about Henry. And of course she has this army thing with, with uh with Jack too. And I feel like uh I feel like he's saying, I didn't tell anyone about Henry, not just specifically you. Yeah, I know. Oh! <laughs> I was Do like... You, does that... that a, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sorry I didn't tell you, but I didn't tell anyone about it. Oh, okay. I guess the way... He should have said, I didn't tell anyone, Anna. Uh, I feel like the way he delivered the line, I thought it was. I thought it was a secret... Of hers that he didn't tell, and he wanted to let her know he didn't tell anybody. But I was like, well, what secret would she have, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so... Okay, uh, okay. It, it's a weird line coming off of if that's okay with you, you know? Yeah. But I, but I, I say, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, but I think, yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I had to time. So what were you saying before I got my flash of inspiration oh i was just saying that one of my theories was that he was saying he didn't that jack was saying he didn't tell anyone about henry which is what you just said uh well because in the next scene we find out that other people know that henry's down there yeah and i thought she he was saying that you know because she says i want to give him some time to think and i thought i'm just gonna stop now because i don't think my theory makes any sense um, it's, okay. it's it's sort of tied to what you said, but in a different way, and I don't really think it makes a lot of sense. I'll go with what you think. Okay. Cause it, it, makes ma- it makes sense that she would say no worries to that, at least. Yeah. Uh, no worries, man. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I left off the man, but... Cool. Anyhow. And this is, of course, the episode where Locke says, it's my hatch. Oh, is it? 
Yeah, you're right. I remember when he, he says it. Uh, yeah, I remember now. It's all, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Yeah, my hat. I don't need Jack's permission to talk to you because right now there's a man sitting in a room in my hatch. And I want him out right now because I'm a big baby. What a baby. I know. He's such a baby. God, especially when you read baby. it. It's just so... God. Yeah, I, I love season. Season one, Locke would kick season two's like ass. He would be like, you're such a baby. I'm just going to beat you up. Yeah, I know. Would, he would take Echo's stick and beat him with it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. He would, yeah. Oh, uh. speaking of Sun being a philanderer, um, I was thinking, I never, I didn't know if we ever considered it, but uh, what if Jay, the guy who is teaching Sun English, what if that's the baby's daddy? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the, the second most common theory. yeah it goes michael the english teacher then then the smoke monster then jen yeah i know well yeah jen, I, I think jen's in there before the smoke monster uh nobody wants it to be jen's baby nobody wants it to be jen's baby but some people are saying the island healed him you know and that's why uh he can he can he's able to to do it on the island or whatever but, uh, <laughs> he can do it on the island. I didn't. I didn't literally. To... He can do it on literally. the island. Literally. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, huh, I didn't. It's not. What I know. I, I know. This is a. This is a. This podcast is rated explicit on iTunes, but <laughs> you don't have to push the boundaries all the time. <laughs> that was not. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus, <All right>. man. <laughs> well. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I guess there's no way to refer to that without somehow getting yourself in that in that that dubious situation in that yeah in that pit that is referring to fertility problems. But uh, yeah, it's 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 because I mean there are definitely suggestions, at least a couple in these scenes that she has with this guy that uh, that there's that there's something there. Uh, you know, and they were they were sort of set up to begin with. That there's something there. What does that mean? That that there's that there's some kind of uh, attraction or whatever. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, You're talking and, about the English teacher, okay? Yeah, the English teacher, right? Uh, uh, Jay. Uh, so, so a lot of people, you know. So, but they, I mean, they never show. You know, according to this, she just went there for English lessons, and maybe they half flirted a little bit. But I mean, she can't. That bald head is too irresistible. That, Come on. <laughs> oh God. Uh, according to the episode, you know they didn't. But that's that's a lot of people's theory. It's it's him, Michael, and Jen, and then yeah, the smoke monster, and then I've heard a few people say Charlie, which is really, really Ugh, that's just gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just appalling and gross. Nobody wants that. Oh, God. Keep your pants on, Charlie. Yeah. Well, they say it because, you know, he kidnapped her. And I guess the idea is, you know. He raped her? Yeah, which is really absurd, I think. And for her to be, that was like, that was like two days ago. I know. And Jack, and Jack, and first of all, Jack already said, we already know it's. It's not it. It's I forgot the specific time he they mentioned or they reference, but it's not in the first week of her being pregnant because he says you know a false positive in the first week the pregnancy test could you know could be faulty, 
But so it's not obviously in the first week. And yeah. Well, he actually being, says a false negative in the first week. That's what I. Isn't that what I said? You said positive. You said oh, false positive. Sorry, false po- false negative in the uh, first week. Uh, so obviously it's not within the first week. And and uh, what was it? The long con that she got taken. Yeah. That would be yeah, like two episodes, three episodes. Ago. Yeah, so that was that was definitely within a week. So there's no way he he did that. Charlie's not that crazy. No, and I don't think he would do that. And I think if he did do that, son would know. Yeah. And I just I, I I don't buy that. But like there there's you know there's people out there who come up with all sorts of stuff that is ridiculous. Well, they should start their own podcast so they can have some validity with their whacked out theories. Yeah, they should. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go on the record uh, for now and say that I don't think it's because <laughs> well, it might change, folks. It might change. I know. I I am open to change, but for now, I'm going to say I don't think it's Michael's baby. Uh, I think it could be the English teachers, and by more of a long shot, it could be Jen's. And by even way more of a long shot, it could be the island. Oh, God! Uh, What's that baby going to look like? Uh, that, that's the order. Half, half Korean, half jungle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Swamp Thing. Oh, He's God. like Korean Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. I don't know what that's, that's about. Really yeah. crazy. Uh, that will be really exciting in season 10. Yeah. Has that baby. Good. Um, that's the other thing about this whole storyline. Uh, you know, based on the time constraints, there's no way that this baby can come anytime soon. I don't see the show going on long enough for the baby to show up. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with this. Uh, you you referenced guess, uh, flash forwards at some point. Yeah, right. That was a spoiler that may or may not be true. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, so yeah, there's a possibility they'll they'll do that. I feel like maybe the baby will die or something, and it'll just or, be another drama thing. Or the island can accelerate the pregnancy uh, process. And oh god, I guess they could go down there. And now. like the baby could be born in by season four or something. I don't know. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, they could have it, like, coming out right at the end of season three. Oh, God. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's Wayne Newton. (laughs) That would be scary. (laughs) Uh, He starts singing show tunes. No, he doesn't sing show tunes, but... He doesn't, but but that would be even that would be scary. It's already Wayne Newton. It's already son giving birth to Wayne Newton. Why not have him sing show tunes? (laughs) It's still crazy. I agree. Yikes. Um... Not unusual. Wow. Oh, that is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> is that a show? Oh, that's Tom Jones. Never mind. Okay. Aren't, it seems like it should be. Aren't Tom Jones and Wayne is. Newton the same person? Yeah, you know, those kitschy singers, just, they're all the same. They're all the same. Uh, Anyhow, that's, that's, my, that's my statement for now okay. on this matter. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to say, for the record, I think... I think yeah, I agree. It's I I think it's more likely Jay's baby than Jen's baby, uh, which is weird. They have the similar names. Three letters start with J. Yeah. Um, maybe Sun forgot who she slept with. She's so like, oh no, I thought you were Jen. You're Jay. I, 
Um, I slept with a man with three letters and his name starts with a J. There was right? a, there was a Eugene. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh God. So I you know I thought it was very interesting that that son did say that she told Jen she's never been with another man, which could be yeah. a lie, but. And then she has that look. She does have a look. I don't know. I want to think that something happened with her and Michael simply because of the the hints that they've given us. Yeah, they're there. I think it would be way too weird if the baby was Michael's, though. Uh, Just in terms of, you know, he'd have another son and, he, you know, all this other stuff. So I don't really think they're going to go on that route. But I feel like something happened between them. I don't know. but Yeah. I, yeah. But what I do know is that um, we can move on to the next episode. Already? I'm done. You got some more? Just, it's just the whole truth. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> I see that. I dug a hole. W-H-O-L-E. Yeah. I got one more thing to mention, though. Um, yeah, mention something. <laughs> Try that for a change. <laughs> Why the hell were Charlie and Saeed building a dining room table? Yeah, you know, are, that's are, a great are, Should question. I say dining table? We, uh, we should add that to our list. Of yeah. Our, inscrutable we, mysteries yeah. that no one cares about. Because um, that really is baffling. I don't know. I have no answer. Yeah, uh, he goes, Charlie goes, a bit large for a dining room table, isn't it? If we cut them in two, it will suit the purpose. Now, I don't know if Charlie was kidding when he said it's a bit large for a dining room table because maybe they really weren't building that and he was just being facetious. Yeah, he does that. And then, you know, and then Saeed is fairly vague. He said if we cut them in two, it will suit the purpose. But what purpose would that be? You know, I, you, you would assume he's alluding to a dining room table. But yeah. uh, I don't know, you know. I think, I think it's in – is it in SOS when Bernard and them – uh, or, or is it Dave? It's either Dave or SOS when uh, when Rose is, is building the uh, the food pantry. So they're getting very settled in here if they are building a dining room table. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen him eating at a dining never room Never seen table. him eating there. Um, then again, we don't really see him eating in general. So. Yeah, I just don't understand. Unless what, it's her. What would they be doing if it's not building this dining room table set? Uh... I don't know. Oh, well. Building something to use for some purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that was a really awful thing. Answered all my questions. Uh, Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just a a roof or something for, I don't know. They never refer to it again. They never talk about it again. It's just like there and it's gone. Because Saeed, like, at this point has nothing to do. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. They just needed something for him to do, him and Charlie to do in this scene. And they want us to just sort of assume that, that, that in the background these people are, you know, doing things to make themselves a little bit more comfortable here on the island. So that's what this whole scene was about. That's all I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So are we done with this episode? Maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. It's a baby. Oh. Um, 
No, I guess I don't need to mention that. Please don't. Uh, okay, I guess I'll say... Oh, no, I did. I do want to... I want to bring up this final scene with Henry. Okay. Henry who? Um, Henry Gale. Oh, that guy. He's lovely. Guy. Yeah. Because I remember this. I mean, this is the episode before he's... Revealed to be another. This is a this is a big episode, especially since they seem to, right when they seem to trust him or whatever they're doing to whatever reason they have to let him out of the hat, let him out of the armory, uh, is is turned um, one hundred eighty degrees in the next episode. Yeah, I know, but it's weird what he does here at the end, where he says, you know, uh, if I was one of them, these people that you seem to think are your enemies. Uh huh. Uh, there's another thing that I mentioned with Goodwin doing that too. Oh, definitely. Uh, they don't see themselves as enemies. They they see themselves as, I guess, I don't know, friendly helpers or something. Uh, I don't know what they call what they do, but they just don't see it that way. Um, and then he says, you know, uh, I lead you out to a trap and there'd be an ambush and then they trade me for them and blah, 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 blah. He makes this big long speech, and it's it's really weird to me that he does this. Like, what is he thinking, making this speech? He's thinking that if he gives this speech, the audience will be really on edge about what's going on. <laughs> I know that was the answer. I mean, really, honestly, there's no reason for him to say, "If I was one of them, I would do this thing," because he is one of him, one of them, and he didn't do that thing. Yeah, uh, I really think he's just trying to mess with them uh, psychologically, and I think it's really good for us to wonder what happened uh, because at the end of this, towards the end of this episode, you know, they haven't found a balloon, right? And they're just still, you know, searching around there. Um, you know, I never really bought what he said about you know I draw maps to a secluded place for a good spot for an ambush because for an ambush to work, you know, you have to have some pre-planning, and you know there would. Whoever's there, whoever the ambushers are, need to know when the ambushees are going to be there. And well, you're forgetting that Henry has, you know, telepathic. Well, abilities. setting aside his telepathic <laughs> abilities, um, there'd be no real way for the ambushers to know when the ambushees are going to be there, even if they're, <laughs> even if, yeah. I'm going to give you three points for using those terms so many times. Thank you. I, I was going to do it again. Um, <laughs> There's no, there's no way they would know when they were going to be there, or even if they're going to go there, even if they could use his map to find the place. So, I remember originally when I saw this episode, and I, you know, I sort of was, you know, obviously I was taken by the, the idea, oh, man, maybe it is a trap. But I was like, it doesn't really make any sense, you know, because, yeah. because the, the people who are going to ambush need to know when they're going to come, you know, and right. to have them sit there and wait for days or whatever, just wondering when, if the ambushees are going to come, I, I think it's pretty unrealistic. It is. I, although, I mean, what actually happens is sort of similar. I mean, they send Michael, and he frees Henry, and then Michael leads them to a trap. Yeah. So, I mean, something like this happens. But, but in that case, they have forewarning, because, you know... Michael, Michael's actually there with them, so they know he's going to bring us. Yeah, he has specific instructions of what to do. And actually, I wonder if further instructions is going to be related to Michael and what happened with this whole thing. Now that I think about it. The episode, the second episode of the season? Yeah, 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 no, I know what you mean. I was just thinking. Yeah, or I don't know if maybe um, 
he's on his boat heading to where Henry told him to, and there's a note with further instructions about what to do when he gets there or what's going to, you know. I'm, I'm just trying to piece, piece together instruct, further instructions and what the episode will be about. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thing about further instructions later on in one of these episodes. If we ever get there, uh, oh, we will bring it up. I thought it was interesting if they actually used that phrase. Um, I hope uh, you wrote it down. I just wanted to say that just, just you know, for a little, for a little fun trip through memories. Uh, when I saw this, like I think before this speech, I was I was in the Henry Gale is another camp, mm-hmm. and this speech actually made me think he's not because I'm like it's too. It's too obvious. He seems too evil in this. Yeah, he seemed speech. very evil, and like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Why would he send them in a trap? And yeah, it didn't. It didn't make any sense. And I just thought, wow, okay. Now I think he's definitely not another because there's no way he would say that if he was. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like having a trap set up, like pre-planned for this, is predicated on his getting captured. And why capture people to trade for your, you know, for your leaders? trade for your leader if um well how do i phrase this why do that when the leader can just not get himself trapped in the first place yeah you, you know, know that's a, that's a like, it, it was really it was really weird i mean i guess you can come up with some reasons why but that was this whole thing was weird i did like this you know it's like because when he comes out he's the first thing he says is you know what's the computer for Oh, you know, and, and yeah, this is another thing. This is this is this seemed like an audience response thing too. Yeah, you well, guys don't know much. I mean, I'd be asking all kinds of questions about this stuff down here. You guys don't even seem that curious. I think that was an audience response and a get Henry fishing for information to see how much they really know. Um, yeah, know, because if you know, I think it would be really important if if uh, if he was like, where did all this food come from? And he would, they were like. Well, we got a pantry full of food, and also there, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but you know, we found this uh, this pallet that came from the sky with full of food. You know, like I think that would have been interesting to hear Henry to know that. Um, so I think he was fishing for information a lot. You know, when he says, "What's the computer for?" If they were like, um, "Oh, it doesn't do anything," you know, we we don't ever press the button, or you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things they could have said there that I think would have been interesting to Henry. So I think he was mainly fitching for information, but also, you know, like, you guys don't seem to know much, huh? I'd be asking all kinds of questions. And again, they don't really ask a lot. I mean, they ask the most minimal amount of questions possible. You know, yeah. they see the food and they're like, okay, well, it was here. You know, how it got there is almost irrelevant to a certain extent because, you know, they don't know what went on in the hatch before they got there. Yeah. But um, do you want the cereal or don't you? I know. Here's a question for you. That's a, I always think it's weird when people phrase questions like that. Do you want this thing or don't you want this thing? It's like usually it's like do you want it or not, not do you want it or don't you. Yeah. It's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird way to phrase it. Yeah. It's a TV thing, I think. Oh, it's good. I love it. I don't think people really say that. Huh? I don't think people really say that. No, I don't think so either. I just I love it. That's what I say. I love it when, when TV people say that. Do you love? Do you want it or don't you want it? It's very, very um, parallel somehow. 
Yeah, yeah. This must be my reward for good behavior, huh? I guess I earned myself some goodwill for finally joining the map for Aunt Lucia that she told me not to tell you guys about, but I'm telling you anyway. And I know you guys didn't know about it, but I thought I'd bring it up right now. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate Henry when he says when he does stuff like that. He's just, yeah, he's uh, he's playing them like a fiddle, man. He's totally he really playing them like a fiddle. Anyway, we obviously don't have anything more to talk about on this one. Uh, and the reason Aunt Lucia doesn't tell him about it is because she, she senses all these problems between Jack and Locke. And she's yeah. like, ah, they've got their own problems. I'll just go deal with this myself and sort of recruits her own team to deal with it. Yeah. And she has that line and whatever. But, uh, yeah, you know, they're really... Uh, God, Jack is Jack is annoying in these episodes too. Like eh, Jack and Locke are just Henry's right, even if he is being, you know, manipulative or whatever. I do love that line. She goes, Jack and Locke are too busy worried about Locke and Jack. Locke and Jack. And I was yeah. really glad she turned it around because it I mean it's very specific when she says it like that, you know. Yeah. Um it's like Jack and Locke are very busy worried about Locke and Jack, respectively. You know, like it's very. I love the way because usually most people would just say the same thing: Jack and Locke, right. Jack and Locke. But I'm glad she flipped it. That was very nice, Anne Lucia. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very nice. I'm ready now. Is the little boy ready? Little boys are ready. Episode 17, lockdown. One of the most interesting episodes originally when I first watched this season. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was going to lead to bigger, interesting things. And boy, was I let down by the lockdown. Is that, is that why you don't like it anymore? Because it didn't lead anywhere? I was let down by the lockdown. Yeah. When the hatch suddenly takes a, on a life of its own, Locke is forced to enlist the help of, unlike, of an unlikely ally. Groan. Meanwhile, Anna Lucia... <laughs> Why is that a groan? It's a, when the hats takes a, takes, suddenly takes on a life of its own. What is this? Like a horror movie? Like it doesn't take on a life of its own. God. Meanwhile, Anna Lucia, Saeed, and Charlie go off into the jungle to find out the truth about Henry. Hmm. Okay. Very short synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's all that happened. Don't mention. The blast door map. Yeah. yeah, I could expect like like while trapped under while trapped under the blast door, Locke finds a startling discovery that yeah, leads, exactly. that leads to headache and turmoil for everyone on the island. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'll never. Wow, wow! I can't believe it. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. What? Wait. Just what was that other line? I don't. I don't think we mocked that enough. What was that other line that they said? <laughs> Where did it go? Uh, Something requires more mockery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sun wrestles with the idea of telling Jin a newfound secret that threatens to upset the entire balance of the survivor's community. <laughs> yeah, Sun and Jin are that integral to where... Yeah, I know. It's weird. They're, like, the most outcast of <laughs> any, like... Besides, like, you know, Wretcher or non-character. Yeah, I man. Mean, they're... they're the most on the outside. The idea that this is going to, like, create some... 
Oh, that's so ridiculous. I can't believe they said that. Upset like, the entire balance of the Survivors community. I don't think they even watched the show. Like, how could they ever say it? That's just crazy. It's very weird. But let's go back to lockdown. No one cares about Sun and Jin's drama, but Sun and Jin. Yeah, barely. I don't think Jin cares that much. <laughs> oh. Alright, well... Um, one of my, one of my, I gotta make a list of my all-time favorite Sawyer lines and rank them, but I do, I do love, uh, when they're, <laughs> I made, I made it, I, I referenced this before, uh, when we first saw it, a long time ago, when, uh, he and, um, Sawyer and, uh, what's his name, Harley are playing cards, <laughs> and he's like, you can't bet, I just bet, <laughs> just love that line, cause he, I don't know why, that's it. Yeah, when I heard it, I remembered you making a big thing about it. I made, and I guess it's not a big deal. I just loved that line, the look on his face when he said it. He was just so exacerbated by Hurley, which is, you know, somebody who can really exacerbate you easily. And uh, he was just like, you can't bet. I just bet. God, Lee, you're just such an idiot. Anyway, I just like that line. Let's move on to something interesting. All right. Um. Uh, <laughs> I like the line when, uh, I don't like it, but when Jack says, uh, Sawyer was like, what, you don't want the guns? You know, after they play the whole big game of, uh, of, of poker. Oh, God. And he goes, when I need the guns, I'll get the guns. Which reminds me of what Kate said yep, to exactly. Sawyer. I want your spot, I get I your get spot. I get your spot, yeah. I mean, is he picking up a line from, like, the Kate, the Kate's, the Kate section or something? That was a very Kate thing to say. I want the guns, I get the guns. <laughs> the same thing yeah i know it and seems like he could easily say like like it seems like he could have easily taken the guns and sorry been like don't you want the medicine when i want the medicine i'll get the medicine <laughs> like he could have done either you know and it, it and then it made me think that he needed the medicine at this point for some specific reason which he didn't no you know he didn't at least it didn't look like it he seemed did. like he just wanted it for general reasons yeah not for any specific problem and I guess we should ask uh, from the last episode, how does how does Charlie have a gun? Oh. Because I remember when in the in in uh, whatever that episode is we just talked about, when when Jack gives the guns, puts the guns in the armory, you know, he says here's all six of them. Mhm. Which I remember there was five in the gun case, right? Okay. Where did the sixth gun come from? Uh, is that the gun? Is that the gun Anna Lucia had? Maybe. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the gun the marshal had on him? Maybe. Then, there, then where's Anna Lucia's? Oh, she still does. She still have her gun? I thought the gun she had was the gun from. From the people on the raft, like so, the gun Sawyer had. Oh, that's right, and that's one of the original five. Yeah. Like Sawyer, yeah, didn't didn't Sawyer get Sawyer got the original gun before they found the case. Sawyer got the original gun from the marshal. Okay. Right? And then and that was what he shot the polar bear with. And they didn't find the case until much later. But there were five in the case, so that's six guns total. So you're telling me the marshal had five guns in the case and a gun on him? Apparently. Oh Jesus! I friend. know, I know. Well, you know, Kate, she's she's crafty and she's born to run. 
So in lockdown, let's talk about that episode. All right. Um. Oh, oh, about Charlie. I think Sawyer could have given him a gun. When and where and why? Well, you know, Charlie helped Sawyer with that whole long con where Sawyer got the guns. So, you know. I guess. He could have given him one then. You know why I think he has a gun? Why? Uh, so Saeed could pull the gun on Henry when he comes back mad? Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. Because it basically just transfers from Charlie to Saeed. Yeah. And then Saeed only uses it to threaten Henry, but sort of not kind of really, because he points it at him and is like, oh, you're evil, but I found out your story checked out. And he puts the gun down and he's like, but now I'm telling you you're lying. <laughs> it's very circular. He starts off with like, you're another, but your story checked out, so I guess you're not another, but you really are another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird, that whole scene. So I guess let's let's, let's talk with the, about the lockdown. Um, I guess why did the lockdown happen? That's a good question. I guess my only theory is that you know uh, presumably Rosinski, but definitely Kelvin and Desmond were initiating the lockdown by you know connecting those stripped wires. Right. So presumably you know the wires touched or whatever was a faulty you know whatever a short happened and that's why it came down. Yeah, the only thing about which that is I which I yeah <laughs> go ahead and say it because I was gonna say it. <laughs> is that there's this whole like announcement coming over yes. the speaker. The that, countdown announcement made no like if if it wasn't for that I would I would say it's a clear cut case of the wires crossing you know because they were screwing with it all that all those years or whatever yeah. But the fact that there was an announcement... Uh, Which doesn't happen me, when you just touch the wires. Yeah. To me, it seems like it was a scheduled lockdown. Yeah. And maybe the reason why the announcement wasn't very clear is because they had been screwing with the wires. Maybe that's why the announcement was sort of going in and out oh. and staticky. Um, okay. Because I think you have to explain that, too. You know. Oh, definitely. Uh, I love Lock getting a screwdriver and getting on the top of the chair... As if he's going to... I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with that screwdriver and that speaker. I mean, <laughs> did he think he was going to like make the the transmission sound clearer by, by doing something with the screwdriver? There's nothing you could do with that screwdriver to make that sound any better. I don't know what he thought I, he was going to do. I guess he thought the problem was the speaker and not the, not the you know, signal that it was getting. Uh-huh. Um, and he was gonna take it apart or something. Yeah, I feel I feel like that was his intention. I I realize that's not the smartest thing to do, but uh, but yeah, that was the sense I got that he that he was gonna try to like fix the speaker. Oh god. Well, see, I thought there was other speakers. I mean, maybe that's a faulty assumption on my part, but I thought there were other speakers in the hatch. Yeah, I did too. Uh, so I mean, if there's. It shouldn't be a speaker problem if there's multiple speakers with the same sound coming out of it. Yeah, you know, you got a point there. Um, okay, so the lockdown happened because... Do you think it was because of the um, the the supply drop that happens in the next episode? Maybe. I mean, they throw, <laughs> oh, you know, nice. they have Charlie throw that out there. And, you know, a lot of people said that. But it just doesn't uh, it doesn't quite make sense to me. You know, how do they know where the people are going to be? Yeah. Why do they 
why do they care so much anyway? I mean, the people, I mean, I mean, originally, like, the Dharma people who are working in the station, I mean, don't they know where they are and what they're doing? And, and what they're doing, and they, they know supplies are going to come every certain whatever, three months, six months, whatever. Is there a need to keep it a secret that they're dropping supply? I mean, I don't see... And it's obviously a drop. You see the parachute. Oh, I so, know. I mean, the only thing you could keep a secret by that is the fact of, like, what kind of vehicle? What kind of you know vehicle is dropping it? Is it an airplane or a helicopter? Yeah. Or a, what it looks like and what markings are on it? That's really the only thing you can keep secret. Obviously, it came from you know the air, so that's obvious by the parachute. Now, right. for a quick not a tangent, but a quick change of idea on this, there was theories that it really wasn't dropped. That the parachute was just put on there to make it look like it was dropped. Yeah. Um, Who's to say, you know, Henry says God can't see the island, but apparently a plane can come and drop stuff on it, which yeah. I thought was really weird considering that the, you know, the island is supposed to be sort of invisible to the outside world, and how can a plane find it or see it or whatever? I thought yeah, it was that, that, is a, that is a good... Uh, I remember reading a lot of theories about, well... You know, the others took a forklift and... Oh, yeah. Forklift <laughs> through the jungle. Yeah, let me see that happen. I know. It was, it was all very silly, but people didn't want to believe that a plane just flew over. Cause, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just... Even, uh, even Sawyer could uh, track, the, track the forklift tracks back to where it came from. <laughs> and he can't track worth a damn. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So... so I don't know... I I want to say no, but I think it's possible. Okay, I think I think it may be one of those things where the re, you know the reason lockdown happened was because of the supply drop. But the reason that they would do that it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, because presumably if you're anywhere in the hatch, pretty much besides that central living area, you could still get out. Now I think what we find out. Uh, and live together, die alone. Is that there's another blast door uh, from the other entrance of the computer room? Yeah. So if you're in the computer room, you're stuck, and if you're in yeah. that main living area, you're stuck. Right. But I feel like if you're in like the like if you're well if you're near the like entrance of the hatch, the main entrance, it seems like you could get out easily. You if know. you're if you're in that hallway that echoes in, obviously you can leave because he does leave. Yeah, exactly. If you're in that main hallway, it seems like you can get away. So it's like. It's not the most apt way of keeping people in. Um, yeah, and if people just supposed to go, oh, it's lockdown time. I'll just go. And if yeah. it's and if it's so voluntary, then why? I mean, why bother? Yeah, exactly. Unless you know, like, <laughs> unless that's part of the experiment is to see if they'll really do it. And I, oh I god, know, who knows what's going? I mean, if there is an experiment, who knows, right? Yeah, no, I maybe the experiments on. Oh, god. <laughs> Maybe it was an experiment and they found that it was actually real or something. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, this conversation is just going to end with me hating Lost. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this conversation is going nowhere good. Because you, you, we can't come up with a good explanation of why these things happen. Okay, so let's just assume... I guess we'll just assume the lockdown happened because of the supply drop, right? Until further notice, I agree. Because... Further instructions. Yeah, because specifically the big evidence for that is that it was... It seemed to be scheduled, you know? Yeah. Um, with the with the, with the the lady counting down. And maybe, maybe you know, we speculated before off-podcast that maybe she said, you know, 
lockdown in, you know, 30 seconds, please proceed to, you know, designated area, you know, and it basically tells you where you're supposed to be to ensure that you're going to, you know, be cap, you know, captive in a lockdown, but it doesn't make any sense because you don't have to listen to her. Yeah. But, okay, yeah. so let's let's move on to another weird thing is the Blastor map, and I guess we should, I guess we, let's talk about Henry, Henry's oh. relationship to all this. One more thing okay. about that subject. Why, like, why blast doors? Like, you don't need blast doors to keep people inside. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, I mean, where else? You know are, I mean? Where else are you gonna write your hidden map? <laughs> no, I don't know. I know what you mean they really could just have something where the entrances and exits lock or something. Yeah, they don't need that much just to keep people in. It seems like blast doors should be there for you know for for a blast. Yeah, and that's what Michael says. You know, it's it, these are blast doors. Blah blah blah. Maybe if you're in that room during the fell safe, then you're you're gonna be you're gonna survive or something. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, maybe that's probably what it's partly for. But it, it, see, it just seems weird and unnecessary to have it like correlate with the uh, with the supply drop. Yeah. You know, these huge doors that prevent explosions. Like, there's, I mean, there's no. <laughs> imminent danger or anything so yeah anyway that's just another thing i want to throw on i really don't believe it was because of the supply job i just don't there doesn't seem to be any other explanation right now so until further yeah. notice that's really all we have i mean charlie said it but he's usually wrong right. so who knows but i just don't understand why else it would happen unless like somehow one of the others you know did something to make it happen you know, I don't know if, if if they could use the computer at the Pearl Station or wherever they live to, like, hack into that, that uh, the, the Swan Station's computer system or something and make the, and schedule a lockdown. I don't really know. Um, I think, it, I think, I think the lockdown also, you know, the reasons behind the lockdown might correlate with what, you know, why Henry, you know, may, may have gotten himself captured and why and what and if so, what he wanted out of being in the hatch, you know, yeah. if he was there for a specific reason, then maybe that had something to do with the lockdown. Maybe he had it scheduled, and you know, so that you know, presumably he could you know have alone time in the ha- in the computer room, and and I think it's really weird that you know during the lockdown, the vent you can still access the different rooms in the vents. Yeah. That's a little strange. Yeah, Dharma really fucked up uh, as far as that goes. They uh, they should know that if you're going to have vents, don't make them big enough for people to crawl and in. And you really, how many times are vents really big enough for people to crawl in? <laughs> well, in movies, 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, what and, was interesting, when the lockdown happened, you know, we have that scene when we, we cut back to Locke and he's, he's looking at the vent. He's got his hand on it. And originally, to me, he was considering, you know, because people have asked, we asked the same thing, why didn't he just climb up in the hat in the uh, in the vent himself to go do it? And you know, he could have left Henry in the vault in the in the armory, and he could have just climbed up there himself. And yeah. I sort of thought it, he that scene when he's looking at the vent is he's basically thinking maybe you know considering climbing up there, maybe he's you know too big to get in there or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, or he thinks there might be an easier way. Uh, but also his the fact that his hand was on it to me also made me think he was he was trying to see if air was coming out from it. Uh, it seemed like you know because that's what you would do to a vent if you want to see if air was coming. You put your hand on it. 
Yeah. Uh, so I thought maybe, and maybe that's when he surmises that they're really sort of trapped because he has his hand on there uh, and presumably not feeling any air. So I don't know what that means, but. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed that, that dawned on me because he has his hand on it. And you don't, have to, you don't have to put your hand on it to see if you're big enough to be in, to get in there. So I thought True. maybe his hand was on there to see if air was coming out from it. And presumably it wasn't. But for whatever reason, he knew or he thought you could get in from the other vent in the uh, in the um, supply room. Right. Uh, so okay, let's talk about Henry and the and the and the, and the map um, and okay. whether or not Henry pressed the button. I think he obviously pressed the button. Oh, certainly. Uh, somebody pressed it. You can kind of hear it if you listen. You you can definitely hear the numbers flip back. Um, now, where should we start with that? Okay, so very stupidly, Locke lets Henry out, and very stupidly, Locke decides to climb under the blast door uh, before even making sure it's really secure. But I guess he's, he's it's a time crunch, so I'll give him a little leeway on that. But what was interesting is that Henry was like, no, Locke, don't go under there. Basically, I think he was trying to say until we find out it's safe. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that he actually cared. Um, or yeah. Se- seemingly cared. You got any comment on that? Yeah, I mean, it's weird in this episode. Um, I mean, they tr- they really try in the next episode to say, Henry just thought his story would check out, so that's supposed to explain why he does everything he does in this episode that I wouldn't expect him to do in general. Mm-hmm. Um... <sighs> and I, you know, I guess if the show wants me to buy that, I will. But it seems odd to me that, especially considering the fact that, you know, a few episodes down the road here, he attacks Anna Lucia. Yeah. Um, it seems a little odd to me that, that you know, he really helps <laughs> lock out with this, this thing and he's worried about him and when he gets... You know, when he when he finally uh, gets the doors up, he's sort of looking at his wound and helping him up, and you know, he's he's doing a lot of stuff that I don't, I wouldn't, I just, I, I'm really surprised that he's doing it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know either. I guess he's trying to 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 get to get in. in Locks of good graces, and you know he makes. I remember he makes that big promise. You know, oh, you you have to promise you'll help me or whatever. You'll protect me. Yeah. Um, and I remember at the time everybody was like, "Oh, that's going to be real important." And you know, mm-hmm. it comes down to Locke just sort of saying, "Oh, he's okay," and then no, he's not. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I. I yeah that line when he says okay like I helped you and I got to promise to make sure I'm safe and and Locke says okay but I thought to me it was one of those promises like okay if it turns out that like you're a good guy I'll make sure nothing happens to you if it turns out you're a bad guy you're on your own like yeah because you can't make that kind of promise if he turns out to be a bad guy I mean if he turns out to be an other which he does you can't expect him to keep that promise. Yeah, I know. I agree. And he does have that thing where, you know, he asks, he, he sort of makes Henry lie again. Yeah. Before before he sort of agrees to it. Like, all right, look at me and say, you know, say the lie again. Yeah, you know, exactly. B- 
before you know before I agree to it. And so I guess if he's lying, his justification for not sticking up for him is you know well you're lying. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to. But I remember thinking that that was going to be something. I also want to say, just to take a step back, this I think I would say this episode is the birth of the podcast because I think it was this episode where I really got into. I would agree. Uh, Reading stuff online. I studied this map. Oh, and, man. Oh, you man. know. Our, our first podcast was episode 22 for the road, but I think um, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely locked down to where we were calling each other, like, what the crap is going on? What's this mean? What's that mean? There's Latin on the map. Like, we, we definitely spent a lot of time analyzing that map, which is part of the reason I'm upset that it didn't come to more. <laughs> We spent a lot of yeah. time and, and a lot of a lot yeah a lot of times on the boards reading theories and coming up with our own and we were definitely this was definitely our pre podcast period where we were doing the same thing that we're doing now but we just weren't recording it right exactly and I think this thing like because this this thing you know it was this map that in the show you see it for like a few seconds mm-hmm. and then you know somebody screen captured it if you study it I mean it's very detailed there's all kinds of stuff on there. And we've just been forever, like, looking at all these pieces. What does this mean? What's that? What's D-I-H-G? Yeah. I mean, all that time. I know. And for what? For for how much it helped, I, you know, I guess it was a waste of time. But still, just uh, having that much to work with. And, like, I, I, think, I think it was that that really uh, was the birth of the idea to actually do a podcast. Because it seemed like we were... Because I, I think it was this episode that made me listen to a podcast for the first time. Yeah. And uh, and that sort of made me sort of want to do it. So anyway, I just just a little lost lowdown history for <laughs> A little LLH. You can, uh, you can trace it here. I think this is... It, it is disappointing in retrospect to see what they did with it. Um, yeah. I really expected him to pull it down and really deal with all the stuff that's on it because there's so much on there yeah and it came down to just a really a really crappy like sketch of the vague <laughs> outline i can't believe that he did anything with that really crappy sketch he made yeah and that's it and they and they go find the, the question mark which seemed like it was going to be something really big and, yeah you know, and it was sort of interesting i think but... after watching question mark that's what we had in our head like what that's it yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah and and there's people who still refuse to believe that that was a question mark but you know and that and now that the hatch is probably gone uh I guess that's all we're going to get out of this map, which is kind of depressing. But anyway, instead of looking towards the sad future, uh, let's focus on... On the sad past. past. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we were still talking about Henry. Let's not spend a whole bunch of time with this, because we've got a couple more episodes to get to. Uh, but I know this is really important stuff. Um... What do you okay? I'll just I'll start in your court. What do you think Henry was doing when uh, he went to go push the button? Did he get on the computer and type anything? Did he uh, go check on the fail safe? Did he you know what do you think he did? Uh, I think there's a decent chance that he communicated with the others uh, in a similar way that you know Michael communicated with quote unquote Walt. 
um, and told them maybe his situation. Because they, I mean, they seemed to know uh, what was going on. And, you know, it, assuming they don't have the telepathy thing going, they shouldn't necessarily know that Henry's been captured uh, by them. Um, but they they do know. Uh so, so I, I'm thinking possibly he he typed it in and said, "Here I am. I'm you know I'm trapped here. I'm gonna stay here for now because they they think I'm blah blah blah." And maybe they told him about Michael too. But yeah, but I think there's a decent chance he sort of communicated with the computer. As far as anything else, um, I'd really be speculating. It's weird how he sort of. When Locke comes out, he he's he doesn't seem to be in a computer. He sort of seems to come from, I guess I guess the idea was he crawled back through the vents. And That's came. what he claims. He claims like he pushed the button, the numbers flipped. He does reference the hieroglyphics, which means either it actually got that low or he's seen it happen before. Or he knew about it exactly. Yeah, um, I think he references the hieroglyphics later when he says he didn't push the button. Betty, what? I think he references the hieroglyphics, hierog- hieroglyphics later when he says he didn't push the button. Well, he re- yeah, well, he references them this time, too. Really? Yeah, right? Because he says... Um, I don't think he did. Didn't he talk about the funny numbers, the funny letters, or... I don't think so. What episode... Oh, was it... Was it... He, oh, he was it Dave when he... To, yeah. Okay, and then he says, "I didn't, I didn't do anything." And... Yeah, that was that was his whole. I didn't, I didn't enter the numbers thing. Um, he doesn't say that yet here. He's he's just saying he did it at this point. I think. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. You're right. Yeah, he's saying he's saying nothing happened. It flipped back to to 108. He didn't he didn't press the numbers. He's lying though. Um, yeah, hell, he's definitely lying. Uh, although it'd be interesting if if he wasn't. Um, so what are we talking about? It would be really bizarre if he wasn't. Because it's like, <clears throat> you know, when Desmond well, didn't push him, the, the thing started charging up. You know, yeah. metal, metal stuff started flying around, blah, blah, blah. When, when he doesn't push it, meh, nothing happens. And then later on in the finale, when Locke doesn't push it, the same thing happens that happened to Desmond. So that I, I would find that pretty outlandish if he yeah. really didn't press it. I'll buy that. So, <clears throat> okay. What about... Uh, we're all over the place here. What about the... So he basically says, you know, after he didn't or did push the buttons, that he hopped up back in the vent and the lights went out. And then he's crawling back, he's crawling back, he's crawling back, and this is the time when the black lights come on. Now, we I think we talked about this before. Did do you think that Henry turned on the black light? How did the black lights come on? Uh I should say black lights, not black lights. Are um do you want a real answer or I want a... I want something plausible if if possible. Well, cause my cause my real answer would be it came on so Locke could see the map, but okay, I'll buy that. But you know, cause I don't quite find it plausible. But I, I mm, if Henry is Redzinski, then 
I don't. I still don't know why you would want Locke to see the map. Why would he want Locke to see the map? Oh, well, another thing I wanted to say when you said that maybe Henry talked to the others on the computer and that's how he knew. That's how they knew Henry was with them and all that stuff. I, I just want to mention my earlier theory that they can view what's going on in this hatch from the pearl hatch, so they would know Henry's captive uh, to a certain degree because they would see him in there uh, using that theory too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. I just don't know the blacklight thing. I mean, I don't. I don't know why he would show Locke the map. Uh, first of all, the big problem is why is there a blacklight in there anyway? We talked about this before. I don't want to spend too much time saying the same thing over, but yeah, I agree. Why would there be a blacklight? And and then if so, how come we never really saw Kelvin and Desmond use it? Um, and and what's the? I don't know. I could I could see maybe if if Henry did if even if Henry like especially if Henry Zuzinski, but if Henry didn't know where the question mark hatch was, which obviously nixes my earlier theory about the fact that they used that to see what's going on in the Swan Hatch. If he didn't know where it was, maybe he thought Locke could find it or something. So that's why he showed it to him uh, on some vague hunch that Locke might be able to figure it out. Which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just yeah. can't. I just don't know why the why the lights would come on by themselves, let alone why someone would turn them on. Right. I mean, I can't explain why there's a black light there. I mean, it seems like it's there so you can see the map, but who you know who would be able to install such a thing? I don't know. Um, but I guess, you know, I guess if Henry's Radzinski and he sort of joined the others at some point, the others have access to all sorts of stuff, so maybe he got a blacklight from them, and I don't like that theory, but there it yeah, is. Yeah, because then it's like, when would he have put, when would he have put that in there? And, and, yeah, that's really weird. And then my other thing is, if I'm not mistaken, when we saw Kelvin do the, do the uh, lockdown, the lights didn't go out. No, they didn't. See, so, that's the thing. There's something weird going on with the power, it seems like. Yeah, like, there's something flickering. weird going on with the power. It's flickering, and then, like, the light. See, I think that's, I think the light's going out and the black light's coming on is a separate occurrence from just the lockdown happening. Yeah. Uh, especially if the lockdown is f- to keep people in during a supply job. It would make no sense to put them in the dark, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess the wire just sort of triggers... Um, just sort of triggers the doors coming down. But whatever is happening here seems to be more than that. Yeah. Uh, now, I wonder if it was a power thing because the button hadn't been pressed yet. But I guess I guess not, really. Because we've seen the button get pretty low without any power issues, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, I don't remember. The first time we saw the hieroglyphics, I don't think... Yeah, I know. I don't think the lights were. I don't think the lights were flickering. I don't either, but I don't remember. Oh damn it! That was one of them. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember. Okay, uh, well, I think there's unless you have more about this. I don't know what else there's to say. I mean, it's all we can do is wildly speculate. There's not enough. There's not enough clues to really get a good answer handle on what what happened. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. But I think, I mean, 
Henry tells Locke that he didn't push the button, and he seems to he seems to want to lead Locke to not push it. Which why? Well, you know that's a great question. I don't know why, but I was going to suggest that maybe he. I mean, him finding the pearl, the question mark, whatever you want to call it was, you know, was a key part in the chain of events that led him to decide to, you know, take the button by force and not push it. Um, So, is there any chance that he showed him that so he would find the pearl so he would not push the button? Okay, why would... Okay, why would he not want the button pushed? I mean, if he he knows what the button does, then he knows that... Not pushing the button will maybe destroy the world, um, but the way the what happened actually was the fail safe got turned on, which right. I guess you would say that's really Desmond's. The you know Desmond was the reason for that. Right. So so he didn't want the fail safe to necessarily come on. He he wanted the thing to explode or whatever. Yeah. Which whatever. I don't, yes, I don't really buy. Uh, no, I don't. Really, I don't. I don't really buy that. Why wouldn't he want the button pushed? Because presumably he would die. And now, if he didn't want the button pushed, he could have left Locke under the, you know, under the blast door and just sat there and not pushed the button. Unless he wanted to have Locke not push the button at a time when he was not there, so he wouldn't presumably die. Yeah. Uh, but he had, a, he had a ample opportunity. I mean, he had a perfect opportunity to not press the button if that's really what he wanted. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think now, obviously, we have to say that part of the reason he says I didn't push the button is to to instill doubt in the audience and, of course, in Locke about what the button does, if anything. Yeah. So that's definitely part of it. Um, but I don't know any other reason why he wouldn't want Locke to press the button. Now, if he showed him the blast door map so he could maybe... But but see, to me, the island was the reason he found the hatch, the the pearl hatch, not Henry... Um, you know, the island is what helped, you know, gave Echo the dream so that Echo could make Locke go find it and then right. Locke sort of hopefully, presumably, get off of this wrong path that he was on. I mean, the only reason he knew about it was because he saw the map, but yeah. he never would have gone there if it weren't for the island. Presuming that is the island that's commanding Echo. Yeah. Which is another question. Um... Yeah, I agree. It doesn't make sense. And that's the thing. I was thinking about Henry not being surprised when he when he sees the, you know, whatever it was, when the failsafe gets triggered. And, uh, you know, I don't see how he could not be... I mean, I guess he could not be surprised in the sense that he knows what it is. But I don't see how I could not be surprised in the sense that he expected that to happen because I mean the 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 regular lot he doesn't he shouldn't necessarily know Desmond is there, right? And like even if he does, does he know does he even know Desmond knows about the failsafe? I mean I You know, I, there's so much weirdness because I don't think Kelvin is oh, did he kill Kelvin? Desmond did. No, oh, I was gonna say I don't think Kelvin's gone, but 
Yeah, he. I guess he's dead. Uh, he I was, sure looked dead. I mean, I guess they could pull one of those things where he comes back, but I doubt it. I, I, I mistakenly for a second thought he got on the boat and left. Oh, um, <laughs> wow! No, he, he didn't make it to the boat. Um, I don't know, man. What does he say? He says, uh, "What? I, what's the line exactly that he says at the end?" You don't Who? know, Henry. At the end of what? Oh, at the end of where? When the failsafe goes off. He says a line? You just said he said something about him not being surprised. No, no. I'm reading... I'm just reading into the expression. I don't think he does say a line. Okay. I'm reading into the expression, and there was that interview where he pretty much... Oops. Pretty much confirmed that that was the case. Okay. That he's not surprised yeah. that it happened. That's the thing. I like I said, I don't know I don't know if I should maybe read that instead as he wasn't surprised and that he knew what it was. Yeah, I think it it seems like it's more that he knew what it was. That that he saw it and he's like, Oh, that's a failsafe going off. Not that, oh, it was about time they turned on the fail save because I knew yeah. they were like yeah I, I would say the first one more than the second one yeah I agree I agree well good I wrote a note here I don't know what that means I really was trying to find out what it's funny how you write notes and you just know you're going to know what it is and now I'm just like I wrote I am here equals Rosinski alone Um, oh, <laughs> I totally get what it means now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got it. Okay, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I am here in the blast door map. Right. Uh, meaning, meaning that when he wrote that, Kelvin wasn't there, presumably, because I thought, because I would assume he would write, "We are here." If he, if he was with somebody. Yeah, yeah, you would. I guess you would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Kelvin picked up the map. After Azinski was gone. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we don't know who wrote the I am here part, but presumably whoever wrote it was alone at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would... I would. It's sort of written over stuff, although I, I feel like it's more likely Razinski wrote it, just because, I, I don't know, it seemed... The way, the way Calvin presented it, it seemed like 95% of the work was Razinski's, and he's yeah. just sort of like... Adding a little thing here or there. Maybe he's throwing in the Latin or something. Yeah, I wonder what... I, I was actually going to... I can't wait to see that episode again to see what part of the map he's drawing on to, so we can guess, like, what he what he's adding to it. Um, because I, I'd like to know what... Because there is different different handwritings, at least two separate handwritings on the map. Yeah. So I'm wondering what... what I mean, what could he really be adding anyway? Yeah, I don't know. Like, don't know. he... Yeah, I don't know. And I really still wonder what the purpose of the whole thing was. Like, what what was the reason for it, and what what was it being used for? You know, if you have this guy Rosinski, who's like a Dharma employee, what is he doing that he's that he feels the need to sort of make this map? And and you know, he seems to know stuff, but he doesn't seem to know a lot of stuff that I expect him to know. I think, I think. 
even though you're in Dharma, you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. I mean, I believe that, you know, from the, the Pearl orientation video, that the people in the Swan Hatch, you know, like Rosinski and Kelvin, um, you know, well, Kelvin's a different story, I think, because he sort of knew some stuff, but... Um, you know, they're part of Dharma, and they wear the Dharma clothes, and they're, you know, whatever, but they don't really know that it's not real, or it is real, or whatever. You know, they're told a very specific thing, and I don't think they necessarily know that there's other, other, you know, stations on the island, and the other stuff that's going on. Really? I think, yeah. I think, I think there's definitely specific hierarchies, and the people who are in, because think, think about how it would sort of ruin, I think it would... It would all. I, I think to a certain degree, it would alter the experiment if it is an experiment, which I guess it's not, since it does something. I don't know, but if you look at it as being an experiment, since that's what the pro video said it is, um, if the workers in the Swan Hats know that you know there's other things going on in the island, and you know there's other experiments, there's other stations, there's other people or whatever. If they if they're privy to that information, I think that changes how they will feel about pressing that button all the time. You know, they might be like, well, why why do we have to press it? There's other people here to press it, or or this can't really do anything because if it, you know, why would they why would they you know have something that could blow up you know on this island that where there's other people who could die and all this. You know, I think I think if you give them if if they're if the people in the hatch are privy to everything. Then I think it alters what they what they'll do in the hatch, you know. Especially if like if they, I mean, obviously they shouldn't know about the pearl hatch, right? They shouldn't know they're being watched. Yeah. Uh, I well, mean, obviously you can see cameras, um, but you shouldn't. They sh- the people in the hatch shouldn't know that, according to the people who are in the pearl hatch, that it's just an experiment, and they're told to press this button, and it really doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? So they, so at least on that level, they can't be privy to everything. I, I, I just think, I think the people in the hatch were were pretty closed off from really what was going on with Dharma. And I think, I think, and if you look at it like that and that light, the map makes more sense. You know, the in terms of like Rosinski trying to figure out what's going on this island. You know, sort of knowing or finding out or or seeing that there's other stations and drawing them on the map and trying to figure out what the question mark is and and maybe never being able to really find it. Um, so that's that's what I want to believe. That that because to me that's the only way the blast door map makes sense. If he's a Dharma employee and he knows, you know, everything like, you know, as much as anyone else in Dharma, then it doesn't make sense to do that map. At least at least most of the things on the map, it doesn't make sense to have those on there. And especially to be hidden, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I don't know. It's like, why... Okay. Okay. Why we make it hidden? Why make it hidden is a good question. Um... I don't know where exactly the cameras are in the... I mean, I, I remember specifically that one shot from the Pearl, you know, scene yeah. where you see Jack in the kitchen area. Right. I don't know if, if maybe there aren't any cameras on the... where the blast door comes down. But then again, you know, but then again, why exactly... Why make it invisible if cameras can't see you when you're working on it? And if, And if there are cameras on the door, then... 
you know, they're going to see you working on it and know, <laughs> know you're working on something. Yeah, I know, exactly. So I guess you have to presume that there aren't any cameras on the door and that it's invisible so that um, if the doors ever come down... I mean, it doesn't make any sense for it to be invisible. It really doesn't. Because, like... Are they having a lot of visitors? That they need yeah, to like yeah, that's the only thing. Like, are they expecting people to come in? And even or, if they do have visitors, I mean, do the doors come down that often? And even if the do- doors do come down, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, dude, there's there's still a lot of questions there that I don't think we're necessarily gonna get answered. Yeah, I know. I, I can can I ask why did the doors come back up? They seem to coincide with the, you know, the numbers being entered, uh, but I don't really think they're connected. Do, do you, I mean, do you think Henry, if he's Rosinski, then he, he knew how to get the doors back up? Yeah. He, he gets around there pretty quick if he did that and then got all the way around. I got the sense it just ended, like the... You know. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to renege on my you know what I agreed to earlier. I just don't believe it was it was the supply drop because oh well I guess maybe. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say like you know if if it was because of the supply drop, the lockdown was what five ten minutes total, you know, and it's like is that that big of a deal to lock them in there for ten minutes so they don't see, you know who where the you know where the supply drop came from you know that to me that doesn't make any sense there's such a short amount of time that chances are they wouldn't be outside of the hatch anyway and if they are outside of the hatch then having a lockdown is useless well and also having a lockdown is a clue that there's something to see i mean exactly you know they won't know that they're not supposed to see something if you you know yeah if you don't have this clear indication that, that there is, and then that should make them sort of want to leave. And, yeah. You know, and there's nothing stopping them from doing that. So I just see, I don't know. It might just be poor planning. I, I think uh, it was something like that. I think it, it just, they needed a lockdown and they needed a supply drop. Yeah. And they just had Charlie bridge the two. Yeah. And they just, yeah, they wanted to connect them and, you know, speaking of plot elements that don't work, I mean, we've got this whole Henry Gale business. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we that we've talked about before, but you know, it's just it's another one of those things that that seems to work, but if you sort of think about it from his perspective, he he just he did a really bad job. His his planning was poor, and he you know. He did things, you know, he could have taken some simple steps yeah. that would have prevented this from happening, um, from him being found out, even if the grave was dug up. I don't think he should have expected the grave to be dug up, but I also don't think he should have taken the guy's name. I mean, Obviously, taking the guy's name was the single biggest mistake, and I really f- hope that there is a big explanation on why he had to take the guy's name. Uh, now, that, that reminds me, there was a scene here um, uh, when, when t- Henry is saying, <laughs> which I didn't catch this the first time I watched this episode. Let me find the line. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was very weird. Because he's seemingly telling the truth. He's already been found out. So um, he's seemingly telling the truth. Is it this? What episode is it? 
Oh, yeah, here we go. Well, this is this is part of Dave, but since we're talking okay. about Henry, I'll say it real quick. Yeah, This please. is after he's already been found out. They already dug up the grave. They know he's not Henry Gale. Mm-hmm. And this, well, he is still sort of lying. But this is what was weird to me. He tells, uh, he tells, I guess Saeed's questioning him. Uh, Henry says, you know, he was already dead. Then Anna comes in. He says, four months ago, I was part of the search party. Henry Gale was hanging out of the basket, neck broken. What search party? And why I know. He, I caught that. Why would he reference a search party? Yeah, I know. I'm like, search party? What? Yeah. And, and, and nobody, nobody mentioned, nobody caught on to the fact he said search party. Like, they were looking for him, you know? Like, they were looking yeah. for Henry, or they were, like, what does that even mean? I know. it. Does, like, just a general search party. They just sort of walk out and search for stuff. Like, yeah. I, it, it seems really bizarre. I don't know what that was supposed to mean, and no one seemed to notice or care. But yeah, I noticed that line too. It was really weird. And I know he is still lying. And that's another thing, you know, that's another mystery, I guess, that may never get solved. Like, what really happened with Henry Gale that led to this uh, sequence of events? There's a lot. We really need a Henry flashback because, I mean, I, I sort of feel like he was part of a search party. And maybe they saw the balloon landing and they really were looking for him or something. I don't know. But uh, that's a very specific thing to say, and he really did need to say that. Yeah. Uh, anytime characters say things they don't need to say, I, I got a question. What the, what the, what's the reason behind that? Yeah. Uh, because it's obvious that he's another. Now, okay, maybe I'll wait till, should I wait till Dave to talk about that, uh, that whole scene? Yeah, I guess so. That's okay. I'll, I'll we're we're getting close to it anyway. I mean, yeah. Uh, so anyway, with the blast door, who knows what's going on. Um... I got one more thing to talk about on this episode about Jack's uh, Locke's dad. Uh, besides that, you know, I think there's a lot of bad writing going on. That's the only thing. I, unless they give us a a flashback or something that explains, you know, this, the disparate elements in, in lockdown. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to chalk it up to bad writing. Okay, I agree. I agree. What's your thing? Um. Okay, so in this episode, obviously, uh, Lockdown, I think, in terms of the title, obviously refers to the Lockdown and the Hatch. Yeah. I think it's also a secondary, you know, lock going down again because uh, his dad's back in the picture and dupes him into something else. Oh, uh, I was thinking Lockdown because he, he was trapped under the door also. Oh, that, well, yeah, that too. So there's three. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah, if it was L O C K E down, I think I'd have to stop watching Lost. I would definitely stop watching this show. <laughs> if it was L O C K E down, I'd be like, you guys have just gone overboard, okay? <laughs> oh, man, it's bad enough they got. Okay. So, anyway, you know, Anthony Cooper comes into the picture again. He fakes his own death. Did anybody think he was dead? I know. Anytime it's so you, impossible to begin with. Anytime you go to the funeral and there's a, a lone, like, <laughs> menacing car sitting there oh. that speeds off, you know, you got to yeah. wonder. Um, so anyway, my, well, my que- I guess we should talk about him and his whole thing a little bit. Uh, but my question was, you know, he basically cons John. Well, not really cons him, but he has yeah. John. That was going <laughs> to be. He cons, he cons John, sorry, he asks John to get the money, and John gets the money, 
How does how does he expect to get on the plane with a with a case full of money like that? Fantastic question. Before I address that, I just want to say that was my biggest thing can, uh, point of contention with everybody on this episode. It's not a con. It's not a con. No. Right. I just want to say that. just so we're clear. He tells him exactly what he's going to do. And yeah. He tells him the truth the whole way. You're gonna go get this money that's here. And here's the reason why I can't get it. Then you'll get your cut, and then I'll, that's what he does, and that's what happens. I don't see how that's a con. Yeah, it's really not a con in any sense of the word. It's I mean, not. he just—he wasn't deceived about anything. He was straightforward. He told him, "I took these people for money, and blah blah blah." Everything was, you know, yeah, was honest. So I, you know, you gotta deceive them a little bit. It's a con. So anyway, whatever. Not a con. Your thing. How's he going to go to the airport with the money? Well, I'm stuck now. <laughs> Somebody ran out of steam. Uh, I, just, I mean, I guess it's just, it's just a TV thing, but uh, it was just really weird because he's, he's like, I got, I'm late for my plane. He's obviously going straight to the airport. He's at a hotel near the airport. Maybe or, he has a private plane? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I, you know, maybe he had a private plane. I don't really think he did, though. I don't think that for a second. Um, maybe. Oh, God. Although, it is a little weird, since he is dead, that he would be traveling with, uh, presumably, his, his original name. I mean, maybe the, maybe the airport security isn't, like, you know, they won't catch him when they find an Anthony Cooper, you know, flying. But I guess it's a common name, so what can you do with that? Yeah. Um, but... Okay, I guess there's nothing there, but I don't know. It was I just thought it was weird that he just has a you know five hundred thousand dollars in a, in a case and he's going to go get on a plane. Yeah, you know, I think if you go to the airport with much less money than that, I mean, they're going to ask you some questions. They're gonna, I mean, they're going to scan it. They're going to see it somehow. No matter if you check it, no matter if you carry it on, they're going to see it somehow, and they're going to ask you why you have you know this much money. You're flying, and I get. I mean, I guess he he could, you know, basically say, oh, I don't like banks, or I'm making a withdrawal, or I'm going to this country, and I'm going to whatever. But they're going to ask questions, and they're definitely going to call the cops. Yeah, they definitely suspect you if you're carrying around that much money. Just because most people don't carry around that much money. Yeah. I never carry on more than 200000 personally. (laughs) But that's that's a good policy. That's in pesos, though, so that's like 20 bucks. Oh, look at that zing. I know. I'm really good about the crappy jokes. Peso joke, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. Do I get like 10 points for a peso joke? When's the last I... time you heard a peso joke? Did you get 10 points for a peso joke? You know what? You know what? I'll give you, well, I didn't laugh enough, but I'll give you, I'll give you five for that. Five? That's half of what I asked for. Yeah, you couldn't well, give me six or seven or being, eight? I think I'm being pretty generous. I'm gonna I'm gonna demote you. You can't be the point person anymore. You're not very good with that. I'm trying to make the points count for something. Yeah, but they're points. They're useless points. Give me the points. <laughs> Jeez. Just give me the points. Just give me the points already. Alright, forget it. That's okay. That's okay. Fine. I'll, I'll give you gotta earn them. Okay, oh I'll earn them, alright. As long as I can cash them in for something. Jeez, I think these points are non-transferable. <laughs> Equal less than one penny. <laughs> All right. Um, are we going to Dave now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm we, sorry, lockdown. I... I guess there was some more to talk about with Anthony Cooper. 
because uh, there was some que- some speculation. You know, obviously when the show came, when the episode aired, whether or not uh, Kate was and by Kate I mean uh, what's her name Helen. <laughs> You know, Katie Seagal, I'm thinking Kate. Yeah, oh, oh okay, actually, that's valid. Okay. Um, whether or not Helen is in with Anthony Cooper this whole time or not. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is the part when you say, yeah, you think she is, or no, you think she's oh, not. Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. Did people really think that? Yeah. I don't. I, th- I don't think she is. I, I mean, I, that's right, that's right. Now it's all coming back to me. The whole thing with the obituary, how she just notices it. She just notices it and blah, blah, blah. And that sort of gets the ball rolling. And then she she shows up to break up with him just in time for, you know, the thing to be done. Um, But then again, she did have a thing with it. I mean, was she in with him the whole time? I mean, they they seem to have a pretty long relationship before this happened. Have Have you heard of a long con? The father was a big bone of contention. Yeah, okay. All right, you know. I, I'm going to say I don't think so. I just yeah. I just don't think so. But I don't think so either, especially because why would she be telling him for months or years or however long they were together, forget your father, forget your father, forget your father, and then, you know, the father shows up and needs a favor. You know, presumably if she was, if Locke was smart or if she was more convincing, Locke would have said no and he wouldn't have gotten the money. Uh, you know, there's no way she could have known that she could tell him, Forget your father, forget your father, forget your father, and the father comes up and Locke is just eager to help him again. Right. You know, so I'm going to say no, too. Um, all right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Episode 18, Dave. I'd love to believe she was she was that interesting, but, you know. Oh. <laughs> you don't think Helen is interesting? Uh, oh, she reads the obits. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? Episode 18, Dave. Libby lends Hurley support when he begins to think the island is having a strange effect on him, and Locke's sense of purpose is shaken when the prisoner provides new information about the hatch. Okay. That was a one-word synopsis, and by one word I mean one sentence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> gonna say. Longest word ever. Um, yeah. I would give you ten points if that were a word. You wouldn't. You would tell me you were gonna give me ten points if you give me five. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, this is uh, this is something. Can here. we br- can we breeze through this? Because you know, <laughs> this episode is very interesting. The first time I saw it, and I watched it again, and I was falling asleep. I yeah. just I just don't even care. You know, first of all, it's Hurley. I mean, I know a lot of people like Hurley, but I'm just so blah about him. The only thing good thing Hurley ever did was numbers. Besides that, blah on Hurley. Yeah, numbers is fantastic. I. I'm okay with Hurley in general, but, um, but yeah, this episode um, is not one of my favorites. I've, I've got, like, two things to say, maybe. And it, the, the thing that bothers me about it is that this story just doesn't seem to add... I mean, I guess it's just, like, one of those episodes where it's just about the person. Um, but, it like, it makes a reach to try to matter for the overall <laughs> mystery, yeah. you know? But it, it can't quite get there. Oh, you know, because of the big, the big twist, and you know, uh, I, I go ahead. Well, 
I'm going to go ahead and say Dave is not real, never was real, uh, figment of Hurley's imagination, and just like Jack's dad, the island brought him back for a test. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, what I thought was interesting is how... What was really cool, I think, about this episode was it tried to basically you know, present us a, a grand unifying theory about what's going on this island. True. I.e. Hurley's imagining it all. Yeah. Uh, which, for half a second, you know, of course, that's a horrible way to have a show. Oh, my God. If Lost ended you know, that way, that would be the biggest disappointment and, ever. And, of course, you know, they really, they wouldn't give us this information, you know, a couple episodes before the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. You know, unless... If they, you're thinking rationally. Unless, unless it was going to go somewhere completely way more interesting after that. Yeah. Which I don't know how much interesting you could do unless you have Hurley wake up and go get on a plane and he really lands on the island and we start from scratch or something. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be bad. Oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> Sawyer is Charlie and Kate is son and everything's a little bit different. But you were there <laughs> and you were there <laughs> and you were there. <laughs> oh, God. I could see him waking up. Oh, my God. That'd be awful. Jack is like... Jack is really his psychiatrist. Oh, like, no. Kate is the nurse. And, like, oh, God. Oh, no. You know what, though? I thought I got a vague sense that that's the direction they were going with the Libby thing at the end. Uh-huh. You know, because it seemed like, you know, oh, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. You'll be fine. And then, you know, the flashback with Libby in the mental institution makes me think, oh, well, they're just all there. Yeah, no. You know, like that's sort of what you expect to go. I know that's not what it is, but that's sort of what you'd expect to go with that, you know. All of his his pals from the island are just institution people. There's no place like home. (laughs) There's no place like a mental institution. Um, So, anyway... Uh, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad that was just a farce. I really liked uh, Libby's explanation or rationalization on why she was real. I think, I think if I think it makes sense. I think it's a little faulty, but I love that she says, you know, what was the name of the guy who broke his leg or arm or whatever on the other side of the island when we first crashed? And her was like, well, I don't know. She's like, yeah, because it happened to me. If you don't know that, you know, mm-hmm. if this was your dream, you would know that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is a little faulty, but I think mostly works. Um, I think it's true in theory. It's true but... in theory, but I mean, I've had dreams where I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know certain information in my dreams. It happened. I mean, you you literally did, but I know what you mean. Like you, your mind is creating it, so you have to sort of know stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, let's not get into dream theory here. But I, I think. The way the, the way dreams work, you don't necessarily know anything until you know it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just because you know what I mean? Like, your brain doesn't have to know it for it to act upon that information. I think is what I mean. I mean, I think it could be a scenario where Hurley was really dreaming the whole thing, and he didn't know Donald's name until she told him at the end. You know, it didn't mean he wasn't dreaming. It just mean his brain hadn't told him the name yet. You know what I mean? I think there's a, there's a fine line there. There's a fine line there. Um, but my point is, uh, I did like that argument that she uses, you know, you, of course you don't know his name because it happened to me and I'm real. And how dare you? That's insulting. Um, she was actually insulted by that. Yeah, I thought that was a weird line. Yeah, it was kind of funny because it sort of, she was being sincere and, and meaningful. Then she was like, 
Not only is it wrong for you to say that, but it's sort of hurting my feelings. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Dave laughed when Hurley pushed them off of the cliff. Um, don't know why that caught my attention. This Hurley time. didn't push him off. He jumped off. Oh, did he jump? Oh, that too. Um, I was, I told you I was falling asleep. What episode are you watching? Uh, oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. My mistake. My mistake. He jumped off. Uh, that's what I said, right? If you edit it correctly. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I said. Um, uh, anyway, I when just Hurley was, watched him jump off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I just thought it was interesting that he that he was laughing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just makes it creepy. But that was yeah, interesting. I don't think it means anything. Oh, me either. So, I don't really think. I know I I, I was sort of a champion of the theory that Libby was undercover and for various reasons Yay. why she would be undercover. I don't buy that anymore. After watching uh, this episode again, now she has given some very strange looks in a couple scenes, especially at the end of this scene. Right, uh, the, famous, her, famous, the famous, famous. Look. Well, no, even before that, the like, the look before that look, like, uh, Hurley was like, oh, what's the line? Oh, Hurley said something like, "I'll be okay," or she said, "You'll be okay." Oh, let me find the line. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the look I'm talking about. Well, she gives a look in the mental institution, then she gives a look when they're leaving the cliff. Now, I'm talking about when they're leaving the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a look. That's uh, that's the that's the. I mean, her in the mental institution is is what it is, but the look everybody was talking about was the one in the cliff. Okay, so yeah, she goes. Uh, Hurley says, "Do you really think I can change? Do you think I can, you know, change?" <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah, I do. And then she has that look, which which pretty much would mean, in some cases, that she's she's thinking, no, you can't change. Yeah. Or that, I or if you take into account the next scene, it's like you've been crazy all this time, and I know it for a fact because I was there looking at you be crazy. Right. So I don't think you can change. But anyway, the idea that she was undercover or whatever, or just pretending to be ill, I just don't buy anymore because of. Of because of the last scene when we when we get that close up of her and she seems really whacked out, mm-hmm. and you know the nurse gives her a pill which she seemingly takes. You know she doesn't seem to swallow it, but she takes it. Yeah. Um. And the nurse calls her Libby, and I just think if she was undercover, she wouldn't be using her real name, uh, which is seemingly her real name because everyone seems to call her that. Yeah. And, and even when she meets Desmond, she's Libby, right? Elizabeth. But, Elizabeth. You know. So I, I just think if she was undercover, she she wouldn't be taking those pills because they would be altering her, and she, I don't think she would have looked like that. I mean, she she sort of seemed to be looking at Hurley, but she was spaced the fuck out, dude. Oh yeah, oh, she was yeah. gone, and um, that and coupled with the fact that she you know they were seemingly using her real name, I just don't I just don't buy. It. I just think she was a patient, and she didn't want she didn't want uh, him to remember that she was a patient. Yeah, and um, and that's about it, you know. Now, if she was ever a clinical psychologist, who knows? If she was ever a med student, who knows? Uh, her clinical psychology skills haven't been as proven as her medical skills when she fixed the guy's leg. But um, you know, hey, she helps Claire remember things. Breathe, just breathe. I love when she says, 
okay, now Claire, they sat down, they're like, okay, Claire, now that we're away, away from all the noises of the island, you can hear Aaron <laughs> screaming in the background. <laughs> they're like 20 feet from everybody else. She's like, okay, we're away from all of the noises of the island, and Aaron's in the background crying. Oh, God. That reminds me of that scene where... Where Hurley and Libby are going on their final date, I guess. Oh, no. When, like, when he's supposed to find, like, Saeed's secluded beach. Yeah. And they sort of come out, and he's like, wah, here it is. And then she's like, Hurley, this is our beach. Look, there's Jen. <laughs> I love, and Jen's just over there. I love that. <laughs> That was so. That was like a Simpsons thing to it do. It really right? was. That was such a Simpsons thing. Like Homer trying to take the family on a vacation, and they they he's like, "Are you lost?" And they're like, "No, I'm not lost. Not lost." And we're here, and they're like home, and like, "Hey, there's Flanders," and Flanders is working in the yard and waves. Like, it was such a, like a Simpsons comical thing. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. I love that. Well, thanks for reminding me and ruining it for me when I get there. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you haven't watched that episode yet. Yeah. I'm um, tainted by being ahead. I'm done talking about Dave, man. I think this episode is really let me down. I don't know. I just got really... The first time it was halfway interesting. The second time I was just like really... I guess, like you said, uh, I think you said it. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the the show as a whole. It seems to pretty much come to a specific conclusion that um, you know, Hurley was imagining this guy. Now, why he came back, you know, I guess that's that's a question, but who really cares? It doesn't really seem to matter. Yeah. So, unless you got more things, dude, I'm all over SOS. Yeah, uh, I just want to say, I mean, I don't mind hearing more about Libby's story. I, I also don't think she was undercover in the mental institution. I don't think Dave is real. I don't think Dave is her husband either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, I feel like there, there should be a little more to her story than that, but, uh, maybe it is just as simple as she was at a mental institution at one point and she just didn't want him to remember. Um, and yeah. And, you know, and she really was, she really became a clinical psychologist eventually, you know. Uh, maybe because of her mental problems or something. You know, I think people well, do that sometimes. <laughs> I'd be a little weary of a clinical psychologist who used to be a mental patient, but... Um, well, you know, she probably wouldn't put it on her business card. Well, are you sure? Not on the back? Formerly of crazies and crazies. Well, um, I don't really want to buy something that you said. Um, what did you say? Do 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 do. Oh oh oh. To me, I don't understand the point of even showing us she was in a mental institution if she's gonna die in two episodes. Um, you know what? What's the point of that? I you know I don't. I want to believe that the writers knew how long she was gonna be on the show and had her written pretty specifically. But it seems to me they had room in there for other stuff in case she stayed longer. And. Um, Maybe by the time they wrote Dave, they knew that she was going to be off the show, you know, for 100%. So they just said, okay, well, Hurley's been saying he knew her from somewhere. Let's just tell everyone where he knew her from and get that over with. Because, um, you know, I just don't see why it's, it didn't seem that important that she was there. Uh, yeah. Especially since she dies in, in, in two episodes. So I, yeah. I just don't get why that even matters unless... 
what she said, what he says about changing, you know, do you think I can change? She says, yeah, I do. Unless that line is supposed to be reflected in that next scene when she gives that weird look and that fact that she's in the middle. You know, I don't really know what the connection to that line is supposed to be, but it seems like they're trying to make a point. Uh, what that point is, I don't know. I agree, but the fact that, you know, she makes that, she gives that look after that line makes me think that, you know, she's really saying, yeah, I do, but maybe not or something, but, you know? But, but is it maybe not because I, I know what you were like in the institution or maybe not because... I used to be crazy, and maybe I'm still. You know, I'm, I, what what is the maybe not? What I mean, I understand what the look is supposed to reference or or allude to, but what's the meaning behind the reference? Is my question. What is the point they're trying to make? Why why is she saying maybe not? Um, I got the sense it was because of her history. Okay. That. So, something in her history is making her think that you really can't change. But, it, I mean, if we go along with what you say, you know, that she became a clinical psychologist. Yeah, I mean, that's, ch- that's changing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know. It doesn't quite, like, yeah. She seems, I mean, she she seems better now than she did when she was in that quasi-catatonic state. Uh, yeah, considerably. Uh, do I get any points for quasi-catatonic? <laughs> You get I, I ten. You get ten points. See now I don't want the ten points. <laughs> okay. You're gonna be bitter about anything less. I, I want to I wanna earn the points, but I don't wanna just be given pity points. Well you do you wanna earn them or do you wanna oh god. Anyway. Right, how, about, how about six? I think six a little too much. I agree. Cosmic <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You're such a bastard. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want any points, okay? I don't want any points for that one. That was a free one. I, I liked it, but it's, you know, that's a good two, three-pointer. Okay. Well, I guess it's no, whatever. Um, okay, let's go to <laughs> SOS. I'm done with, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. SOS, episode 19. Rose is surprisingly and vehemently opposed to Bernard's plan to create an SOS signal. Romantic sparks are rekindled between Jack and Kate when they trek into the jungle to propose a trade with the others, and Locke begins to question his faith in the island. (laughs) He's just now beginning to question? Yeah, yeah, he hadn't done that at all yet. Guess so. Wow, it just starts. Um... Wow, that that description was... I remember reading that online. And the other ones didn't seem that way. Hmm. Hmm. It's weird. Romantic sparks are rekindled. I mean... Yeah, I guess, like, the cotton and net thing and, like... That was hilarious. The one scene counts... There was always some subtlety there in, in, in their relationship, I think, pretty much throughout the whole thing. But, yeah, in terms of sparks, you know, or in rekindling, I mean, I'm sorry I kissed you. I'm not. But I'm not. God. That's a line I would write. And Michael has to show up and ruin the mood. Oh, Michael, you're always falling somewhere. <laughs> When you shouldn't be falling, because why were you that... I could anyway. walk precisely this far and no farther. 
485 <laughs> steps and no more. <laughs> I hope someone's there to catch me when I fall, because I shall walk no further. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was pretty, you know, just for the TV show. Yeah, they love that. People stumbling out of the woods. And... Yeah, that was pretty. That... And he was just, like, out of it, like, uh, uh. Yeah. Why, was he, why was he running anyway? I don't know. God. I don't know. It was really weird. It's really weird. And in the next episode, never mind, you haven't seen it. <laughs> There's... Oh, we'll have to get to it. It doesn't matter that I haven't rewatched it yet. What matters is we're not talking about it yet. I know. That, that is the key point. So, this is our last episode in our recap here, so let's finish quickly. Um, we will. This we're is on, SOS for let's, we, let's finish so that this will be less than five-hour podcast, please. All right. Um, okay, one of the things I want to mention, and probably the one of the few real physical proofs of maybe the others have the ability to to lepth. Can I use that as a verb? To lepth? To to lepth. <laughs> to to lepth. Um, uh, don't think it works, but I'll take it. Okay. I like to lepth. Um, is that in the be- I think it was at the beginning of this episode. Uh, not at the beginning, because it's Rose and Bernard yapping. Yapping. Um, don't put the cereal there. Uh, it's the second scene when they go, when Jack and Anna go in to talk to uh, Henry. Henry is slumped over, sort of specifically slumped over, and with his eyes closed. And to me, it seems like he's sort of meditating. And right when they come in, he sort of perks up and is almost like, oh, I'm not doing anything, I'm not doing anything. So to me, I thought maybe he was communicating with the others. Ah. And, and another thing, and a, another little part of that is that, you know, we, we've seen, you know, from the camera being inside of the armory when people are opening from the outside, you can hear, you know, it being opened and someone coming to open it. So I felt like, you know, he, he, he would have known they were coming, but he seemed sort of preoccupied. So that's why when they open the door is when he really notices that they're there. Otherwise, I felt like if he was just sort of wanting to sit up nice and straight, because he never does that any other time, actually, now that I think about it. You know, when they come in, he's never, like, pretending to be whatever he was pretending. But when they come in, he makes a point of, like, sitting up straight and, like, sort of looking, like, you know, inconspicuous. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I'm going to add that to to maybe he was communicating with them, especially since, um, you know, presumably around this time, Miss Clue and them are telling Michael the happy haps. And uh, I just said that. And um, <laughs> I was gonna ask if you. <laughs> I just said that. That was uh, I think it was like a Scrubs thing. I felt like uh, so I said that on Scrubs at some point. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, not that they came up with that, but of course not. I think that's a Martin thing, maybe. Um, Who knows what it is? So anyway, I think Miss Clue around this time, Miss Clue and them were telling Michael what he had to do. It would, of course, later he comes to enact his plan. Yeah. So I think this would be a, this would be an opportune time for Henry to be communicating with them. Right. Although he says they'll never give you Walt, which is what they're arranging to do. Um, well, and okay, we can talk about that line too. But I mean, I guess by you, maybe he means everyone but Michael. I don't know. Um, but, uh, what did I want to say? I think there's some problems with the timeline in three minutes because they, they give some dates and trying to work it out with this, 
I think I think there are some mm. problems. But whatever, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Um what uh what God, I, what's going what's the tra- I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Uh Henry telepathically communicating. Oh, yeah, you know, I didn't I actually didn't notice that he was uh that he was, you know, doing something and then he tries to I have to watch this again. Yeah, watch it again, everybody. Uh, it's like I said, it's that second scene, right when they walk in there, and you you get a clear shot of him slumped over. Almost, his hand, I think his hands are tied, so they're sort of clasped anyway. But he's slumped over, and his his eyes are closed, and he it just looks like he's meditating. And then like you know, he pops up right when they come in, and his his eyes are wide open, and he's looking straight ahead, like oh, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Yeah. I I'll have to I'll have to look. Um, yeah, I like that. That's that's a weird little detail that I haven't noticed. Yeah, that's what I'm good for. Indeed. So the line "They will never give you Walt." Uh, of course, there's many ways to interpret that. Uh, they, as in only I have the power to give you Walt. You know, that's an interpretation. Okay. Uh, like they'll never do it without my permission, type thing, or. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, not not take into account this te- this telepathy thing. Maybe he had told them, you know, don't give them Walt under any circumstances, and he didn't know that they had decided to to make the trade. So mm-hmm. he was saying, you know, they'll never give you Walt because he really thought that they were going to listen to him or whatever. Right. Uh, there's a couple ways that that he could say that and it and it be true in terms of what he thinks at the time, but he could yeah. just be he could just be lying, you know, just you know, obviously. For the the tension of the show, so he does say in the finale, you know that he that he's not happy with the arrangement that they yes. made with Michael. But you know they'll stick to their word anyway. So so maybe you know that's sort of an acknowledgement of that. Like he he didn't really want him to do that, but I guess he I guess he was willing to let him go anyway, which is kind which of makes me feel like he's really not letting them go. Yeah, I know. It is 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 everything they needed from Walt done with? I just I just I don't want to believe that. I don't believe that either, but uh I I have a feeling it might be gone. I, I okay, now I'm really I really want to know what they were doing where all you need is a couple tests and then then we're done. Like why couldn't they just fucking come to him, to Michael and say, "Okay, we think your son is special." And, you know, we've got reason to believe it. And maybe, hey, here's our evidence. We've got other kids who can do these things or whatever their evidence is. Can we take him? Uh, you can come, too. You know, obviously, that makes a crappy show. But, yeah, um, I know. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, a little diplomacy. We help your kids show. Yeah, I mean, like, a little diplomacy would have been would have gone a long way, especially if they didn't need Walt forever, you know. If they yeah. only needed him for this short amount of time, presumably he's he's able to be free now, which I don't think so. I mean, I don't get the sense they wouldn't... I, I feel like they would have liked to have him longer, but circumstances compelled them to make this deal, and I guess they considered it worth it to give him up in exchange for Henry and the these three people. I guess, I guess. I mean, even, I don't even want to buy longer. I mean, if you don't need him for a very extended amount of time, it's like, what's the point? You know, what are you guys really doing if, if, you're, if you're tests and experiments, you know? 
I mean, because basically they they test him and they find out he does have powers. They test him and he finds that they don't. Now maybe he doesn't. Maybe they tested him and they find out you know he's really not special. They thought he was. We all thought he was, and and it was just a series of coincidences that we came to that conclusion. And then at that level, I can see that they let him go. You know, he does say we got more than we bargained for. I don't know how to interpret that, but uh... oh, because Walt can tap dance too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he put on a couple, couple little, little skits for him. Well, and I'd also mention Alex, who you know, obviously, I believe is is you know, the Russo's daughter. Russo's daughter, who uh, appeared in maternity leave and future episodes. Uh, you know, she was taken when she was a baby, and she's still with him. Yeah. So I think I think in an ideal world, that's what they wanted for Wall. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll buy that. I, I think that's. I think that makes sense. I just don't understand, like, then why would they let him go if they if it wasn't that dire? If, if, screw agreements. Like, I just see that's that's the reason I think that they're not really gone. Um, I think there's a problem, and that problem is, Malcolm David Kelly getting old. Yeah. Well, see, I think he can come back in season three, and it's not that big a deal because people haven't seen him in a long time. Now, he's going to look real old if he comes back in season three because uh, it's been a long time. But, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, he's getting older, but at a certain point you just got to say screw it. It's a fact of life that audiences are just going to have to deal with that, you know, that they would – I would hope they would put the storyline of the show above any sort of, uh, you know, lack of – um, what is it? Suspension of disbelief that would happen with the fact that he he looks a lot older than he should be, you know. I would hope that. Now, maybe you know, whatever the case may be. Well, sorry, didn't mean to oh, say no. that. <laughs> wow, didn't mean to say that. Uh, but whatever happens, we'll find out. But um, I would I, hope that too. But I really think they they've decided to sacrifice whatever they were going to do. I think they're going to try to develop the Walt storyline without Walt. I mean, they, when they see that coming, when they when they hired him, when they hired any kid, they're gonna know. Well, you know, by season two, that you know, this show goes pretty much day by day per episode. Yeah. Uh, this show by season two, this kid's gonna be a year older when he really should only be, you know, twenty something to you know thirty something days older. For well, I guess yeah. forty something days older, fifty something days older. Um, I, I think maybe they really just didn't plan it very well. Okay. And and they you know they had all these ideas. They thought, oh, it's really great. They'll they'll kidnap Walt. Walt's got all these powers. And I think maybe too late in the game, they they realize, oh no, we can't keep using this actor like everybody else. You know, all the adults. It's no big deal. They don't change that much year to year. So you can just keep using them. Yeah. And they can you know. Well, that I, sucks for for what's his name? He plays Mike's dad. Uh, sucks for him because with no Walt, you don't want Michael around. Oh yeah, yeah, Harold. You know? uh, so it's like yeah, Har- Harold apparently. Yeah, like it sucks for him because he can't be on the show if Walt can't be on the show. Pretty yeah, much, I, I mean, pretty much, you know. Yeah, yeah, it does suck because yeah, he's he's completely tied to to Walt. It was it was all about Walt with him. I mean, it wasn't originally, but once Walt got taken, um, yeah, that that it was. He really didn't have any individuality anymore. It was all about Walt. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but, uh, you know. I can only hope that they that they do enough uh, 
with the behind the scenes other stuff that that we sort of we that we sort of understand what went on with Walt and maybe can maybe can accept whatever happened. Maybe it'll make yeah. sense somehow. And you know they really could have. I mean I don't know. If, okay, we don't know what the real deal is on why Walt is seemingly gone. Whatever. But I, I I would think that they could write it into the show. Like I mean, if if they want him back on the island, you know why he's seemingly looking older and and taller than he should be. They can write that in. It could be an island thing. Like they all they have to do is mention it, and then no one ever has to ask again. Yeah. You know, Kate's like, man, Wall, you should have grown. <laughs> you grown pretty tall in the last couple of weeks. You know, and he's like, yeah, I eat a lot of papayas, and that's it. And then we don't have to worry about it. They've addressed it. You know, we already know as an audience that, you know, the actor is a kid. He's going to get growth spurts, you know. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of easy ways around it. And I feel like just the fact that he's getting older and taller, that's just doesn't make a big enough. Re- Unless they didn't have a really good theory or I'm sorry, a really good plan for him anyway. They were like. You know, unless they came up with something else that they just liked a lot better than their original plan, I just don't think his growth spurt be, was that big a deal that they couldn't have dealt with it. You know, the, the same the same way, you know, they, they've they pretty much dealt with um, with Hugo Reyes not losing weight. I mean, they've explained it. They gave him an eating problem, and they and they gave him a slow metabolism, and, they you know, they've talked about it. You know, the yeah. fact that he hasn't really gained... Hasn't really lost that much weight because, of course, he's a real person whose life, whose diet isn't ch- going to change because he's right. on the show. Uh, you know, and nobody else on the island has really lost a lot of weight, you know, that we can True. see. So, I mean, those people would be fairly emaciated to a certain degree. I mean, degree. They're, yeah, they're, they're too clean and their clothes are too... I yeah. Mean, there's all sorts of stuff that, that isn't realistic. I agree, but, like, having someone age, like, years in, in months is, you know... It's a bigger leap, I think. You know, because it's so just so drastic. I, I mean, could I, I could see them getting another couple seasons out of him if his voice know. got deep and so. I mean, it would just start to be really bizarre. Yeah. I, I mean, his character would have to change because he can't be like Wall when he looks so old. Yeah. You know, well, uh, Locke acts like a baby, and he's like fifty something. Yeah, so. all right. Well, you got a point there. So all right, let's let's go. To, let's finish talking about SOS. <laughs> all right, yeah. I guess that has nothing to do with SOS. Yeah. Um, another right. reference to being fixed. Uh, Rose tells the the faith healer guy, "I'm gonna tell him you fixed me." Oh, yeah, so another yeah, reference yes. to being fixed. I don't understand that that whole thing about. I guess they're broken or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I guess we can go ahead and say, like we said before, Echo and Charlie building the church is a waste of time. Yep. Uh, Much like the army, it's one of those storylines that just never It just like anywhere. It seems like it's just, is it just to give them something to do? Yeah, that is what it seems like. Unless, unless something happens with that church in next season, man. I just don't even... Unless I mean, like, I remember when it was being constructed. We were talking about like, what's going to happen? What are they get? What's the? <laughs> yeah, what's the end result? Are they going to have a Sunday service? Like, yeah, and Echo's going to get up there and preach. And we're going to have to watch this. Like, it just—it <laughs> didn't sound like it was going anywhere interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, I was kind of glad when he gave up, even though it's a crappy, dangling storyline. Like, I—I I don't know. I feel like some—I feel like some writer in the background was like, "Hey, you should build a church." And like, yeah, okay. But it just didn't sort of fit into their overall plan, and so they just kind of had him give up. 
Yeah, I don't know. I really feel like they they have room to explain that. And maybe once Echo is done, you know, what you know, whatever happened, if he he's probably still alive, you know, after this yeah. explosion, maybe he'll go back to the church, or maybe he'll turn the church into a his own house, you know, someplace he can just live, and we don't have to see him do crazy stuff in there. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was weird, you know, just to mention that. Um, I thought it was weird that Locke gives up on the hatch and pressing the button, but right when he does that, he decides to find the question mark hatch. You know? Because this is the episode where he says he's not going to press the button anymore, right? Am I making that up? Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Does he, though? Uh, I mean, he says as much. Oh, there he goes. Rose said, so what are you doing here, John? I can't remember the last time I saw you out of that hatch. I'm done with the hatch. Uh, so he says it. He says he's done with the hatch. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Oh, but honey, you and I both know it's not going to take that long. Oh, God. I love when yeah. she says that line. Oh, that's so great. I I thought it was really weird when, uh you know, Rose drops her little medicine and Locke mm. rolls on by to pick it up. He gives her the most weird look, man. Like, he looks at her like, oh, I pity that woman. And then, like, walks in and, like, rolls away. I thought that was really weird. Did you notice? Yeah, I didn't read his look that way. Um, it was it was a very it, it was either like God, we're both in a dire situation, or you're in a dire situation. I didn't know how to read it, but it was a very sympathetic look. Extended sympathetic because it looked, yeah he looked for a while before he rolled away. Yeah, he did. He did. Um. Yeah, okay. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. You know, I'm really surprised we even got that flashback of Rose seeing Locke in a wheelchair. I mean, we would have pretty much assumed as much. I'm really surprised yeah. they took the trouble to show us. As much as much little dangling things they have on this show, um, I would have been fine with just assuming Rose knew, you know, saw Locke at the airport or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable to assume anybody saw Locke at the airport. Yeah, exactly. Right? He was there. I mean, yeah, he rolled around. around. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one really seems to know, but uh, yeah, it's there's. It wouldn't have been ridiculous. Yeah, it is weird that they felt the need to show that, but I guess it was supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be poignant. With how do you know he didn't heal you? I know. I oh know. right, okay, that's right. That's how that came. Yeah, out. yeah. It was, it was to make a point, and I know because yeah. Because obviously, Locke got healed, so obviously... They healed him, so, yeah. But I'm surprised Bernard was like, but Rose, don't you know Locke was faking? He was never okay. never in a wheelchair. He just had a couple of Charlie horses. Oh. Yeah. Um, which I've never gotten, by the way. Never had a Charlie horse. No? No. You're missing out. <laughs> am I? I don't think I am. <laughs> uh, I think I'm better off. Well, I disagree. Okay, well, you're wrong, though. Well, right or wrong. So, I'm done. You're done? What else is it? It's SOS. You're done? What do you mean? You don't want to talk about this great scene? Do you know what, SO- and... you know what SOS means? Do you know what the title of this episode means? Oh, boy. It's a sack I... of shit. Oh, God. 
No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that bad an episode. But, you know, it was Rose and Bernard BS, and it really was BS. And Bernard, you always gotta do something. <laughs> uh, I mean, who doesn't always have to do something? I know. She doesn't have a point. But yeah. I love... To... You gotta love it. The best best Rose line ever is like... Uh, Bernard's like, why do I gotta listen to Jack? He's a doctor. You're a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow that was a valid point. <laughs> I know, I know. She really, it was like, wow, you're right, but now you're only a dentist. He's a doctor. Like, that somehow, like, she was right, but it didn't, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't, that shouldn't have been a point, but it was. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was. You ain't getting these people none but false hope. Uh, before we leave, I just wanted to point out quickly uh, one line that Jack says about, uh, the fact that he asked Kate along on the trip because they didn't want her. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they grabbed you at gunpoint. They grabbed you, had your gunpoint. They, they kept you, and they didn't, girl. You, you, you ain't no good. <laughs> I love that. Um, he does say that again. They didn't really want me either. Yeah. And, and then Kate says, "Damage goods, both of us." It's like it's weird. Like like they feel bad that the others didn't want them. Um, but, you know, the others do want them, at least by the end of the season. Um, yeah. Them and Sawyer were all there that day, and we talked about it before, but whatever. I assume they're going to explain that eventually. But I just thought it was a weird line, considering what comes later, so. Yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, they say, she says damage goods, both of us. It's, it's weird, because I don't think they really should care that... Well, it's good that the others don't want them, which means they can go talk to them without sort of fear of being taken. But, you know, I don't really think they're sad that they weren't taken. Uh, I think they're probably happy that they don't want them. But it is it is sort of, you know, she makes her point about damaged goods, you know, uh, which seems to suggest that it's a bad thing that they're not wanted, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I think really only she sa- she says that just with the good bad thing we're bad people or something yeah you know which I think really what that line's about um yeah but yeah I thought it was I thought it was funny yeah they didn't want you so I'm gonna bring you with me yeah yeah it was uh it was a good good I love Kate I'm flattered yeah why is that because you chose me to go with you instead of Sawyer I'm so happy Jack you love me again. No, Kate. Uh, no, I brought you... Actually, uh, you the second choice. I asked choice. first, but he turned me down. Yeah, I, you're my second choice. I, I love that line because I just... I don't believe it. Like, I, you know... I hate when they do that on these shows. It's like... I don't imagine him going up to Saeed like, Here, I want to do this. No, pass. <laughs> I am busy. Um, I am busy at the dining room table. Yeah, like, I, don't, like, I don't buy that either. It's just it's just one of those things. Like I remember when when Charlie goes up to Saeed with the not Charlie Hurley goes up to Saeed with that radio mm-hmm. and like you know and he's like I I checked it a million times and I got only static like I just didn't believe him. I just yeah. it seemed like one of those lines that they they felt the need to make him say it's filler. S- so that we got the sense that they that something was done or whatever, but yeah, yeah, but it just I, it just doesn't come across like it really happened, you yeah. know. 
So it, that's that might seem like that too to me. I can't really imagine he goes, "Hey, Saeed, I got this plan. Let's go talk to the others and trade Henry for for Walt." And Saeed's like, "No, pass, pass. <laughs> Catch me on the next expedition." <laughs> yeah. Come, come to me in the finale when Maybe you want someone was, to sail. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's that's so weird. Well, you know, if Saeed would have come with them, they wouldn't have got trapped in the net because Saeed would have known better. Uh, yeah, Saeed but, wouldn't go grab a doll. And, what and, we've talked about this before this, this predilection to <laughs> to grab dolls. Hey, hey, huh? Four points for predilection. Four points for predilection. Nice. Yeah, I'm that's getting a good one. God, if I can, if I can pass five, I don't, I don't know if I've got that many words in my vocabulary for five points. <laughs> I wish it was five out of five. I'd feel better, but it's five out of ten. God, I must not have any eight or nine or ten level words in my vocabulary. <laughs> there just can't be. It's predilection. That was that like was if you if the thing. I mean, the way I think about it is, if it's a word that I know and I have used before, I don't want to give it above five. Okay. You know, um, like fairly common, fairly commonly, like, you know, for, for a weird like word that you don't use that much, like to pass that, you got to do a word that like, I'm really not familiar with. Well, but then how do you rate, I hate talking about this on this podcast. How do you rate levels of words you haven't heard before? Like if you haven't heard it, how do you know how esoteric it is? That's a good question. Like, like um, how do you know it's a six versus an eight? That if you haven't good. heard it. Question. Because I can make up a word right now, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'll make up a word. Oh, I'll make up a word, all right. Uh, anyway, you think about your point system. I think you need to reevaluate re- that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the dolls. Come uh, on. Yeah, we, we made the point before about people and their, their need to pick up dolls. Uh, if I saw a gross doll sitting in the jungle decaying and molded, I'm not going to go pick it up. Um... I understand the compulsion to maybe look at it. Yeah, to look at it, maybe. To pick it up, no. But, yeah, to pick it up is pretty and, weird. And I don't buy that a doll can hold that ballast system or the pulley system that is that trap. You know what I mean? Because basically for traps like that to work, you have to move something heavy for the other heavy thing to drop. And it's a weighted doll. Oh, it weighs like a hundred pounds. Yeah, actually, it'd have to weigh more than that for. I mean, I just don't. I just don't get it. How does that trap even work? Like you've got this bag of rock, this sack of rocks sitting really high, and then you have the tied. Okay, that's on the pulley system tied to the net on the ground, and then you've got the oh, doll boy. sitting on top, and it's like. You move the doll, and what happens when you move the doll? Like, there's some sort of pressure thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't buy it works. If there's anyone in our audience who <laughs> makes... Oh, boy. Who makes uh, doll-related traps for a living... The, the usual um, <laughs> plea to our audience for help. If, if you make doll-related traps for a living, or even as a hobby, um, write us and let us know how... Um, how those work. Or even not as a hobby, but if you've ever made a doll-related trap in If you've ever life. made it, if you've even researched doll-related traps, if you <laughs> majored in doll-related traps in college, um, you know, or uh, went to uh, uh, doll trap-making camp in high school, you know. 
Anyway, I don't believe that line. If Sawyer would have went, uh, it would have. I'm sorry. If Saeed would have went, it would have turned out a little differently. Anyway. Yeah. And I guess the romantic sparks wouldn't have been. Rejected. Well, I I would have loved to have seen that, especially <laughs> if uh, if they t- still got trapped in the net, and then Jack told Sawyer later, "Yeah, we got trapped in the net." So he'd be like, "Okay, Doc. Oh, Doc. Yeah, a little too much info from the doctor. Yeah." I know Saeed was upset about Shannon, but I didn't think he was desperate. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think Sawyer would probably be offended, though, if uh, if Saeed uh, was attracted to Jack and not him. Really? Yeah, he probably would. That's yeah. Sawyer's kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> on, a, on a heterosexual topic, um, uh. I think we're done, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. If we end, so. if we end now, we're a couple minutes shy of five hours. So not bad for eight episodes. That's pretty damn good for eight episodes. I think it's... our little, our little uh, twenty minute or so restraint per episode helped, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. I think we I think we lost it at some point, but uh, yeah, we we kept it going pretty well for the last two, and uh, yeah. You know. So, thanks for listening, guys. As always, we appreciate it. Um, We will be back with our final Season 2 Quick and Dirty Retrospective, uh, which will most likely encompass Episodes 20 through 24, which are the the episodes that we first podcast about when we started The Lost Lowdown. So, it'll be a very general recap because we podcast at length uh, about those already. So if you want to know about those, you can go listen to our previous post. Or, um, like I said, we'll be back with another podcast to recap those and get ready for season three, which um, starts very soon. Yeah, very soon. Let's not say um, when it starts, but it starts soon. Literally. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, I wanted to say thelossodown.blogspot.com if you want to leave some comments, that'd be fun. Uh, uh, iTunes reviews are good. Frapper Map, uh, you can join that. That's nice. Uh, you're email. Just, you're just getting, generally going over everything, huh? Email lossodown at gmail.com. Yeah, I just want to throw out the, the general yeah. stuff. And... Uh, I know I, I haven't been consistent about that, but whatever. I just want to throw that out. Um, cool. And I think that's it. Um, any questions from you guys out there? Okay, no questions from the audience. All right. Uh, that was sort of weird and surreal. Uh, if somebody would have said something, that'd be scary. Uh, <laughs> Bob M. has a question. Um, all righty. Um, we're done. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks and namaste. Enjoy your work day. Namaste and good luck.